Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of type moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fayfair, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns, and my pronouns are she, they. Oh, wait. Okay, it's fine. Uh, and once again joining us, because she was so excited to talk about Ikoku Nikki that we couldn't refuse her. Hi, my name is Lauren, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm very excited to talk about some melancholy girls, a, a okay guy, and also Casey Knight. Uh, today, yeah, today we're continuing Heaven's Feel with days six through eight. But first, have the two of you been drinking anything new or engaged with anything, any interesting media since we, since last episode, since we last recorded? Mm. Well, the Koku Nikki's the big one. I have a precious glass bottle of root beer that I'm going to Ooh. crack open in a few minutes. I'm excited about that. I can't drink a lot of soda because my body is failing me. But every now and then, as a treat... Yum yum. I had delicious pancakes this morning. That's about as close as I get to water. What? Fluid. Liquid. What? what? <laughs> uh, that's concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I think pancakes are like the opposite of water. They start off as liquid. And then you cook them. <laughs> it's but like they're fried dry. water. They're dr- so dry. Not if you make them right. Uh. Are you saying that my pancakes are dry? No, I mean comparatively. It's not hydrating. You don't bite into it and it pops like a gusher. Okay. <laughs> oh, anyway. but what if? <laughs> what, what if? Pancake we, gushers. We have watched a lot of anime over the past season. Some, some might say an exhausting amount. They're wrong. We just watched a couple of anime. It was fun. They might be right sometimes. It's only because of the, all the backlog stuff we throw in. Yes. Uh, too much double Zeta. Let's go... Or not enough double Zeta to get to the good stuff. Let's go good to bad. Uh, or bad to good. Bad to good. We're skipping Call of the Night, which is one of the seasonal anime that we watched. Because we haven't finished it. Which We haven't finished it. And also, I want to talk about the whole arc that is not included in this. So we're going to talk yeah. about the manga a little bit next time, too. Um. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about the whole arc. Uh, yeah, we haven't finished it. Which, uh, according to Ben, there's not a good ending in the manga around be. where we are. Yeah. So I'm not. I, mean, I wouldn't hopeful. be surprised if they did a season two because they could really, really hit all of the high points of the entire manga in the next season, <laughs> and then just be done. Uh-huh. Uh, I would like to see that. Yeah. Uh, but like it's really gonna be just be like hanging up by a thread at the I, end of that episode. I keep wanting to say we'll cover that next week, and it's not going to be next week for either us or you, dear listener. <laughs> it is going to be two weeks from now. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be like three or four weeks from now for us, and then two weeks from now for you, dear listener. Uh, we did what? Or well, okay, we started Tokyo Mew 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 together. And Ben was like, I can't keep doing this. This what's show is way too hot. What's the pitch for Tokyo Mew 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 again? Uh, Just a quick one. Global warming is destroying our world. Uh-huh. And aliens did it, not humans. No. I'm just kidding. Uh, global warming is destroying the Earth. And using the... And then also separately, aliens are invading. Using the power of five endangered species 
uh, five different girls get imbued with that power to fight back against the aliens. Okay. Here's my first problem, Fan. If they're, I don't think that the endangered species are the most powerful one. It should really be like rat girl, a seagull <laughs> girl, and like a squirrel girl. Okay. <laughs> I think it works because like it is a, a maybe heavy. I don't know what it's doing is the problem. <laughs> Because, like, yes, the... It's a magical girl thing. It's like a reboot of a magical girl show from a while back about animal girl, like, themed animal girls who fight aliens. Yes. Well, so, originally it's a manga, I think, uh, that got adapted into a a show, like, 18 years ago or something. Um, And then this is, yeah, just another adaptation of that manga. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Early on, it's the most het magical girl I've ever seen. And Sailor Moon is pretty het at the beginning. The first three or four episodes are just, hey, here's a new guy for Ichigo, the protagonist. Like the worst dudes. (laughs) To be interested in. It's real Otome game energy. Yes, absolutely. Here's a bunch of assholes uh, who are cute and are into you, I guess. It is the... It is uh, written and illustrated by two different women, and uh-huh. it certainly feels like, ah, yes, 20 years ago, this was a, like, here is a... a Greatest um, hits. Like, female pet, uh, like, wish fulfillment. Yeah. Is, oh, all of these boys are just falling over themselves to, to make you happy. In, like, a and, kind of domineering way. Well, in like, various like they'll ways. they'll take care of there are, you, yeah. There are different types of boy. Uh-huh. One is the like smart scientist who's a little awkward, but uh, um, and then there's the uh, Bushy rich guy, like, upperclassman, and there's the alien boy who keeps sexually assaulting her. Um, uh, yeah, and so I think it after those episodes it actually takes time to like develop the rest of the cast and Uh be like okay there are five magical girls let's go get all of them together and like get a little bit on on their characters Mm -hmm. um and it ends up in um i think it ends it ends fine Mm -hmm. it's not my favorite one it's one core and so there's not enough time we see transformation sequences. Uh-huh. They're not repeated every episode, which is just core to me for Magical Girl stuff. Mm-hmm. Is like every episode, uh, you see the transformation, and it, it it's like familiar and it's comforting, and it, th- but this is only a one core show, and so they have to like zoom through everything, and so one I I don't think most plot points get like as much development as they could, um, because it's kind of like oh. We need to rush through this plot and also set up the next episode's plot in a single episode because we only have 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it ends with uh, them defeating the aliens, uh, a plan that was sure to succeed. Um, and then another guy on the alien ship wakes up and is like, oh, ha ha ha, next season, <laughs> I guess. Um, there's a great moment where one of the Mew Mews, uh, that's what they're called. It's a very funny, uh, it's a very funny show to say the name of. I yeah. think that's its, high, its highest point. Uh, one of the Mew Mews says, okay, so will defeating the aliens, like, reverse global warming? And the scientist is like, 
<laughs> no. <laughs> um, That's pretty which is, funny. Which is why I say I don't really because like there there is such an easy way to go there, which is oh aliens are coming and they're doing global warming and that's bad we should fight them but no the aliens use pollution Mm -hmm. but they're not the ones causing it humans are okay okay. and i guess maybe the thing is is like oh yes we've defeated the aliens but now we have to go become like uh activists (laughs) and save the earth uh we've talked about the show for longer than it deserves (laughs) like a reco like Horus Recoil, we covered this somewhat. I talked about this last episode. I was wondering where Lacorus was going to end up on your list. As soon as you were like, oh, well, let's cover these in order of how good they are. I was like, oh, okay. boy, it was setting a, us up for like an argument. It was a coin toss. I mostly said that so we could talk about Tucky Mew 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 first. I see. Uh, it was a coin toss between Like a Reco and Prima Doll. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I've already talked about Like a Reco, I think... My thoughts are largely the same. I think... Since it's seasonal anime, should we say whether we recommend people go check it out? Mew Mew Mew. No. Okay. Uh, sorry. Chorus. <laughs> yes. If you... Okay. If you like girls hanging out, uh-huh. check out Like a Reco. Yeah. If what you want is a compelling meta... Like, overarching plot or any and, sort of understanding of any political stance at all uh don't because <laughs> that's just not the i wish going in that we had known it was going to completely abandon or fumble every part of the of the <laughs> overarching plot that it touched uh because i would have enjoyed it better because i could have just laid back and mm-hmm. gone okay I don't need to care about uh, what's going on with the DA mm-hmm. or like I need to care so much as there are characters there I like. Mm-hmm. I don't need to care about like what is going to happen to the organization, the DA. Are there characters at the DA that you like? I guess I like the girls. girl. There's like one girl that was cute. Like two or three girls there. I don't like that other team of girls. I like them enough. Um, I have a clarifying question about like Rico. Yes. I have some context for you know, quasi Yuri girls shooting guns mm-hmm. content, which is uh other side picnic. Mm. Um should I carry any of that context and uh I don't know. D- d- does the other side picnic prepare me at all for what is happening in Lyco Rico or are they are this uh any similarities purely the fa- uh based on the fact that I have never I have no idea what Lyco Rico is. I think they are both shows with Moe girls with guns. Yeah. And that's and like, about it. The chorus is like, hmm, the chorus looks better than the other side picnic anime. Oh my God, it looks. The uh, chorus uh, isn't gay, or is gay ish. Is subtextually gay. Yes, it's Coward's Yuri. Yes. Uh huh. At, at For best. the anime in uh, other, side, uh, other picnic. side picnic, it's all. it doesn't get to like. No. It is also commentary. I have had people yell at me that they say I love you in that. In an other side picnic? Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. There's certainly there's certainly like Soro being jealous. Yeah. They're getting there. That, but I would call it Coward's Yuri still. I'm I'm confident in that assertion. Yeah. But at least with Other Side Picnic, you know it's going to, in a Yuri direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lacorus is, is the only direction it's going is like the gotcha game they're going to launch in three years. 
Ben it's is like an, trying like an Arknights kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but not as good. Arknights has a has occasionally a coherent political stance that is good. Yeah, I would say at the very least, Arknights Arknights writing at the very least is like, hey, capitalism sucks. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't already always know what where to go from there. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't always do a good job of saying, uh, here are solutions, but um it knows what's up there, at least. Arcanoids is funny because it's it, it it kind of like bites its tongue right on saying that the solution is shooting everyone in charge. Uh, <laughs> but and usually it's like, well, that would work, but they have more guns than us. Is pretty much yeah. what Arcanoids says. It's very funny. Well, it's it's they have more guns than us, or yes, we did the right thing, and then it was co-opted. Yes, and became part of. We're going to talk about Arknights in depth someday on some podcast. Uh, Okay. Lego Reco opens with uh, what feels like it is going to explore uh, like the state's monopoly on violence Mm -hmm. and how that impacts both those who enact that violence and also those who who that violence is enacted on. It has nothing to do with that. Then it does not at all. the good parts of every episode are Takina and Chisato, the two main characters, hanging out and blushing at one another and uh-huh. going on dates together. Uh-huh. Um, fan has been well fed by Lacorus Recoil fan art, too. Yes. Fan artists, Yuri fan artists love those two. Um, there's, yeah, there are, there are so many incredible moments throughout the show that are like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this would be perfect for a kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, they never do it, and then they never do it. What if they uh, kiss in the new? Game? But at least, <laughs> at least Chisato and Takino's relationship gets more focus and development yeah. than like uh, Chisato is a pacifist, mm-hmm. doesn't want to kill anyone. This is somewhat examined, and then ultimately, it's just oh well, she has a gun with actual like not just rubber bullets but real actual bullets that don't hurt people will never kill anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you shoot them in the head four times. And also it's fine, actually, that she never kills anyone. Uh-huh. Uh, that That is, uh, yeah, good and normal. And there's no complicating factors there whatsoever. There's a fascinating bit at the end where uh, she does, like, do the thing where she, like, tries to kill someone, basically. And the show never really comments on that, and it never really comes up at any point. Yeah. And then they just move on. And, like... Because it's not with a gun. I guess it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I wonder if, like, I wonder how many, if there was, like, any audibling that happened after the assassination. So, what I will say is, I, there have there are interviews out there about them saying... We tried to write a darker story and couldn't get it to work and abandoned it. Yeah. Um, so I think that there is a more interesting, I would say, show uh, that was on the cutting room floor and instead yeah. turned into, isn't it cute when these two hang out? They needed a different, they just needed a different writer in the writer's room. Yeah. Someone who could, who could actually write the thing that they were trying to write, apparently. Yeah. yeah. It's a um, shame. This is... The other interesting thing is that the writer has written light novels that are has but written both Yuri and BL light novels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is like interesting 
that this ended up again there's i am in places where people get really up in arms about people using the term yuri bait Mm -hmm. um yeah because like it is not like at the end chisato and takina are like oh boys aren't boys wonderful it's like oh yeah they're still they have a a strong emotional connection that is really easy to read as romantic Uh uh-huh and Um, no implication besides one guy looking at chisato uh that they have any interest in men yeah every time boys comes up it feels like it is uh to show that chisato has no interest in them yeah um which is why i would call it it falls into the coward's yuri camp rather than uh like i i think it's hibiki euphonium Mm -hmm. is what you could call yuri bait which is oh hey these two girls are awfully close and then oh no actually she likes guys Mm-hmm. at the very end um i think that's enough liquorus yeah i yeah again like so so you knowing, knowing that it is not going to to answer or really interrogate any of the big world stuff and i think i'll have a great time uh-huh yeah and don't worry it really feels like they're gonna make more of it so that oh right that's that's the final thing i wanted to say that i may have said last week but it doesn't end yeah it ends with like Oh, this is a this is a uh, end of the first core of two cores. Like it's a real return to status quo. Yeah, like nothing happened. Nobody, like nobody died. Really, nobody. Nothing changed. Yeah, yeah. Is this an assassination slice of life show? Yes. Yeah. I I described it to to a friend Ruby at one point as like a slice of life Yuri uh cop thriller yeah and that is it, yeah, they're kind of more like no it, than assassins i guess it doesn't they're kind of assassins kind, kind of. of they're yeah they're like cia agents yeah secret agents secret agents yeah um and it it doesn't mesh those tones particularly well no. and i think that there, there are some people who i say go in expecting only to like the girls mm-hmm. i'm not saying uh what i've seen some people say which is like eh, it's fine to just like totally ignore the i don't i think it is it is more than fair to say a show with fascist fascist aesthetics should interrogate those mm-hmm. and dig into what that means um which this show has no interest in yeah so your vote is watch it if you're prepared for the bad stuff yeah my vote is you could skip it <laughs> i had fun with it you could probably just skip it this is the other thing is I don't know how much fun it is to watch all at once because a large portion of my experience was looking at fan art, fan art and, and going between. like, oh, yeah. And like hearing people talk about it. Yeah. 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 That's why I'm like, eh, skip it. I think if you if you had someone to watch it with and talk about, it would be fun. Yeah. If you're just watching it on your own, it's probably not worth it. Yeah. On the other hand, Prima Doll, <laughs> if you're <laughs> a perverse, maybe. <laughs> uh Okay, the, I have mixed feelings about Prima Doll. I think it's a like not great show that ends pretty strongly, but I don't know how coherent it actually is. That's fair. Uh, I think I think it's it's shockingly good, and I can't I cannot separate how much I like it from also having watched like a record this season uh-huh. <laughs> or last season, I guess. Um, Prima doll. Sorry, yes. Prima doll. Okay, okay. Is about. Let me do the pitch because you've done the last couple. Oh, okay. okay. 
Prima Doll is a, a key game. So key does Canon and um, uh, what else did they do? Air. They do Air. a bunch of, uh, I don't remember what the Japanese Visual term, but novels like and crying novels. games. Yeah. Games that are, that you going in, you know, are going to pull on your heartstrings. Yes. And make you cry. And uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a game about a empire that's, exiting a war it's like post-war mm-hmm. uh this empire was fighting another big empire and both were using war androids that looked like uh some of them are like bug robots and some mm-hmm. of them look like women like mm-hmm. girls uh, ranging in ages yeah well uh yeah uh-huh most of them are adults most of them are adults in in the war not in the show <laughs> yes um the uh, there's a cafe that uh, repurposes some of these war android girls into, like, servers at this cafe. They have feelings and emotions and all this stuff and, mem- like, trauma from the war that mm-hmm. they're w- working through, basically. It is in ways that, like, like Oreco is completely uninterested in um, its aesthetics. Primadol is, at the very least, very much about hey these are traumatized people Mm -hmm. coming back from a war trying to live normal lives yeah they're very buddy buddy with the military in this which which is rough yeah (laughs) and like they are living in an empire explicitly is it an empire yes okay the empire yeah i don't even know if the other place is an empire or if they were trying to invade a place um so what makes it good fun Okay, the things I like. It's like a set of character stories that can coheres into a like yeah. coherent. I think plot. the first five or six episodes are like, hey, here's this doll. What's her backstory? Mm-hmm. Um, and most of those go for a tragic twist mm-hmm. that just doesn't land because it's like I met you at the beginning of this episode. I just can't care. I don't care that much about you. I think my favorite one of those is I think it's episode three. Um about Gekka, who was a recon droid, and so she's tiny, um, and... She can fly. She can fly. And there's a, like, midway through the episode, the protagonist, Hai Zakura, um, says, like, hey, like, I know that you are... You can't put... I know that currently you are still, like, patrolling and keeping the cafe safe, because that's what you know how to do, but... Like, we can come up with a new purpose for you. You don't have to keep fighting. Um, and uh, Gekka kind of, um, like, rejects this. And then at the end, like, like chases off someone who is trying to attack the cafe and just, like, thinks back to Haizakura saying that. And in one of my favorite scenes from the, like, thinks back to Haizakura saying that uh, and then shoulders her rifle and shoots the android that they were pursuing in the head. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this is great. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, but most of those like tragic twists don't really land. Mm-hmm. Um, the back half of the show is about like, okay, now we've introduced all the characters. Um, let's get into some big plot that mm-hmm. kind of works. Like, the parts of the big plot that work for me are Hisakura, um and her sister. Mm-hmm. It's really weird how much the dolls are just humans, yeah. but also extremely dolls. Uh-huh. Um, or androids, I guess. Uh-huh. They're called dolls. Um, 
Uh, hi, Zachary. You could tell them on site because they have big backpacks that uh-huh. I think have like a, a combustion engine that, that uh, is powering them. The designs range from cute to uncomfortably horny. Uh-huh. In a very specific way. This is the, the, the designs are being targeted towards a unsavory audience, I would say. Yeah. Some of them. Um... And right, so the the part of the the overarching plot that kind of works for me is, uh, the like Hizakura and her sister, um, or the person Hizakura is based on, and her sister, were like very powerful, cool dolls, <laughs> um, and they wanted to end the war once and for all, and so. Like the, there's also some interesting stuff about uh, dolls can link with less complicated dolls and force them to do things. Um, Ben's looking at me like I'm. No, the 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 problem with the show is that it, it's both not a lot happens and also it's very hard to explain what's happening. Yeah. I'm realizing as we're trying to explain it. Like Lauren, are you following any of this? A, a little bit. I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking a lot about like, you know, I what was the one that was uh, at the end of uh, Unlimited Blade Works. Was the there was another war one? I can't remember the title that off my head. Oh, uh, fall oh. love until you die. I'm much, I much yeah, better. I'm about that a lot. Oh, that that's better. That one's yes. much better. Yes. Oh, we liked that a lot. Okay, let let me see if I could just do a real brief. The war. Uh, there's a rebel faction in the Empire that's trying to restart the war. They uh, reactivate an android that uh, can control basically the entire army of androids that's supposed to be decommissioned. She's rescued by the, the party, uh, but she wants to end war altogether by killing all humans, basically. By taking over that army and exterminating the Empire. I think, yes, she wants to kill all humans because she saw humans use her sister yes um yeah she's like actually i'd rather have my doll sister than any human who's going to use us so they have to like sacrifice themselves in various ways to stop this from happening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that big boss i have not seen or read enough metal gear to no (laughs) is that is that the plot of metal gear okay yeah that makes sense to me kind of i think i mean it's not like androids but it's just like soldiers uh, instead of big boss it's little sister i guess (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there's good it's got some good like heart stirring like people pushing themselves too far to try and protect people that Mm -hmm. they care about uh i think failing in interesting ways and also the ending, I think, commits to the stakes it's set up. Yeah. Like, it sets up stakes, and then there's no magical way out of them. Yeah. It's just like, no, you just have to do the thing. Yeah, early on, sometimes the, the dolls, various dolls are traumatized in such a way, or in, like, broken in such a way that, like, can be fixed pretty easily. Mm-hmm. But when they don't do that is interesting. Like, mm-hmm. at the very beginning, there's a doll... Um, who Haizakura manages to, like, force to wake up because there's no way to wake her up with her memories intact, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they could either wipe her completely and start her over as a new person. Well, or... It, it's that she doesn't want to wake up. Yeah. Like, 
they'd have to wipe her memories because the person she is now wants to stay asleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought she had to shut back off again. I think that that's it. Uh-huh. That, um, like, yeah. She she would be too sad to be awake right now, and so she just, like, shuts herself down. Interesting. Okay. Um, but it's... There are problems that can't be fixed. Yeah. Is, is, is an interesting through line to the show. That... Even, yeah, even these mechanical creatures mm-hmm. who presumably, like, are way more durable than humans, um, even they have things that uh, they can be permanently broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting thing because it's, like, it's very, it's not really interested in asking the question of mach- can machines have feelings because I feel like that's such a basic question, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's That's a given. It's. The, I, I don't think it's. I don't even think it's in asking particularly interesting questions. Yeah. So much as it is like, isn't it sad when machines have trauma? <laughs> it's almost like uh, the the robot part is almost like an excuse to give them both superpowers and no rights. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they can explore that part. Well, no rights except for also again there is this like even more underclass of. Uh, like more bug-like androids that have no per- who... no personhood. Yeah, they have no or conscience. It seems like they do have the ability to like act on their own, but also it's fine for the dolls to just like order them around. I don't know that they've ever had like been shown doing anything on their own. I think it's always whenever they do something with personality, it's because someone else is controlling them. Okay, maybe I'm just wrong. I think so okay that anyway, was a, that's enough of that that was a lot of i feel like wait wait should you watch prima doll i don't know i, I mean, would like, say probably not unless the, like if you can get past the designs i think that we there's should uh, enough... say the say the line from the what was that line that the, the character designer said character designer um talked about on twitter the character designs and was like okay look at um originally or yeah, we have like two groups: the the Onesans and the the like Lolly group. Mm-hmm. And originally, the Lolly group had uh, like longer skirts, but we decided to go with shorter skirts for them. Uh-oh. Yeah, so we shouldn't tiptoe around that if we're going to talk about it. Which is like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Great. uh huh. Great. so yeah, the show's got some interesting stuff. I, uh, again, I don't know that it's really worth it, but I I was surprised that the ending kind of worked for me. I don't know that it's like a like a yeah. It's I will air has a lot of problems. The Kyoani 2000 something. Mm-hmm. Uh anime that's a better uh key anime than this is. Yeah. But if if you like like if you like dolls, if you like cute Robot girls, girls being sad. If, if you like moe girls with guns, uh-huh. uh, there's some of that in this. Some of that. Um, if you like war trauma flashbacks, uh-huh. and a lot of musical numbers. Yeah, there's a lot of singing. I think it is because originally Prima Doll was a like, uh, kind of mixed media thing before the anime, mm. and so I assume that a lot of those songs were just like things that they had already made and so decided to I see that makes sense incorporate in, into the end uh now how long an hour in <laughs> wait Let's... no most of that was set up some, some, of, that some was... of that was some of that was set up let's uh okay actually um 
It's like 22 minutes in was our clap. Like 20. We can't have talked for 40 minutes before getting to the thing that we're here to talk about. <laughs> oh, Ben, I think you will find that we talked for about 35 minutes before getting to the thing that we're here to talk about. Fuck me. We said it last episode. We're here to talk about Ikokuniki. We talked for so long. Lauren, would you set up Ikokuniki for us? I would love to. Uh, Ikokuniki is a... Far and away the best thing that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, go read Ikokuniki. Yeah. Please, everyone. Um, Ikokuniki is a currently running uh, manga. I guess it's a yosei, probably. Yes, I think um, so. I think yosei, yosei means... Yosei, uh, Like, women's manga, like adult uh-huh. women. Uh, it is, uh, like the, that's like a tagline that shows up on the front of a lot of the volumes that says something like, uh, a, you know, a 36 year old writer and her niece, uh, live together with a large age gap or something like that is like their little tagline. But generally, well, I, sorry to interrupt, but another tagline is the story of a queen and a dog living together. <laughs> that is also true. I don't uh, remember is, that one. It is also that. Um, so the, the premise is that um, Asa, a 15-year-old at the beginning of the comic, uh, her parents die in a car accident, basically in front of her face. Um, and she ends up sort of temporarily and then permanently living with her aunt, her mother's sister, who was estranged from the uh, her mother. Um, her aunt, uh, Makio... Mm-hmm. Uh, is a writer of basically light novels uh, aimed at young women, uh, young girls and uh, is like kind of like a social recluse sort of she has like friends but is not like traditionally successful um and you know has like a lot of social anxiety and like executive function problems and uh asa is sort of like a very uh gregarious and outgoing 15 year old and there's like you know, per- the friction based on personalities and also based on like their relationships with um, the uh, the parents of Asa and Makio's sister. There was some friction there. there Makio was estranged from her sister. Uh, and then a lot of like meditation on like grief and like how to deal with gaps in communication between people and like how you relate to other people and given how they how those other people relate to yourself um that and i think especially gets very interesting later on um but i'll save that discussion for later um it's hard to give like a good overview because it's a basically very episodic um even though it maintains like a you know persistence of you know events things that happen continue to have happened and um you know time passes regularly uh, Asa continues to age. She goes into high school, etc. Um, Do we want to but... talk about characters then instead of plot? I was one one more broad thing. Oh, I would yeah. say it is uh, uh, like it is the um, platonic ideal of slice of life to me, which is like <laughs> a lot of those are a little more like relaxing and healing this i wouldn't call this relaxing necessarily no uh but it is that kind of um like yeah we're just uh nothing nothing like the exciting event has already happened asa's parents died and now it's just about like how do these two live their lives Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how do they one of the things that i really like is that 
as Lauren said, it's kind of episodic, but also um, their relationship doesn't just get better. Mm. Asa and mm-hmm. Makio don't figure out how to live together, and then that's no longer an issue. It's yeah. like they have their ups and downs, yeah. and sometimes it's like, oh, we haven't ever run into this situation before, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's, oh, we extremely have run into this situation before and just haven't figured out how uh, to get through this. Yeah, Asa is a teen. Yeah. It's a very difficult... She's not even, like, an older teen. She's, like, 15, 16. It's, it's, a, it's a tough time, and Makio is not really, pre- like, prepared for this. Honestly, I yeah. think this is a great opportunity to talk about, like, the first, two, like, three chapters, because, like, the first chapter is actually just, like, it is at the end of high school for Asa. It takes place, like, end of third year high school. Middle school. And what? Middle school. No, no. The first Wait. chapter is Asa fifth, third year high school. And then it goes back. Chapter two it? is the event. And then chapter three is like their first week together. Shit. You just read this last night. Yeah. No. I don't remember at all. I thought you were misspeaking. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Oh. The first chapter is like they have been living together for like three years. Right. Okay. I'm starting to remember that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's been it's been forever since I read the first chapter. Yeah, so. and like the first chapter is just like, oh, you know, Asa wakes up, does does like some cooking, they like banter back and forth a mm-hmm. little bit. She goes off to school, comes back, does some more cooking. There's a lot of like these little onomatopoeias that I like a lot, like a gatan yeah. when you do things around. Uh and um and like at the end, uh Asa sort of nestles into the like where her um bedroom is. Um quote unquote, which is actually just where Makio works. Yeah. Um, and Makio is just like tapping away at her computer while Asa goes to sleep. And that's like the first chapter. Yeah. And then the second chapter is, you know, Makio is like on the train listening to the radio and hears that like her sister died in a car crash and then has to go and pick up Asa and so on. And then chapter three is like their first night together and like having to like understand where Asa is like very out of place. Um, yeah yeah like the the first chapter or like the chapter two where we sort of see the direct fallout of the the car crash is kind of interesting because like asa is basically shell-shocked the whole time Mm -hmm. like she does this thing where she's like like i think she's like at the funeral and people are talking around her like oh is she is she actually her daughter like I can't deal with this person. I'm on a pension. I can't do with this. I mean, that's kind of sad, but I can't do any. And like, so she just sort of like checks out and like stops like paying attention to what they're saying. And like, is like hearing, you know, like they put in like other words, like, you know, fill in random garbage. Um, and while this is happening, uh, Macchio is like, I guess getting sick of the situation is mm-hmm. like monologues at her, like, Hey, like, this is going to suck for you. I hated your mom, but you know, you're 15 and I can't let that like affect my, how I deal with this. And, um, so, and then like, you know, starts taking care of her. And then in chapter three, she sort of realizes, Makio realizes like, Oh man, I was really full of bluster and, uh, (laughs) I am not used to living with literally anyone else around. Uh, and this is going to be very hard for me. Please don't look at me and have expectations. And I think she says something like, "Like I'm garbage that gets depressed easily, so don't put pressure on me or something. She's such a fantastic character, Makio. This woman, she she looks fantastic. She's so cool looking. Uh-huh. Uh, also, she says the most profound shit for like a children's book author, for like a young <laughs> adult novelist. You, she sounds so cool when she talks and then immediately folds. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so nice because like 
it's not just like, oh, she's like full of wisdom or whatever, because like later on, she'll be like, oh, did I say that? Man, that's that's wild. <laughs> Don't yeah, take me so seriously, please. Yeah, she does say things that sound and are very wise and cool, but they don't always hold up in practice. And um, and yeah, yeah, she doesn't put much stock in the stuff she says. Mm-hmm. She just has a big vocabulary. Yeah, that's an, that's an interesting thing is that like she is like she's she speaks very writerly and it is just Macchio because like her friends will also comment like, oh, that's a <laughs> sort of a weird thing to say. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit where uh, Asa is like keeping a diary of all the weird insults she uses, like archaic insults she uses. Right, like using it as like kanji learning practice or uh-huh. something. <laughs> oh, kanji. Yeah, right, right, right. My my favorite bit of the opening chapter is uh, a, a a language bit that is explained in like a translator note because I didn't the get it at first. Thing? The wash tub, yeah, because um, the people are talking about. The, the family members are talking about passing Asa back and forth, which apparently uses the kanji for wash tub in the phrase in, in Japanese. And so Asa is just sitting there, like, going through all the different, like, uh, radicals trying to figure out what the kanji for wash tub is. And then when someone, I, I think Makio, like, is, like, a- asks her something, and she just says, what's the kanji for wash tub? And starts crying. <laughs> Right, and then, like, Makio goes off on one of these, like, long, uh-huh. like, you know, erudite, like, uh, like, Not spiels, only. and then at the end it's like, well, the kanji for washtub is like, <laughs> what is it, like, kanji for water inside the kanji for mortar on top of the kanji for dish? Yes, yeah, that, <laughs> and that sounds right. Let's go to the supermarket and get you a futon or whatever. Uh, they're a great pair of characters. They're very different. Uh, I, I, I just, Makio is, like, one of the most, uh, is so human- <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, which which is fun because she's portrayed as a person who like isn't like other people. But also, what's that one line, Fan? Uh there's like a bit where she talks about how in high school she used uh, to feel like no one in the world was like her and she was the loneliest person uh, in the world. Let me okay. But it was only me who was alone, only me that didn't receive love from anyone, only me that never knew true love, only me. That's probably what each one of us thought. Uh-huh. Which is so incredible. Um Right, like, and that's like the whole yeah, that's like also, because of all over the comic. Like this this um like that that the the two pages that that's on is just like on the like yeah. The first one is just like her at a desk alone on the page. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is like looking out over a railing. Mm-hmm. It's just like very sparse illustrations for this like yeah, very profound but also like yeah she has you know whatever it's been 15 18 years since high school to like reflect on it and go like yeah of course of course i was a dumb teenager who Uh thought i was uniquely alone um and actually all of us were Uh like of course we were everyone's going through it yeah this is something i really like about makio is that she's she's a person who knows knew what she wanted to do fair, fairly young, not super, super young, but in high school, she figured out this thing that she wanted to do. She knew that she had to like be a creative person and she's con- like confident enough and bold enough to like push for that and not be compromising and not end up anywhere else. But also she's so weak <laughs> that she like is still smarting about shit that her sister said to her like when she was a teen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. she's so like fragile about the things that she wants to do too in a very like relatable way yeah right. and she doesn't even understand the thing that she's doing as like 
this is the thing that I decide. She doesn't identify, I think, with the what you just described. It's like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm doing the thing that I know I need to do, and that's like important. And like, mm-hmm. I think she understands that on some level, but at the other level, she's like, understands it as like, this is a failure because I'm not doing what I'm. I'm not like living up to the standards that are set by society or whatever. Yeah, and me, so it's like I, both of them at once. Yeah, it feels very much like it feels very much that she's like, this is the only thing that I can do. And that makes me a failure because I should be doing something normal. I think I that's kind of the vibe that I've gotten from her. That's like an anxiety that she has, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also she has like writer's block sometimes. Those are great chapters where she's just miserable. Oh <laughs> I don't want to work. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and- yeah. She's very hard on herself for like not being able to fit into society. But also she's not going to even bother to try like at all which is fun one of one of my favorite pan or pages is her thinking like oh i really 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 want to be alone right now like so much it hurts why am i so bad at being connected to the world and like reflecting on a time that her friends was was like you were only you were the only one that didn't come to disney with us Mm -hmm. and like oh yeah that's so Again, I have not read as... I'm not caught up. I'm on chapter, like, 20-something out of 47 or something. Mm-hmm. So Ben and Lauren are referring to stuff that I have not yet seen. But um, it it captures the sense of... For me, at least. It captures a sense of, like, loneliness and also desperately wanting people to like you yeah. at the same time. of Or loneliness and being completely unable to um like deal with people at the same time uh-huh. there's a great great chapter about um like or where that ends with um makio sitting down on the couch with asa and going like i never want to talk to anyone and you are desperately lonely neither of us are going to be happy but we have to figure something out uh-huh is that the bit where she like sort of slides in and like puts her arm around her and is like well this is like the compromise like, that I can give. Just kind of like pull, like grabs her and pulls her in. Yeah. 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 Finn, and I think the uh, the bit that you were talking about where Macchio is like, you know, feeling very like anxious about not wanting to be around people. I think that's also like tying into, you know, her feeling sort of socially um, exhausted by some stuff with Asa at the same time. As she might have had like a, um, a pit of guest or something mm-hmm. or not. I don't know. But yeah, like, I think uh, Emily came over. Yeah. yeah, that's probably yeah. what it is. And I think that there's like, that's something that I think the comic does very well is it like blends all of these things in together where it will be like something that Asa did, you know, like just as like as like a fact of like being a sort of quasi mostly social high schooler will be like, um, you know, play back into something from uh, Makio's, uh, you know, past and how she understands herself based on that mm-hmm. and sort of bring them together. Or push them apart when Asa says something line for line that uh, her mother said to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I, sorry, I, I don't mean, gone. like, bring Asa and Makio together, but, like, bring those two events oh, together. Okay. Like, the thing that's happening, things that are happening a lot at different times together in, like, a, um, in, like, a very, like, I don't know, satisfying mm-hmm. way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To, like, cool. make a very interesting point about, like, oh, this is how she feels about being social or not. That feels, like, to me, often very relatable. Yeah. 
I think it's an it's like basically an impossible manga to like meaningfully spoil uh, yeah. because there's not enough drama in anything that happens really for it to be like oh wow spoilers that completely changed the dynamic of it's like it's little stuff this is why i say slice of life yeah because it is that like (laughs) i don't yeah like at least in the u.s we don't really have an analog for it Mm -hmm. of like oh yeah they're just there are there are stakes i guess in the sense that you just want these characters to be happy but there aren't like major things hanging over them it's not like it's not like the stakes of the manga are can makio get over her depression no (laughs) she's always going to be depressed there's nothing she can like she can't magically get better uh she's always going to struggle with that Mm mm-hmm I'm I'm actually just I'm looking at the the panel that you were talking about earlier. You know, I thought everybody probably thought they were the ones who thought that they were alone, and mm-hmm. it reminds me of something that I think is very interesting about like the way that the panels are laid out, and like especially the text bubbles is that they move around a lot, sort of unmoored mm-hmm. from the not always, um, but often the text bubbles sort of move around like quasi independently of what the panels are doing, and I think that that's very interesting because a lot of the times for me it makes it feel like the art is very dynamic because if you're like following the text bubbles, you're sort of like moving around in a very specific way from panel to panel, like mm-hmm. between the panels. So like the panels are sort of like moving relative to your focus. Um, so it sort of feels to me like, um, like these are like little images that are like moving around, mm-hmm. like sort of drifting like a, like a river or something like that. Yeah. Um, there's something about it's a it's a beautiful beautifully drawn manga too. There's oh, something yeah. about the like the silhouettes and like the way that faces are drawn and mm-hmm. like the sparseness of line work that makes me that reminds me of like fashion illustration. Mm. A lot I of the time, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because um, the uh, there's so much fashion stuff just like around yeah. all the time. Uh, like people especially have the, great outfits yeah people have great outfits people have like uh like on the covers of each of the uh uh what do you call it um like on the covers of each issue the the page is what they're called i think mm-hmm. each issue is called a page um they uh there's like everyone is in fancy outfits it's like asa yeah. and uh, makio in like some like high fashion like hype beast stuff mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's yeah. really incredible it's got a really good vibe yeah um there's just some really striking panels. There's like a panel of um, when they go to uh, Makio and uh, Asa's mother's like family home. Mm-hmm. There's a panel when Asa comes upstairs to find oh, Makio in yeah. uh, in the, her mother's room, and Makio is just like looking out the window, and she sees her mother in her silhouette. Uh, yeah, it's a great couple of panels. It is like basically three panels. The top is... Uh, this is one of the ones is, you have pulled aside. Yes. Uh-huh. I tweeted... I've been tweeting my way through all of this because it's incredible. Just like... It is gorgeous and also just like heartbreaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, the top is is uh, her mom. Uh, Asya's mom sitting on the bed looking out the window. Mm-hmm. And then the middle is like... It is a like cut in of Asa going no, <laughs> and then the bottom is is Makio looking over Look, at Asa. Yeah, uh-huh. um, so yeah, like really striking moments. Like yeah, that. it's just it is consistently yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, it it is also I think I've I think I've talked about this with other maybe maybe it's been off mic, but 
Um, well, yeah. One, like, like Sasakoi or Whisper Me a Love Song, um, that manga, whenever the mangaka gets a chance, oh, she's drawn one of those girls with dog ears. No. <laughs> um, and this is like, oh, there are, there are, once again, there are like three kind of distinct styles and one is the like okay this deserves a fully rendered like i'm going to spend time on this drawing Mm -hmm. and then there's the uh kind of second which is like oh it's a small panel and you're gonna make a goofy face Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then there's and then there's oh this is a particularly emotional moment and your face is just going to kind of like be drawn dissolving Mm -hmm. um or like just missing lines like there's a there's a great end of a um a chapter with emery mm-hmm. where she's watching uh fried green tomatoes uh-huh and i was uh, i was hoping you got to that part i couldn't remember when that happened yeah um and the final the final like third of the page is just like her eye under her hair mm-hmm. and the rest of her face doesn't exist and it's just like it's gorgeously drawn mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about Makio, who's probably my favorite character in this. She's certainly the most relatable character to me. <laughs> She's Wait, very... as like a 30-something-year-old woman yes. uh, with like executive function problems uh, <laughs> high on the list. Uh-huh. As an almost 30-year-old, not woman, but... Uh-huh. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm 30. I am a writer. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts to look at sometimes, but she's just very... She's a very fun character. What do we think of Asa? I love her. <laughs> Asa is interesting because, like, she, compared to the rest of her, like, the students at her school, she has, like, this, like, almost naive kind of energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She I mean, really feels like a kid yeah. at times. You know what I mean? Like, the this, way that her and Emery talk is, like, very, there's a lot of contrast there that you can see, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Emery is, is her, like, her friend from way back, um, and uh, who is, like, talks a little bit has like a little bit more like i don't know is a little bit more careful with these things like she's yeah. a lot more like socially aware than asa is i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah asa feel like there's a thing with anime teenagers where they can they are often like 20 somethings who sometimes need to learn a lesson about growing up and then become naive you know what i mean mm-hmm. and become like kids again uh for that lesson mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas uh the characters in here, it's not. Hmm. If it was just Asa, like Emily's a good contrast with her because Asa could be like, oh wow, teenagers are immature a lot of the times, uh, and it's like, no, she's going through it. Like she's having a hard time adapting to all of this stuff in a really interesting way. You know, there's a yeah, there there's a chapter about like Makio not cleaning up the apartment, mm-hmm. and also like walks in after after school and he's like, "How did it get this messy?" And Makio's <laughs> like, "Listen, sometimes you're having a rough day." Right, Makio made that mess. She kept making messes without thinking about it, just leaving um, shit all over the place. And he's like, like, "Yeah, over the course I- of the day." okay i'm sorry i had a rough day like i'll get to it and uh also just like at some point during that chapter just yells at her like why can't you even get stuff like this right and <laughs> which it's, is a line from her mother yeah <laughs> uh which is but it's also incredible because it's like oh right asa grew up with her mom uh, Ma- makio's sister and so it was like both internalized oh you keep places clean mm-hmm. and also like some of her language <laughs> 
Yeah, every I think time this is actually was... very interesting. No, go ahead. Because, like, this is, like, how... There's a lot of, like, grief about, like, Asa's mom slash Makio's sister. Um, like, both of them sort of, like, quasi-learning how to grieve about it. Mm-hmm. And also seeing her in, like, the actions of the other, right? So, like, we you talked earlier about, like, Asa seeing um, uh, her mother in... Uh, uh, Makio is sitting there, like looking out of out the window in her her uh, mm-hmm. grandmother's house, and also like sometimes like the way that Makio will like see her away at the door, mm-hmm. and things like that, and then Makio will sort of see like the the critical aspects of uh, her sister in like the way that Asa acts sometimes. Uh, like... And so like they sort of like mutually learn how to grieve about things through this sort of in this mediated way. I think it's very interesting. The cold dread. <laughs> That you can feel coming off of Makio whenever she sees her sister in Asa. This moment of like, what the fuck did I do? Can I get her out of the house now? (laughs) For just like a second. And then it cools off. It's really fun how Makio like comes to have a much more, like comes to realize that she had much more complicated feelings about her sister than she thought she did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that she knows she's gone. There's like... When they're cleaning up the her oh mother's house, right? Chapter eight is is real. Is, is that the one that made you cry? Yes. Uh-huh. We were on a train ride back from New York. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I was like, okay, uh, we're going to cover uh, Nikki for the podcast. I need to burn through some of it. Um, mm-hmm. This is a perfect. It's like a six-hour train ride. Perfect time to just sit down and read a bunch of this. And then, like, the second chapter I read was about cleaning up um, Asa's parents' house, and uh there there were a couple of moments that like got me teary-eyed and then there was one that just like okay i'm just gonna lay on ben for a while and cry i guess on this train it's makio Um, going through and finding like the thing that's needed to go out for dry cleaning and the plants that are dying and all that stuff yeah it's it's oh oh there's a towel out on the veranda Uh like oh yeah that that was gonna get brought in later that day Uh and then like Oh, and here's here's a library book that needs to go back, uh-huh. and here's uh, here's a here's a like uh journal of here's the things we're gonna do in the next week. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh right, this was not at all planned. Yeah, she here's didn't a mean pack to of die. condoms. There's a pack yeah. of condoms. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she didn't. Di- yeah, they were they expected to be around. Uh huh. And like to be able to keep doing things, <sighs> and that's not. They're just not able to, which is like, I think, uh, yeah, a lot of the time I, I don't need to relate to characters to enjoy something. Oh no. Um, but the things I enjoy most, the things I enjoy most are often because I can kind of put myself in that look in that position. And so like part of what was making me cry was, oh yeah, this sucks most of it was oh god yeah this would be really rough if this this happened to my mom or dad and like going through their stuff and like figuring it out would be miserable Mm -hmm. and like watching your parent die like my grandmother died not too long ago Mm -hmm. uh that is its own kind of rough but at least there you have time you're like okay i know that this person is not going to be around for very long i can wrap up their affairs and mm-hmm. like make sure everything's like checked off and so that when they die that's all set mm-hmm. and this is a like oh right like if if my mom got in a car crash i don't 
even know where I'd start, yeah. like, getting all of her affairs in order. Yeah, and, like, when it's a grandparent, typically, you have a parent between you and them. Yes. I uh-huh. I just mean, like, I saw my my mom and her siblings dealing with that. Uh-huh. So, like... Uh-huh. But, yeah, they had the extra stress of, like, Makio's the one who, get, because she took Asa, is now responsible for doing all of that shit. Yeah. Ugh. In this same chapter, there's also this section at the end about uh, Emery. <sighs> Great um, girl. Yeah. I mean, so, so earlier on, it turns out that Emery told uh, her mother that Asa's parents died. Emery's mother told a teacher at the school. And then, like, the whole school, like, then the teacher spread it around. And now everybody in the school knows. Yeah. And, like, you know, this... like, trying to be helpful way. Exactly. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, no one, we can't say anything insensitive. Her, mo- her parents just died. Uh-huh. And so everyone's gossiping about it. And Asa yeah. just wanted to, like, feel normal for one more day. It was the graduation. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and then so she comes in and is, like, finds out all of this. And then just, like, screams it and, like, kicks a, a, a trash can over in the teacher's lounge. Screams, I hate you at Emery. And then, like, books it. Uh, and then, The teacher's... Like, completely unprepared to handle this or like you, you, i know the circumstances are extreme but you can't be acting out like this and it's like she's a middle schooler whose parents just died what do you think is gonna happen um, yeah and yeah. then to like the, over this course like after that like emory's like texting her like hey i'm sorry like i understand if you hate me just please let me like yeah, like say something and then uh like after this chapter that uh ben was just talking about like uh, there's a section where Makio goes back and ta- thinks about like her, uh, like her high school friends, and uh, um, Nana Daigo, for example, mm-hmm. and like this, you know, Makio thinking about this prompts Emery or sorry uh, Asa to like she's like starts crying thinking about like um, times that Emery is like confided in her and is like crying on the phone talking to her like please. I just want to talk to you about this. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I said I hate you. And like that was like the part that I was reading last night when I was text the uh, posting in the the uh channel being like, dang, I just I'm just catching up on Goku Nikki uh-huh. again and this is my third time reading this chapter and I'm still crying. Uh-huh. What's the text? Fen, do you have the text that Asa sent to uh Emity? Oh god, I can pull it up. It's really good, is the thing. That Asa like, sent to my... Emery or Emery sent to Asa? Uh, that Asa sent to Emery, uh, the night it happened. Um, yeah, let me, um, one, okay, yeah, two things about that conversation is, one, Emery even says, like, please at least leave me on red. Mm-hmm. Like, Asa wasn't uh-huh. even opening the notifications, uh, and so. Yeah, I just, I want to know even that you were looking, that you saw it, that you're okay. What chapter is that? Fuck, I don't know. That's the problem. I can I can get the gist of it. Um, it's like uh, she Asa texts her and is like, "Are you awake?" And she I mean, he responds like, "Uh, yeah, I'm up. What's going on?" She's like, "They died, my parents." And everybody's like, d- just freezes up. And then the last message is, "What do I do?" From Asa, and that's such a good page. Uh-huh. There's a lot of great text conversations in this. Uh-huh. Like the bit with Emery talking to uh, Makio uh, when she's like a, basically like coming out being like, mm-hmm. and uh, Makio was just like, yep, mm-hmm, I get it. No, it's such, it's real. such a fun bit where Emery is just like, eh, this lady looks kind of like a queer. 
<laughs> she's probably she Emily doesn't know that she's gay yet, right? But she knows that she's different, and she senses that uh, Makio is different, and she's like kind of Makio's straight as far as we know. Uh, uh, there's okay. There's some incredible content of Makio realizing that her ex is hot as hell, and that she still <laughs> oh really wants to be. We'll with talk this about guy. him because he's a fun guy. Uh, we we yeah. got to talk about the the most sensual Minecraft conversation on earth. So, so Emily uh, has this great conversation with Makio because she's like, you're mature in a way that no adult, you're different than adults that I know. Like, my mom would never understand this. And she's like trying, fumbling over, trying to explain how she feels different from other people. And it's because she's queer. And Makio's like, yeah, I see. And just like, she gives her like a, a, le- a fried green tomatoes DVD to take home. It's like... The great yeah, bit you're... about that is that Asa's like, I also want a movie. <laughs> I also have a movie. It's just fun because uh, Emily never says, like, I like girls. And Makio's just like, I know exactly. <laughs> she, like, laser targets her from orbit with that. I think she even says, like, I may be off base with this, but you might like this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, like, Makio also has this, like, fumbling thing that, like, uh, speech about it and ends with, it's not a sin, okay? <laughs> right. And then, like. She's, like, watching this movie, like, like, right after this extremely heterosexual, like, chapter between mm-hmm. Makio and uh, Kasamachi, you have, like, this, like, three pages of Emery watching this, like, lesbian movie and, like, crying her eyes out Just and remembering her it. saying it's not a sin. Oh. There's so much good queer Emery content. Oh, my God. Ben, yeah. I don't know how far you got, but, like. No, I, I've, I've met her girlfriend and all that stuff. I, I caught up. Oh, um, Yeah, the bit no. where, like, the bit where, uh. Uh, Asa is like accidentally homophobic, and then the <laughs> callback to that later, where she realizes she was accidentally homophobic. Asa's homophobia moments. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like yeah. they're like in the diner, and she's like, Asa, like Emery is like persistently annoyed that Asa keeps asking her about like which guys she's into, and at one point, and it's just like, I don't care about any of this. I don't, I don't like guys. I don't like boys. And Asa's like. Pfft. What do you like, girls? And she just like stares at her with the most like withering glare. Uh huh. Yes. And... I, okay. I did get to that part, uh-huh. and then yeah, it's great that then um uh yeah, Emery's like, no, we're just we're moving on. <laughs> we're not talking about this anymore. But yeah, the way she doesn't want to like trot it all out for awesome. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Part of what's incredible about that scene is the way that it weaves in between. Uh, Makio and Emery's mom talking and Asa and Emery talking. Uh-huh. And like those two conversations are happening at the same time and they kind of like they happen at the same time on the page as well. Is that as when they're like, all out to lunch together? Yeah. Yeah, right. They're like they're like they're like, like they're like having lunch together, but they're in two completely different worlds. So they might be yeah. two tables over from each other. They're like, but like booths like across like the hall. Like the uh-huh. little yeah. uh, But it might as well be like the Grand Canyon between them for the worlds that well, they're in in that moment. Yeah. They there is like at the beginning there is some like crosstalk mm-hmm. as they like look and, and talk to each other. But then yeah, it's just like, oh, there are two completely separate conversations tracks going on uh-huh. and um as like maki was like yeah i don't i'm no i'm not her parent like which is something that she's that maki says when first picking up asa is uh-huh. like i can't love you and i'm not going to be your parent uh-huh. <laughs> um and like, but i won't tr- i could promise i won't trample you which is like an, such yeah. a maki thing to do uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then yeah, and then Asa and Emery are over there. Asa's like, I really want to like gossip. Uh-huh. What's the what's your love life like? Um, yeah, I feel like Emery could really feel like um a like after school special kind of vibe of like oh no, she's not in the main cast but she's like we're gonna learn about queerness this week or something like that but she's very she's so human feeling like the characters are so fleshed out mm-hmm. that it never really falls into that kind of thing mm-hmm. and right, again she doesn't she's not willing to like go through the whole explaining exactly how she feels for asa you know mm-hmm. what i mean she just mm-hmm. won't she refuses to she she talks to makio she texts makio about it because makio gives her advice because makio knows a bunch of gay people <laughs> makio does in fact know a bunch of gay people That's i don't know great. if Fen got to like the the non-binary horror author yet but uh-huh no <laughs> great <laughs> great character you'll get there i forget i forget their name but there's uh, a Juno. great bit, Juno, right. There's a great bit where uh, Asa's like, was that a boy or a girl? And Makio's like, they're just doing their thing. <laughs> Shout outs. Uh-huh. There's Find a great, there's like here. another, like, very Makio type line. It's like, uh, Juno-san is fighting for who they want to be or something uh-huh. like that. Um, uh, Asa is fascinated with gay people. <laughs> it's It's cute. Asa's, yeah, Asa has many moods, as all of us do, but, like, Asa being very excited about something is one of the best of, like, uh, I think Kamachi-kun gives her his business card, and she's, like, obsessed with it. We didn't even mention the diary. Yeah, right, Which is, like, a a framing device that isn't, like, central, but, like, comes up from time to time. The the Nikoku Nikki. Yes. I think we've said before, roughly translates to like foreign country diary. Yeah, because she at uh, first sees Makio as some sort as like the queen of a foreign nation, yeah, like, from a different world than her. Yeah, which is where where the and and Makio repeatedly sees Asa as a dog. Uh-huh. There's an incredible chapter, and like all of them are incredible. I guess I should just say, but one of up there for for my favorite so far is like throughout the chapter is running an essay that makio wrote about uh, having adopted a dog yeah like and an not, author commentary like here's how i'm doing kind of blog yeah not really knowing how to like deal with it um and at the end asa sends at the end of the chapter like after having read it um uh, asa sends makio like the link with is this me <laughs> Are you talking and, about me? Because she's like, I adopted a dog recently, or I got yeah. a dog recently. Um, I didn't give birth to this dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's such, yeah, it's such an incredible, the, the, uh, yeah, it's fun every time that Makio thinks of Asa as a dog, because like, one, Asa's extremely dog-coded, uh-huh. but also... Dog-coded girls. She doesn't need dog ears. You feel them in her heart. Yeah. She's got those uh, eyes. The, the way that she lights up when she gets her first business card is like, oh, that's a dog. <laughs> like, pastes it into her diary. Yeah. Um, I just want to follow up on, like, the, the dog essay is that, like, Makio, like, Asa sends her, like, Makio, like, the, the um, Lincoln's like, is this about me? Uh, and then uh, I think, like, Makio finds Asa in her, like, followers because she has, like, a public, like, an author Twitter account. And it's, like, Asa at Light Music or something like that. And, and it's, like, is this you? Can I block you? And then Asa like responds with one of these like reaction images, like, what are you talking about? 
Yeah, yeah. She she settles on. You could read my stuff. Don't tell me about it, though. Yeah. Don't report back to me. <laughs> okay. Um, but the okay. yeah, the diary is like Makio's like, hey, you can write whatever you want in this. Uh huh. It doesn't have to be true. Yeah. You can write whatever you want. Uh, which plays into one of the last chapters I wrote of Asa reading her mom's diary and going. And it's like a very like, oh, I love you, Asa. Like, I only want what's best for you. And Asa going, oh, but Makio told me that diaries didn't have to be true. I bet this is all lies. Yeah, she like throws it down. It's even just like, yeah, there's this Makio won't sugarcoat things for her. So she comes away being like, adults lie. Yeah. And this is just, that's what the world is. And how do I know how my, I can't get my parents to tell me how they really felt about me uh-huh. ever i won't have that opportunity yeah uh-huh. um but right so back to the diary once again uh there are some incredible moments with it but like early on it's like us is like oh yeah like leaving it around the house and makio's like i you should probably keep this somewhere secure and also, it's like, I don't mind if you read it. it open. Makio's like, I can't help but read it if it's open. Yeah. Just at least please close it. <laughs> I won't open it. Which is like an interesting, like, that is that is kind of both Makio saying, I don't want to know your feelings. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yes, if, if this diary is open, I'm curious. I'm not going to be able to help myself. Yeah. But also... I don't want this. I don't want that, uh, that like responsibility for knowing what you're feeling. Yeah. I think Asa, as she starts to get a little older, starts to feel weirder about the diary mm-hmm. and like more private about it, which makes sense. But also another like there's a, oh, one of my favorite moments is Asa writing down. I think it's the fault of the people who died. Uh, uh, <laughs> when she's really mad at her parents. Yeah. And then she like scribbles it out and and draws a little caterpillar uh-huh. um but then it like it comes up a couple of chapters later of like oh yeah she's she's still thinking about that yeah. she's like mad at her parents because they died and she's still here and yeah. like, has to deal with it it's really interesting how asa's primary like uh the way that she's processing her grief her grief a lot of the times in the background is sheer fury mm-hmm. <laughs> at everyone involved well, it's a very it's an interesting and complicated way of looking at grief because yeah, sometimes you're just mad, anger, and then also like as a counterpoint to, and I meant to bring it up, but the we moved on after she gets mad at Emery for telling her mom that mm-hmm. her parents died. Like at school, she tells people that her parents died, and then goes back to Machio and is like, "I felt bad about I felt that. bad about that. <laughs> I wanted to be special, but I don't think it worked. I don't. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it." Um, which is like, yeah, she's figuring out how to exist mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. yeah. Another <laughs> thing that like it's it actually uses the teen setting in yeah. an interesting way. And also, it isn't just limited to teen feel. I haven't seen too much of her high school friends, but like the opening ceremony is is a great like, oh yeah, some good some just like some nice normal guys in here <laughs> that are just like jolly and happy and like, oh yeah, you love to see it. Like the guy who's like six one and is like, oh yeah, are you on like on the on like the soccer team or what is it like? Are you on like the kendo team? And he's like, no, I'm in soccer. Everybody asks me that though. He's uh-huh. Like, oh, you play? You must yeah. play goalie. And he's like, no, I'm a defense guy. Everybody asks me right. that. Though. <laughs> right. Uh, or like the um like the the kind of chubby girl who's like a good artist and like hands people like her like badass business card. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I love that girl. 
I I don't think that they've gotten too too much screen time even later on, mm. uh, or by the point that I've gotten to. Uh, but they are they're just great like immediate characters. You're like, yeah, I, like I, I kind of get your deal. Yeah, yeah. We've talked a lot about all the women in this. Can we talk about there Kazumachi? Yeah, also yeah. some of the nicest guys that I've ever met. Kazumachi's a great guy. Uh, oh let's talk about the lawyer first. Okay. I don't remember his name because I don't Shinko? have. Yeah. As much to talk about with him. Or no, Katz Kasamachi, sorry. Um Tono, actually. Hmm. Right? Hmm, part of the Tono family. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tono family lawyer. He's trying his best. <laughs> he's an interesting weirdo. I feel like I don't know him that well either. He's the like ch- uh, 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 I don't know what it's he's called. He's like a social Japan, worker like the, lawyer yeah, kind of thing. Child protective services, like comes by to make sure that Makio isn't uh, uh, taking advantage of or abusing Maasa mm-hmm. in some way. Uh, because uh, Makio doesn't fill out a bunch of paperwork that's very important and uh, some other sorted miss... And also doesn't happen. answer the phone ever. Uh-huh. Like, uh, there's... The, the, uh, him and Makio's first interaction is uh, is really good because... It's him just being like, oh, yeah, I haven't ever interacted with someone like you before. <laughs> and Makio just like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Just like everything he says, stabbing her in the heart of like, you're you're terrible at this. You're awful. You should really just not he's try. He's trying to be mean no, to her. But he's, like... he's trying to be nice and trying to be like accommodating. And it's just that like, everything he says uh hits her where it hurts yeah rick reminds her of what she sees as her like inadequacies as a yeah. person yeah um, i also think that bit is funny because they're like there's like a section there like the reason why he like got alerted is because also like secretly bought herself a macbook with her parents uh money right tell anyone. She, she wants to join the like music club and she wants to make music all of a sudden and she finds <laughs> that expensive computer i think they end up returning it yeah what that's an interesting one because it's like I think a lot in that chapter is also thinking about her mom saying you can do anything and I'll support you and then also at the same time being like no uh light music club wouldn't be good for you though yeah like I don't know if she called out light music specifically but I think um that definitely ha- there's definitely well, like also joins the light music club and is like or Maki is like oh are you gonna join that and she's like yeah, yeah. my mom said I wouldn't like like it or something uh, uh-huh. or like um but yeah. like yeah there's Her a lot of cautioned her about standing out a lot yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is like oh yeah yeah that that was also my experience with parents mm-hmm. is them going well of course i'll love you no matter what you do but not if you do that there's an interesting reframing that happens at a certain point of um uh asa's mother like you should fit in as being kind of like more telling herself than telling anyone else yeah uh-huh. uh but we, we've talked a lot about her okay well do you have anything okay. else to say I, about the lawyer? i did just get to that and and one of the fun things there is makio's like wait a sec she wasn't married to her partner that yeah, was her uh-huh. like entire thing was to have a normal being normal yeah um anyway yeah uh kamachi great guy <laughs> he's makio's ex Mm -hmm. um he's just like he's such a jolly happy man uh not happy Uh, yeah he's jolly he's very affable yes um he's affable but he's also like kind of awkward in a certain way which is sort of fun there's there's an incredible page that i read recently where it's like his boss comes over to him and is like hey 
uh you know you can try to appear perfect uh you can't ask the same of everyone else uh-huh uh and kamachi kun is like okay i'll be like more lenient with everyone else and his boss just like walks away going uh you completely missed the point is that his boss or was that his old his dad i think i thought he was at work I assumed it was his boss. It kind of looks like his dad, but like... It's just a, a guy who looks like his dad? Okay. God, that must be... He has yeah. very complicated boss feelings or about his like dad. Senpai yes. at work. Uh-huh. Um, I, I couldn't quite I have, remember. I haven't met his dad, yeah. so... Um, yeah, the way he's introduced is really interesting because someone... I think one of uh, Makio's friend group, uh, her adult friend group, is like, hey... If you're having a hard time taking care of Asa, maybe uh, Kas- uh, Kasamachi would like help you with money a little bit because mm-hmm. you're still friendly with him, right? And like as soon as I realized she was going to an ex for money, I was ready for like something really like awful to happen for it to be really stressful. Uh-huh. But he's just like the nicest guy. He reads her books and she's endlessly frustrated and embarrassed <laughs> about it. He he reads her books and occasionally she'll say stuff that like she's like, oh, like I'm working on this now and I'm like trying to figure out this. And he's like, no spoilers. Uh-huh. He like asks her for like a. Uh... Like a sign to like sign the book or something. Like yeah, that. Like, awkward. He like I think he makes a joke about it at the beginning, and or she like writes it off as a joke. Her make him like teasing her, and then at the end he's like, "I do actually want that sign." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He like helps. He shows up. Uh, also likes him. He's just mm-hmm. like a nice dude. There's as far as I've gotten, uh, Makio super has the hots for him, uh-huh. and is but is like. Oh right! Earlier on, there's an incredible bit where Asa just murders both of them <laughs> by asking them individually. So why'd you break up? Yeah, it's one of those great like teenagers just like cutting right to like the center of an issue that most people just wouldn't ask about because it's obviously like barbed wire. Uh, and it's interesting because Makio's response is basically, "We're not talking about this." Mm-hmm. Like, I I messed up. Uh, that's all I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um. His response is, yeah, uh, I messed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, which is like, right. yeah. They're- like, I think Makio says, like, I debased myself for no reason and it drove <laughs> him away or something like that. And he was like, I was too overbearing and she broke up with me. And- uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it and and so it's really fun seeing the two of them, like, both realize, like, oh, actually, there is, we still do like each other. Uh-huh. Um there's a great bit where he's like so friends with benefits and she like <laughs> almost dies and he's like oh oh was that going too far and she's like no 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 that's fine i'm just i'm just going through it uh-huh god that's that chapter is chapter. like the most, uh, it is it's the most it's the most like it's the most compelling horny hat stuff i've ever seen uh-huh, uh-huh. Like there's a bit where he's they're like, like they're like at a restaurant and she Macchio is like holding her like menu open and he like has his like finger like resting on like the the crease of the menu and it's just like a close up of that happening mm-hmm. like wow you really like are going for it with some of this imagery huh and then they have like an extremely horny conversation about Minecraft uh-huh oh I don't I have not seen this. the Minecraft conversation it's in chapter no you, you you've seen it it's 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 just like like one page but it's like um. He's like, well, what have you been up to? And he's like, well, I haven't been working very hard. And it, it goes like, it does like the thing where it just shows like her eyes and like her bangs in like this very like, arti- like, um, like detailed way. And it's just like, I've been playing a lot of Minecraft. And it's like, <laughs> oh, Minecraft, you can really get lost in that, huh? So and funny. then like right before they start, like, um, 
Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh... The the bit where you realize that the like the big hug, like sit down on the couch and grab the person and just pull them in thing is what he used to do to comfort her, and like that's mm-hmm. that's where she got it from. Is such a good moment. Yes. Oh right, right, right. Uh huh. She's like got these like dusky eyes, being like, "Oh yeah, once you get started in Minecraft." Makio's hot is the thing. She's in the category of like hot in a gross way, (laughs) because she doesn't. She probably doesn't shower enough. (laughs) She absolutely doesn't shower enough. The manga really likes making Makio and uh, Kasamachi like extremely hot sometimes. Uh Just Uh like. When it's appropriate. And it really lands. Like, so there are the thing with Kasamachi is that like there's a huge there's also a huge range of like how hot he is drawn. Uh-huh. Because like he'll also have like the like little goofy, like off-model, like cartoony sprites mm-hmm. where he's just sort of like awkwardly laughing or whatever. And like sometimes he'll just be like extremely chiseled. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's like he he's hot or uh, I'm not super into dudes. But his, like, hotness is, like, the, he's, like, a big dude, you know what I mean? Not, like, a, like, a fancy pretty boy kind of sense. He's, like, a, like, and he's not overly rugged. His hotness is the thing that I have often heard about uh, women who like men, which Uh is, like, oh, yeah, he has a nice personality and, like, is willing to take care of you and is, like. And he's, like, big enough to hold you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh Um, Right, which, like, I, you know, relatable, right? Like, is, like, less sexy and more, like. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like comfortable. Yes, comfortable is a good mm-hmm. you, can, you can be comfortable around him and he can like comfort you in a way that is like Which is like I would be friends with this guy. Yeah. This is not all of all of my uh attraction to men is one fictional mm-hmm. and two is just the worst men alive. <laughs> and yeah. uh so I don't I don't understand the desire here, but like, or like, the I can, thing is I can that understand, I understand it. it. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that I don't always understand like people's attractions to certain like types of dudes. You know what I mean? This guy, I'm like, oh yeah, if you're into this guy, I totally get it. <laughs> like uh-huh. if I was straight, th- yeah, I would be into this. Yeah. This is, this is Ben to me uh-huh. as this guy, like a little, a little <laughs> sad, a little like self-deprecating, but fundamentally just like a really wonderful person. Right. I mean, like, as as someone who's so. probably the most bisexual person on this call right now, yeah. uh, like this is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I I absolutely I I can get this. This is a uh... and like there's a lot of like physicality, right? Like even mm-hmm. in that same chapter, there's a lot of like Kasamachi is like playing with her hair and like putting his arm around her mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. he's like and and it's like playing a lot with like his relative size. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's good, good stuff. stuff yeah, they're good. The Cast is just really good, is the thing. Um, are there any other major characters we haven't really hit? There is um, Emily's mom, who like is a sweet, sweet, weird, la- like normal lady, is the thing. Uh-huh. Really doesn't understand how Makio thinks, but like is really making an effort. <laughs> And the, okay, the only chapter I've seen uh, uh, Emery's mom in so far. Uh, she ended up just sobbing as as everyone else left and was like, "Okay, we'll leave you to that," <laughs> um, because I, I think it's because like Makio said something about like uh, 
parents or something and mm-hmm. she's just like oh that's so <laughs> yeah, yeah you're so profound Machio <sighs> pull that out of your ass <sighs> um I think yeah the the as a wrap up the thing I will say is that like all of these characters are are drawn both like visually and through words mm-hmm. so well yes uh and i yeah i didn't really know what to expect going in um and like i certainly wasn't prepared for a manga about grief Mm -hmm. but the ways in which it is both about grief and then is also about like well but life still goes on like we still have plenty of life to live even if we are also at the same time Mm -hmm. thinking or, or it's not always oh uh this is tragic sometimes it's just like i was doing something normal and then suddenly this like i remembered this person and now i'm sad yeah yeah as time passes that happens they it like it doesn't completely go away you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's interesting when and where like all of a sudden they're just like really confronted with like oh right yeah she's gone Mm -hmm. Uh yeah the times in which asa's like oh I'm never going to be able to, like, talk to my mom about this. I think this happens after where you're at. Yeah, because it, it involves um, uh, a character you haven't met yet. Mm-hmm. But, like, Makio just being like, well, you know, I just have to stick it out till she graduates and then it's over. And the per- other person's like, I don't think it works like that. I think you're, I think you're stuck now. <laughs> I think you're, if not her parent, I think you're, like, you're in this. I think that's Emery's mom. What would you say? I think that's Emery's mom. I, I thought that was the non-binary person. What was their name again? Oh, maybe you're right. I'm. I'm I think that that is know? part of that conversation uh-huh. with Emery's mom, though. Yeah. Is like, is at the very least, Makio starting or like reasserting. Uh huh. This is just until she graduates. Yes. This is just until she is like yeah. financially independent. Yeah. And then like I don't. Yeah. I think this is the part part where it really hits Makio. Like, fuck. <laughs> like yeah. No, I know. I'm saying it because I want it to be true, but not that I don't care about Asa, but that I I can't I can't conceptualize being her like like foundation for the rest of her life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <sighs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. You should read the rest of that fan. I'm going to. I'll probably reread it at some point. I have like I've, I've 60 kind of chapters of Call it. of the Night to get through. Because somebody like much the... less good, but f- you know, I just love the detective. Speaking of hot characters, yeah, okay, the detective extremely hot. Uh-huh. Machio also often drawn as uh, what you could call very butch. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's very I, hot. I would not have doubted it for a second if she was gay. Uh-huh. She was so fucking gay, but. It, yeah, I absolutely understand. Right, like I was, I was kind of surprised when this was like, uh, at like chapter twenty, where they're where her and Kasamachi are like basically deciding to be friends with benefits, and it's like, oh wait, I thought this was going in a totally different direction. Uh, like, uh-huh. and then I was like, oh, I, that's not why this is on Dynasty scans. I think it's just because of Emery and her Probably, thing, yeah. and it's like that. Like that chapter is actually labeled on Dynasty as het. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's always funny running into something on Dynasty labels as het. Which is often, oh, there's a love triangle, and, uh, like, 
yeah, it is going to end up being Yuri, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> Emery's mom in this panel. Just turning into a goldfish because of the tears. Oh. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. All right. That's probably... How long has that been? I have two hours recording. Wait, what? <laughs> Shiro, after having that fucked up and sexy dream, <laughs> is having dream about the fire again. Oh, right. That's where we left off. Yes. Um, We get a little more detail about the fire. Did you know that Shiro had parents? I, uh, okay, when I said on day five he mentions his mom, what I meant was at the beginning of day six he mentions uh, his mom, uh-huh. and it shook me to my core. I was like, wait a sec, I've never thought about Shiro having a mom before. Uh-huh. And he has sort of like a Arihiko and Kagetsu Toya, like, description here of, like, the, the building coming down and, like, his parents dying and then it's just like never like been brought up before yeah yeah it's an interesting bit like they tell him to wait outside the house while they're like presumably trying to save something and bring it out so they can try and like make a break for it together but he freaks out and runs away and when he looks back his house is just gone Mm-hmm. so shiro who has consistently said like I don't feel any guilt about the fire. That's not why I want to save people or anything like that. It's like, wow, I'm so guilty about that moment. Maybe if I didn't run away, everything would have been okay. <laughs> I don't think that's true, Shiro. Don't hold that against yourself. You were a kid. Uh, you know what else we see in this dream? Uh, Sauron's Tower from The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. It's probably fine. Why is there a scary crowned tower in the distance? There's well, a really... A scary crowned tower that is, like, holding, projecting... Okay, yeah, here's the thing. At one point, Shiro was like, oh, right, the fire happened at night. There is no sun. There's been a sun in the sky of the CG the entire time, but there would not have been a sun. Uh-huh. And the moon wouldn't have been bright enough to see uh-huh. through the smoke. That's a, That's a great moment of, like... Ooh. And like when the when the tower fades in, the sun turns black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Love that. That's a great moment. Uh-huh. Um the the black sun has the same texture as like the the pit that swallowed Gil at the end of Unlimited Blade Works, which is notable. Or the grail that Kotamine was summoning with Ilya. Oh, did it also look eight. like that? Mm, makes sense. So presumably grail related. Yeah. Well, um, we know that the Grail was what caused the fire. Well, yeah, 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 but it's some something, something's going on. Son. Something weird's happening. Something weird's going on. Uh, Shiro apparently ran away from the tower, uh, believing in his small mind that the tower catching him would be worse than burning to death. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, we wrong. we see a bunch of like scary faces from like the the Angermanu stuff. And uh, then the rain starts and Shira wakes up. How's he feeling? Not great. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Right, right. He tries to stand up and can't. Isn't that what happens? I think so, yeah. We're back in Burning Body from Tsukihime. Yeah, yeah, like their speed-running Burning Body. Oh, right. I need to open up my notes. Um, Because I think I made the same joke. 
Uh, yeah, I mentioned the scar on his chest hurting in my notes. <laughs> uh, right, he can't get up. He feels feverish. He says he's never been sick before. I don't believe that an- no one, anyone has never been sick before. Maybe that's just because I was sickly. I... Yeah. Never? Never cold? There was a like- period where of like five years or something in high school where I never got sick. And then yeah, wild. Yeah, I feel like late high school was like... Late high school, early college, I just didn't get sick very often. I think I like before I was like 10, I got sick. Like I had like ear infections and stuff. Yeah. I And then college was a series of like, oh yeah, I'm just like low-key sick from december to Uh april every year and it sucks did you stop sleeping (laughs) because you were too busy that was probably part of it like stress from classes it was also or the thing was oh cool it's um it's winter break uh i am now going to be the sickest i've ever been in my life for like a Uh week and a half um although that's more that is more uh oh, well, I took time off because it's the end of the year, and uh-huh. now I'm just going to lay on the couch on Christmas because I, if I move, my world will end. <laughs> Shira remembers the his uh, sexy, sexy Rin dreams, and he it takes him a minute to put together that it didn't actually happen, which mm-hmm. speaks to how real, like, real it felt, which is interesting. Uh, Saber comes in and is like, oh, shit, something's up. And everyone comes in. (laughs) Yeah. The thing that I, the note that I wrote down is that Heaven's Field really is the far side routes. Like, it is, it is a, a second go at that concept. Uh, Shira's body's breaking down. And then, hey, uh, weird. Someone stole all of his magical energy. Mm. Where have we heard that before? Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, you see, he's linked to his dead brother. Uh, they're sharing one heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would Sakura be a Kiha? Since she's taking care of... Oh, no, Hisui's the one that takes care of him. Yeah. Right. Taiga and Sakura show up. Everyone frets over him being sick. Um. Let's see. I was like... There was a moment of Taiga like, being an adult and like trying like, to... Ta- like, keeping a lid on things and taking care of stuff and then immediately she freaks out because she thinks that shiro and sakura had sex last night mm-hmm. um well because sakura had a cold yeah and the only way that you get better from a cold is someone else taking it so uh-huh. and the only way to take someone else's cold is to have sex i guess uh-huh. couldn't just like spend time in the same place she does synchronizer she does immediately say that Shiro's not man enough to fuck Sakura, which is pretty funny. <laughs> what a thing to say. Okay, so Shiro, no school for today. Uh, she tells uh, Saber to tie him down so that he can't wander off. And uh, Sakura wants to stay, too. Sakura wants to nursemaid him all day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she says that she might have, may be the reason he got a cold and wants to help him out. And he's like, okay, you, f- you feel pretty twisted about this. You can stay. Because Saber has to nap all day anyway. Great excuse. I was like, how are you going to explain Saber sleeping tw- like 20 hours a day? And he's like, oh, she has de- jet lag. It's like, oh, yeah, she's only been here a couple days. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Unfortunate that she visits Japan for 13 days and sleeps through about 10 of them. 
Uh-huh. Sakura brings him some rice porridge, which just doesn't sound very tasty to me. Oh. Um, it's good sick food. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I guess porridge isn't a very attractive food word to me. That's right. I will, like I will make or something like that. Like, I'll make it at some point. You make a good porridge. I don't know that it'll be good, but I will make it. Um, he says something about being malnourished, which reminds me of something of, some, yeah. of, of uh, a certain thing that happens last couple of roots. Uh-huh. Yeah, she takes care of him. Saber and Sakura cleaned the house together, apparently. Uh, Sa- oh. Sakura's a little wary of Saber still, but uh, they're getting along better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her to like w- that she can relax a little bit. And she's like, "I'm part of this family, so I want to work hard." That's cute. And he's like, "Yeah, you are family. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be t- like pushing you away." Hmm. She has apparently been cleaning his house for like a year and a half without him really realizing it. Yeah. yeah. It's normal for girls derogatory. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts to doze off. She says that uh, he treasures other people too much, and then says that she loves that part of him. Uh, mm-hmm. but thought he was more asleep before when she said it. Uh huh. And then she like backpedals. I think I think this is the where the thing that made me write down a series of soccer expressions we get is great. Uh huh. Uh, she tries to take his temperature, but whoa, those boobies are so on top of him. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sakura is not this oblivious is the thing. She's definitely, she's gotta be doing that on purpose, right? She knows that her tits are touching him. I mean, like, I, given what we see, like, later on, like, of, like, the way that Sakura is, like, feeling about these things, I feel like that has to be is something that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh... Let's see. Uh, he, uh, because of how sexy his dream last night was, he's especially sensitive right now. Okay. Also, Ben, what real up? quick, you just you you did miss the food report, which was her making bunny apples for him. Oh, I missed that completely. I didn't even write that. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, I missed that too. Remember the scene in Tsukihime where Akiha like makes the mo- like does the most threatening apple preparation <laughs> that anyone's ever had yes. happen to them, where she's just like, "I'm gonna die." She's not on purpose. She's just gonna f- lose the knife in my throat. <laughs> okay, Sakura can do bunny apples, and they're yeah. probably really cute. Yeah, I don't know how to do bunny apples. This is the difference between you and Sakura. I'm not a good housewife. I was going to say, you can't do bunny apples. <laughs> he says something about the dream. She's like, what dream? And we have a choice. Don't lie or evade the question. My my guide said, don't lie. Is there a big difference? Um, uh, I think Sakura is even more hurt when um, you evade, or when Shiro evades the question. I see. She, not that she's not hurt by hearing rin's name but... yeah because he says i had a dream about rin and he's being weird about it and she's like he had a sex dream about rin because they're having sex <laughs> sex sex rin <laughs> uh yeah she like leaves immediately she uh-huh. like says says a line without any like feeling in it whatsoever just hearing rin's name is like kicking a little puppy uh-huh at lunchtime everyone eats sakura's happy that they ate uh, then she's doing the dishes 
Saber is the one that tells him, like, oh, you, your magical energy is gone. I wonder if there's a mm. chance that we set off a trap at the temple without fig- realizing. Mm-hmm. And then after the meal, we get a choice that is pretty divergent. Mm-hmm. Shiro has some choices. Does he want to run to the shopping center, get a snack, or watch TV? I did these in reverse order. Watch TV, I think, is just, like, skip to the next scene, basically. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much happens. Yeah, he watches some soap operas. Really, um, sh- that's Shiro should probably just relax. Yeah. He's not doing good. Eat well, he's doing snacks. Good. Snack time is good. Snack time's good. Mm-hmm. Shiro fishes out some dorayaki, which is like the little red beast paste, red red bean paste, not red beast paste. That's an upgrade material in Monster Hunter. Bloodborne item. Uh-huh. Red bean paste pancakes, which uh, he shared. He shared some of these with Ilya uh, in the Fate Route. Tasty. Apparently, he, he hides them. He keeps them in the back of the vegetable drawer because he you know Taiga would never go in the vegetable uh-huh. drawer. Uh, and he doesn't want them to go bad. So every time he goes to look for carrots that he thinks are about to expire, he's like, oh, shit, I have some uh, dorayaki. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, this is special dorayaki, too. It's from a shop called Edomae, uh, Maeya, which is Sakura's uh, favorite, like, pastry and sweets shop. Oh, right. This scene rules, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, poor Sakura. He, he like, pulls him out and Sakura's, like, eyes light up. And, um, he's like, well, we just ate, so we can't eat them right yet. And Sakura, who was about to, like, go for him, is like, uh-huh. right, yes, I'm not hungry. Who is hungry? Ben, there are five of these pancakes. Uh-huh. Which means, I think Shiro says, okay, one, one for each of us, and then we can split the last two somehow. Mm-hmm. And Saber's like, well, you two are hungry. I'll eat three. <laughs> Saber. No shame on Saber. Saber's oh like munching on one of the pancakes. She's like, mm, good. Grabs a second pancake and Sakura's crying in the background <laughs> of this. Poor <laughs> Sakura. Mm-hmm. Shiro <sighs> finally notices and stops uh, Saber from eating all of them. Saber is about to grab the third the one. The third one. And he only gives her half of uh-huh. one of them, which like he's trying to save her feelings right yeah uh to be not to be like hey so- she doesn't want to admit that she wants to eat a lot mm-hmm. eat as much as you want sakura you're a growing girl you're a growing fat coated girl uh-huh. there is a quick like jab at her weight uh at yeah. the end but other than that great scene mm-hmm. poor, poor thing it's so funny that saber is just like yes mine uh-huh Saber, no shame about the amount of food that she eats. She's used to being the king. Uh-huh. Yeah, she gets to eat what she wants. She gets she gets her court wizards to make sweets for her. I think that this is also the first time we see uh, a soccer sprite with her eyes closed and a single tear on yes. her cheek. <laughs> it's a great sprite. She's just like, oh, yeah, I have to look cool in front of Shiro. She's grin and bear it. Let's do the shopping trip. This Wait. is... Yeah. Shiro's, Shiro's sick. He probably shouldn't be going to the shopping center. Why would he go to the shopping center? He feels better. Yeah, I love how he promised to meet up with Ilya today. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even, when when you click shopping trip, he doesn't even remember that he was supposed to meet with Ilya. Like, a mm-hmm. lot's happened. I understand. It's just funny. 
Eventually, he does. I think figure part it. of that is because there, there, are, you can have your first conversation with Ilya here. Oh, interesting. It's a bad set of days for Shiro remembering all the stuff he agreed to do. Yeah, he's he's been busy. He leaves a note for the girls, and he goes to the shopping center. He picks up some stuff and a gift for Ilya. Apparently, he waits at Ilya Park. No Ilya. Mm-hmm. Uh, he waits a little while, and then he stands up. And what happens? Uh. The screen flickers red and then does a weird effect and uh, he can't move. Yeah, it's like... Realize he can't even call for saber. It's like the screen is like doubled and flipped and mm-hmm. fish-eyed. It's, pretty, it's fun. And then two Ilias, both blepping. You're going <laughs> to their up. tongue out at him. He's like, oh my god, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is so stupid. And she's just like messing with him. She's uh-huh. just playing. She has apparently been sitting next to him for several minutes. Yeah, and he never noticed. Um, I get the impression that she, like, was cloaked somehow. Yeah, right. She says she was, like, a little bit invisible, but any maid should have been able to see through it instantly. It should only have worked on regular people. She then is like, I even I I can tell that you're, like, magically drained, Shiro. Why don't you have Saber on hand in Mm -hmm. case something like this happens? Uh, And he's like, well, I just wanted to see you. She thinks that's sweet. Shira's very convinced that Ilya is just a nice, normal girl and not Shiro a murderer. Extremely emotopil at this point. <laughs> it's happening to he him. He loves to have a little sister, is all. Uh huh. Sometimes you just want a little sister in a normal, not fucked up way. Uh, let's. See. I don't know that this is entirely in a normal, not fucked up way. It is I choose right to now. believe it. Yes. Right now it's normal. I guess because it is part of this route, it is in a normal, fu- not not messed up way mm-hmm. she was like so do you want to kill me more than you want to like chat with me and hang out and she's like i want to do both <laughs> this is difficult mm-hmm. i don't want to pick what did he get her food report taiyaki taiyaki yes delicious little fish uh he like offer he's like here's my offering <laughs> so that you don't kill me today uh-huh then she just kind of like rambles about her likes and dislikes for a while while they hang out Mm-hmm. She talks about her maids. Um, oh, right. And Shira's like, "Are you staying at a hotel with your maids?" And she's like, "Oh, no, 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 no. This this will be cool. Let me just show you where I live." And she does a spell that lets him see the path uh, to her mansion and then the mansion itself by like bouncing his consciousness between trees in the forest and then eventually into a wall in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's cool. Seems like a real roundabout way to show it. I think she wanted like to show him here. the path there. Mm-hmm. Presumably that'll be important, I guess, because now he knows exactly how to get there. Yeah. Uh, and we get a clip of Sela and Lazaret having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Lazaret's the one who tr- went to buy cake that one time. The one who's like very like emotionless and kind of goofy mm-hmm. <laughs> in a... Uh, it's interesting. She's the one who feels um, less driven to their purpose than Sela, mm-hmm. even though Sela is the one who fe- who speaks more like a quote unquote normal person. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So they talk about heaven's feel, the third dress, whatever that means. Probably the third magic. Uh huh. Uh huh. The, the third magic dress. Well, it's something you have to wear, too, yeah. physically. Because uh, they have to make Ilya wear it, and Ilya hates wearing it. Yes. 
Uh, Liz asks if Sela ever gets tired of the stuff that they're forced to do, and Sela snaps at her. Apparently not. And then Shiro bounces back to Ilya Park. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is, in fact, the third match. No, I know. It's just, it doesn't say it there. Yeah, no, I was just curious. Why is it a dress? I was never clear on that. Final Fantasy X-2. Dress sphere. Dress Dress sphere, sphere. Ilya. I mean, I assume that is more like outfit than than like dress dress. What? Like dress as in outfit. Hmm. It is an outfit, yes. Yes. Never mind. (laughs) I'm a little, I'm confused, but we could. Oh, it's a mystic code. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ilya goes at length about moving people's consciousness around and, like, sealing them in places and all this stuff. Uh, apparently the Einsburn specialize in this, but not so much that they could actually, like, uh, actually do this as a combat move. Mm-hmm. It's easy to resist, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and she talks about people who've tried to like uh how it is and is not a method for gaining immortality kind of Mm -hmm. like you could uh make a puppet and control it with your consciousness but if the and if the puppet was destroyed you just bounce back to your original body but your original body will still age and die Mm -hmm. even if you're currently in the puppet so it can't make you stay alive for any longer she talks about how if you transfer your consciousness into a familiar with a soul or another person or an animal, anything with a soul, then you can only see what they see. You can't control them. Mm-hmm. And if you try to, like, supplant their will, I guess you're something like Roa. You know what I mean? But she she says that copying yourself will inevitably, like, corrode your soul, which I don't think was true of Roa. It absolutely was. Was it? He lost oh. his memories and, like, everything except for the purpose of staying alive. Yes, but I thought that was, like, initial. I thought that was, like, the trade-off he made to become permanent. I think that, it, like, everything about vampires is humans aren't meant to live forever mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. they will degrade yeah. over time. Well, he was no longer human is kind of the vibe that I got. What I mean is true ancestors coming from humans mm-hmm. can't help but degrade. Mm can't help but or um less and less dead apostles uh-huh uh-huh yeah okay um there's also a thing about copies and if you like if you find a way if you'd like have like a situation where you put your body in just a place that doesn't already have the soul you're like copying it but that's sort mm-hmm. of reincarnation and we've already heard about and then there's a bit of like copies versus originals and yeah. we've already heard a lot about that yeah yeah, yeah. it's a lot of a lot of like lore stuff all of a sudden and then Elias says this interesting line about how souls are permanent but when a soul gains a body it's destined to die hmm. souls won't degrade on their own mm-hmm. but I guess they can when connected to a body yeah interesting and that that's sounds a little like yeah yeah it sounds a little like like Buddhist reincarnation uh-huh of she says that, at the very least, that's the limits of her own and the Tosaka magic, mm. right? They can't they can't get past these intractable problems. Mm-hmm. Shiro wasn't asking about immortality, but she did go at length to talk about immortality. It's her special interest as an Einberg. 
Lily is done with her lecture. The bells ring in the town. Uh, Ilya's like, I gotta go home. She asks if he'll come again. He's like, yeah, of course. I'll show you my house next time. Promises that. Mm-hmm. Kind of forgets about that, too. But mm-hmm. Back at home, Shiro is murdered <laughs> for lying. Yeah. Uh, he went out two hours longer than he, than he said he would be in the note. That's and a long also, time. he went out when he's been sick. Yeah, I would be pissed, too. And Saber's like, well, you're feeling better, so I'm just going to beat you with a stick and call it training for a mm-hmm. while. Sakura is very supportive. She's supportive, but she can't watch it after a little while. <laughs> she like she she has to leave the room. Sakura is whatever the opposite of Tsundere is. Uh-huh. Which is like, yes, I, I actually want to see... Mm, no, never mind. I'm giving up on that halfway through. What? Let's, let's just continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's very earnest about wanting to see Shiro like have bad things happen to him if he deserves it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's called a sadist. That's the opposite <laughs> of Tsundere. This is just a sadist who opens up and gets worse. Yeah. Um. Okay. They get a phone call. Uh, Sakura. Does Sakura answer it? I think so. Um, who is on the phone? It's Rin. Yeah, right, right. Sakura does answer it and, like, kind of freezes up and then gives it over to Shiro, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin tells him that she had a familiar watching the temple and that she was worried that he was dead since he didn't go to school. She knew that he went and then he didn't show up at school. He explains that he killed or that they defeated Castor and Kuzuki. Um, not, he didn't do it himself with Kuzuki. And then he can't go into detail because Sakura's right there and could hear something. Mm-hmm. She wants him to come to school tomorrow so that they can talk about it. And uh, Shiro's so animated <laughs> during this call. He, he like gets worked up whenever Rin's involved. Do you know what I mean? Because he's like yelling, fighting with her. Uh, their clashing is very fun. Mm-hmm. But Sakura is listening to this like they're getting married. <laughs> they love each other. Sakura... Soccer is that that post about like uh like um me you're the most jealous girl I've ever met and then like my girlfriend you know other girls uh-huh, yes food report what are they eating for dinner uh good question Shiro has yellowtail pumpkin and tomatoes and is also going to make a savory egg custard and there's a crab involved crab flavored fish. He says that. <laughs> I don't know what they're making. It's an excellent question. What is this? Do you put it in the pumpkin or is the pumpkin separate? Is the pumpkin de- decorative? I imagine that the pumpkin's roasted. I saw a recipe the other day for, like, a tradition had, like, rice, mushrooms, cheese, and kale roasted in a little pumpkin. Sounds that sounds good as hell. Right? No. I'm not a big veggie person. I do like pumpkin, though, but usually as a sweet. Pumpkin pie often does not have pumpkin in it. Yeah. It has squash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pumpkin not actually a great uh-huh. thing to cook with. Uh-huh. It's kind of bland. Hmm. That's why you add more sugar. That's really what I'm hearing. That's why you, you use different squashes. <laughs> I've made pumpkin pies with pumpkin puree, and it was good. Yeah, pumpkin's like fine, but the best pumpkin pies are made without pumpkin. The doorbell rings, (laughs) and Sakura 
Oh, right. But it couldn't be Sakura or Taiga. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and... Sakura's like, oh, if it's the newspaper salesman, I'll get, I'll send him away. I was like, whoa, where, what is this? It was a long time ago, I guess, if there was still newspaper salesman door to door. It does feel like she's trying to say, hey, Shiro, don't worry about it. You stay here. I'll deal with it. Uh, but he mm. comes along. Yeah, Shiro gets a bad feeling and jumps along. Shiro has a bad feeling about this. Oh my god. Who's it's here? Shinji! Everyone's favorite and or least favorite boy, depending on whether we're talking Rialta Nua or uh, original. Huh. Yeah. I think it's... that's already pretty generous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... Yeah. Sure. Oh, no, 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 I know. You just totally threw me. I was like conceptualizing a person whose Shinji is their favorite character. And favorite boy, I could see. There exist people, there exist Shinji likers. I, I know they're tell of this. I, I know. We I all know. know a Shinji liker. We do know a Shinji Not to liker. call them out too hard, but. Shinji. Okay. Uh, Shinji greets Sakura by punching her in the face, uh, knocking her to the ground. I'm sorry, Ben. I think you mean he grabs her arm? Barely, yeah. Um, the, this is another case of the, the Rialta Nua scenes being very different, uh, and less, uh, rough. Mm-hmm. But the basics are the same. Uh, Shiro steps in to try and defend Sakura while Shinji says some, like, really horrible shit about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, at least in the original scene, he implies that Shiro is fucking her, and also kind of implies that he is too. Yes. Uh, Sakura really doesn't want this to be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a choice to punch Shinji or don't. Neither choice actually ends with him getting punched. Unfortunately. Sakura interrupts. She begs Shinji not to do this here where Shiro can hear it and says that she'll do whatever he wants as long as he doesn't say the thing that he's about to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, he's immediately calms, calms down. He's like, oh, great. I, I've reasserted my power. Shiro can't do anything about it because Shiro will back off the second Sakura says it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reminds Sakura that he has the, the dirt, dirt on her. And uh, then leaves. Yeah, I'm way less. How does this go in Rialta Noah? Because uh, I know what he has on her, or like quote unquote has on her. That yeah, that's not really implied at all. Okay. Uh, basically, he's like you're. He implies that Shiro's uh, take has taken her hostage, and he's trying to bring her home to, keep, oh, to take her okay. away from Shiro. Basically, and he is a little physical. He does grab her, but there's no hit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, interesting. Another interesting reframing. Mm-hmm. Sakura moves back to the kitchen and tries to pretend that didn't just happen. And Shiro's like, "Okay, I will also pretend this didn't just happen." Uh, how's Sakura doing? Uh, not great. There's a bit here where Shiro basically is calling back to like what he's talked about before uh, sakura having like a basically a manic response to like shinji's abuse yeah yeah yeah. like she gets weirdly hyped up or weirdly low energy Mm -hmm. when shinji's involved to either cover it up or because she's breaking down yeah uh her her eyes and her sprite change a little bit Mm -hmm. and she 
drops a bowl and then she's imme- she's like burning up. She's like super hot. Um, she apologizes, tries to like clean the bowl up. He grabs her and takes her to bed. He's furious at Shinji and also furious at himself for like assuming that she was all better when she wasn't feeling good just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he decides to make some rice porridge for her. Feed her more. And he manages to leave the room without getting so horny he can't see straight. (laughs) Uh For now. Amazing. Uh, Shocking. He puts her to bed. Taiga is still not around. And so it's just Shiro and Saber. It's 10 p.m. Time to go out to patrol. 10 p.m. being like, it's late enough that no one will ever be around to see our secret magic war stuff. It's so funny to me. Like, it makes sense, you know? But also, live in a city that mostly shuts down at like 10 p.m. I know. I'm just used to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a choice to patrol Shinto, to patrol Miyama City, or to stay for Sakura. Let's patrol Miyama. We patrolled Shinto last time, right? Did we? I think so. Are they both bad ends? Yeah. My thing only li- only listed one uh, uh, Shinji. Uh, Shinji. Shiro is a bad... Shiro. <laughs> I need a second root beer. One sec. <laughs> um, uh, my guide only listed Shinto as a bad end, so that's the only one I did. They're both bad ends. But, yeah, I mean, like, they're both... Leaving her is the bad the thing. Same. Yes. That's 27? No. Yeah. Wait, that's is it? 25. Oh, it is 25. Is it? I said that without... Yes, yes. Anyway, we can't patrol any of those places. We got to stay for Sakura. Sakura's sick. Why are we going places? Yeah. Saber is willing to relent only because Shiro is also sick and then uh, asks if she gets a reward for being so considerate and he brings her some cookies. Saber extremely cute this route. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Saber's good. You love to see Saber. I also love to have saber have more of a character than is cute and uh-huh. begs for cookies but that's most you know. of what she is in this yeah yeah i can't i can't not say that she's cute this route it's just it's right it's your wife like what are you supposed to do shiro decides to go to the shed to do some magic training uh he's getting a little better at it it's but, very know. funny that uh he's like oh no i have to skip patrols because i'm so busy taking care of Sakura. Anyway, I'm gonna go magic training in the shed. Yeah, right. He's 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 leveled up a little bit, but he has he's not like I'm going to infinitely fight Archer until uh his ideals crumble level of mm-hmm. uh technical ability yet. Uh he's wrapping up magic training and Sakura comes in wearing some real mom clothes. These look comfy. <laughs> Yeah, she looks like she looks comfortable. She looks like an aunt. Good for her. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just Shiro's like, whoa, how sexual that little sweater and uh, comfy shirt are. I think that's the, might... the benefit of having ugly ass uniforms is that literally anything else anything else is, is like, mind blowing. Uh, the oh yeah, the uniforms are atrocious. Okay, yeah. Shiro used, uh, just fixed a heater using his powers and whatnot. Uh, he turns the, 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 the heater on so that they can, like, hang out and chat in the room. That's just cute. Mm-hmm. 
I keep forgetting that this game takes place in February. Yeah. Because February to me means snow. And yeah. there is no, which is like, yeah, it's very different in, I assume that they're like around Tokyo. Yeah. Or that latitude anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so like, of course, February doesn't include lots of snow, but mm-hmm. I'm just not used to it. We're going to get some good snow content later. Yes. Taiga cut a VCR in half. Yep. I wonder how she did that. I don't wonder that much. <laughs> Uh, Sakura says that Shiro is stubborn and pushy in an affectionate way. And she starts talking about her childhood and how she never spoke up for herself. You know what I mean? So she kind of admires how stubborn he is. And then he, she asks about his childhood. And notably, he doesn't say, again, he doesn't talk about his uh, birth parents. He just talks about Kiritsugu. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, ha- he, he talks about fighting bullies in the park and has a flashback to maybe... Uh, Last route, he made a joke about how Rin could have been a schoolyard bully, but this route makes it sound like she was. <laughs> and that, like, he he alone stood up against her and her gang of thugs yeah. in the schoolyard playground. Maybe this is where he got his danger sense from. Uh-huh. <laughs> from Rin ambushing him at the public park. Uh, Sakura thinks this story is very cute, and she wishes that she could have been his little sidekick. Uh, Shiro at this point is like, well, if I had gotten her out of her shell earlier, she'd be too strong-willed, like Saber or Taiga. So maybe mm-hmm. it's good that she's still a little, like, stunted. He Bad. does say Taiga or Rin, and then... Taiga to Rin, right, not Saber. The Rin in his head gives him a dirty look. Yes. <laughs> Sakura then asks if it's true that he was adopted. And, uh, Shiro has no shame about this. He wants... He's fine to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, did you like your new family when you were adopted? He's like, oh, she asks if he didn't like things about his new family. He's like, no, no, no. It's, it, I didn't really worry about whether or not I was having fun. I was just kind of chasing Kiritsugu's foot shadow. He was also like, well, my entire life burned up. So af- after I recovered for uh-huh. about a year, I just sort of went with whatever was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she thinks it's cute that he wants to be a superhero. Couldn't be me. <laughs> now we get a good question. Here's, you wanna... here's another question. Would you be able to forgive me if I became a bad person? <laughs> which is, um, which is an incredible question. To, to what a leading question. Sit down next to your crush and just be like, "Hey, if I murdered a bunch of people, would you be okay with that?" She doesn't say that. I don't know what you're implying. That probably means that she's going to cut in line at the supermarket or something. She's going to get mad at the newspaper salesperson. Yes. <laughs> going to scold the newspaper salesperson. What's his response? Uh, I'll be mad. I'll be more mad than anyone because, mm-hmm. like, that's just not who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I would be, like, shocked if you did that. Uh, and she gives him a... The second satisfied smile she's ever given uh-huh. in his presence, which is like, he's known her for a year and a half. That's not very many satisfied not smiles. Very, very good smiles, yeah. I like this conversation compared to the Ilya one earlier, where Ilya is just sort of like rambling about whatever she's like coming to, like, mm-hmm. you know, off the top of her head. And Sakura is coming into Shiro asking like, a series of like disjoint, very pointed questions, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. 
Yeah, it is yeah, very... She's looking for something. Ilya is, is like meandering, and Sakura is looking for something. Yeah, it is very fun that Sakura shows up and is like, hey, so uh, adopted... Being adopted sucks, huh? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, you had fun with it? That's cool. Anyway, uh, if I were to become a terrible person, what would you think? Oh, yeah, thank. That, uh -huh. That's your answer? Okay, thank you. I'm gonna leave now. He goes to bed and remembers uh, <laughs> Sakura forcing her way into the shed and arguing with him about uh, being able to come over and take care of him. Mm -hmm. And that was the day that he finally was like, fine. Fine, you can help out around the house. It's okay, and gives her Kiritsuku's old key. Mm. Uh there is. We get a shot of the like sepia-toned uh, Sakura in her middle school uniform, but this time she's smiling. She says that it's the second gift she'd received from someone dear to her. What That's was not the very first many gifts. one? Fen, are you are you asking or are you posing I'm, it as a rhetorical question? Fen's I was thinking. trying to remember. We come to it later in this route. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interlude 6-1, Heaven's Feel. What's going on? Oh, woof. Um, let's see. Oh, right. Oh, no. It's coup, this baby. is This is the first It's interlude, coup, the baby. One. It's coup, baby. Uh, things are weird here. Smells bad. Um... He's grumpy about investigating this place. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of insects and leeches. Right, right. Which we're is at like. The again. Yeah, oh, right. We're at the temple. Um, who do we know who loves insects? Um, I can't think of any. Does Zokin love insects or is he kind of stuck with insects? That's fair. Who do we know that hangs out with insects? <laughs> who has a lot of bug friends? Um, and then Lancer clashes with, uh, ooh, uh, hmm, a subhuman Middle Eastern man. Yeah, this is really rough. It is. True yeah, true assassin is apparently from a desert culture, uh, we find out. And he can't speak human language. He just screams and throws knives at, uh, Koo. Mm hmm. This is rough. Uh huh. I've seen True Assassin's um, uh, look before because of Grand Order, and it's still bad. But like, at least he can talk. Yeah, he'll yeah. talk soon. Yeah, but like, but but yes, there's uh, a, there's a complication to that. Yeah, uh, my note here is Wolf. Gonna have to talk about how Assassin is a yeah right subhuman Middle Eastern servant. Who has to feed on others to, to gain to consciousness become like human? Yeah, he doesn't have a face. Yep, his mask gets knocked off. I guess I, I saw that and I was like, "Well, at least it's not a like fucking racist caricature under there." I guess so. It could be worse. This is bad. This isn't good. Fate's, not great. Fate stuff typically does not have a good relationship with race. Yeah, and there's like generally, I think there are two levels of this, right? One is generally kind of taking, especially when it is not Japanese uh, legends mm -hmm. and just kind of like uh, slamming them into the story in the place that they need to be. And like, I don't want to say always appropriating, but like, I think 
Nasu does a better job with like Japanese, Chinese, and Indian mythology because all of those are kind of like tied together, or like there's at least a a progression there. Of, Feels like, like he's got a real interest in Arthurian legend too. That yeah. kind of grounds it in a way that like this is this does not feel very grounded. No. This like both Ku just being like a guy who shows up sometimes <laughs> and uh assassin being yeah again a, a, a faceless monster um not great not I great say. i don't get the impression that there's a lot of like representation of like middle eastern anything from in like grand order other than like i mean we've heard the name i guess uh anger menu before but uh-huh there's some Gil is like yeah Gil, Gil looks white. is <laughs> yeah right extremely blonde uh-huh there's a few more people ca- uh, characters who are connected to assassin who do get much more humanizing uh story connected to them yeah uh, but yeah there's not it's always a mixed bag like there's a darius the persian king and he's like uh, like pitch black skinned screaming monster man too you yep. know it's like it's a lot of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's bad to say nothing of the the weird like uh habit of making certain characters certain japanese characters skin dark when they're evil or fucked up in some way yep Assassin throws a lot of daggers at Ku. Ku has some kind of skill that protects him from ranged attacks as long as he can see where they're coming from. Seems like Assassin should be able to get around that, but he really can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ku has uh, sweet 360 degree vision because of his <laughs> his uh, prey eye or predator eye. No, prey eyes. Yeah. His eyes are on the sides of his head. Oh, so that he I can see. see all around him. That's a very funny image. <laughs> Our meme for the weakest coup with his <laughs> eyes edited to be the side of his head. Um, uh, oh, also, Assassin is heavily drugged out of his mind on uh, hashish. Uh, that's another great mm-hmm. uh, detail about this. Coup wounds him, and then uh, what happens to Coup when he when he tries to catch Assassin? Uh, well, he ends up in the middle of a uh, the water the the pool what's the, the pond lake. the pond, pond lake um and a bunch of black tentacles shoot up and kind of like are waiting there to, yeah. to just chomp him they're the cool like black and red like paper tendrils mm-hmm. they look cool yeah uh and then assassin uses his uh cursed arm um cursed right arm yeah yeah to uh take lancer's heart and eat it yes how Yes, he does chomp that heart. Uh, yeah, Assassin does say something about how the whatever is in the lake is also dangerous to him, mm-hmm. which is why he uh, lured Ku into it, and also he wants to, it's going to eat him, so he wants to steal the heart so that he can gain sentience, mm-hmm. I guess. Sapiens. Sapiens, yeah. He is sentient. Yeah. He needs to, yeah. Doesn't know how to talk, though. Uh-huh. Uh, his uh, noble phantasm is called Zambia. Zambia. Something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Zabania. Zabania. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I forget exactly how it works, but it's something about creating a mirror image of the person's heart and then taking it and swapping it with the original or something like that. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. 
So, uh, one sec. Is Koo fucking dead? That was Koo, baby. That was Koo, baby. No longer. That's Koo signing off. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the end of day six, too. End of Koo, end of day like six. Like and subscribe to Koo's channel. Koo's <laughs> YouTube channel. What, is, what does Koo stream on Twitch? Fishing. Just fishing? Yeah. No, what, what? Does he play, like, uh, the, no. the Twilight Princess fishing minigame? <laughs> no. Gotcha. It is just He's a camera willing. that is, like... Yeah, it's just a camera set up that Koo just, like... it. Every video opens with, uh, you know, Koo just, like, walking at, away from it mm-hmm. and just sitting in a chair and fishing. Does he know he's being filmed? <laughs> yeah, because he presses play. Okay, okay. Because it does sound like the kind of thing where someone may have just set up a camera to, like... <laughs> no, it's... Koo doesn't know how to make it look better. Uh-huh. So he just, like, you know, he set up the camera once and hasn't touched it since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, like, does commentary sometimes, but he's way too far from the mic. So you just hear him, like, see his head bobbing and, like, him talking. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Okay. Inexplicably, he has two million subscribers. <laughs> two million subscribers. Okay, Fen, bring us to the next day. February 6th, uh, 7, Dialogue Lost Loop. This hey, is fine. What, where's Beautiful 2? Where is Beautiful 2? You know, I haven't really thought about it. Oh, well. You know who's Beautiful 2? Me. The girl reading this. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, uh, Shiro's feeling better in the morning. Uh, he tries to beat soccer to oh, make breakfast. What? Speaking of, one of the things that I forgot to mention earlier... Uh, I love that Shiro being sick means that, like, the guilt that he feels is like, oh, I won't be able to make food for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's like really, yeah. It's just nice that his primary, uh, like, annoyance from being sick is mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't, like, take care of everyone. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bits in this, like, reading where Shiro is, like, in denial that he enjoys cooking. Yeah, it's a weird thing for him to deny because he obviously does. Mm hmm. Right, like, he's clearly, like, you know, oh, I, I miss doing this, I enjoy doing it, and then, but he won't, like, say it, and there is, I think there's at least one point, maybe it was the last time, where he's like, it's weird for guys to say they like cooking, so I can't, it can't be the case that I enjoy cooking, Boo. so I just like, deny it every time. I think, so, yeah, at least part of that is just his general, um... I don't have any interests or likes, even though I have this list of interests and likes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like self-denial. Yeah. Uh-huh. Shiki did the same thing. You know what I mean? Where he's like, oh, I have no personality or interest. And then we find out that he was kind of like a delinquent with Arahiko in later stuff. Remember they broke that Buddha statue together uh-huh. and like got drunk? <laughs> Teen things. Taiga is back. What happened? Where was she? Ah, uh, she was... Oh, right. What? What? She was sick? Her oh, no, her grandfather was sick. Not sick. Not sick. He, oh, he got hurt. right. He was sumo wrestling with a younger Yakuza guy and got hurt. Yes, he hurt his hip. 
Fujimoto's don't get sick, mm. apparently. And then Taiga has to explain sumo wrestling to Saber, who doesn't really understand it. Doesn't in- understand, but is interested. Is very excited about the idea. She would she would sumo wrestle. Uh, apparently Shira was forced to do sumo wrestling once and then was so such a pain in the ass about it that Taiga's grandpa was like, just do archery or something, you loser. Incredible that that is why he's an archer. Uh-huh. Is Taiga's grandpa going, okay, cut out sumo, sumo wrestling, just do archery. It's also funny that Taiga's grandpa likes sumo wrestling that much. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's come up multiple times. Morning club practices have been canceled due to an incident where some of the track team got hurt. And, and okay. had something to do with lack of sleep. Yeah, and Shiro's like, you know, one person lacking sleep. Everyone's been a little tired, but like one person getting injured because of lack of sleep, that's not like something that they cancel uh clubs over yeah and then it is revealed that it's like 20 10 to 20 people on the track team got injured it's <laughs> like okay that's that's enough that's not only a lot of people that's how do you have that big a range <laughs> did you lose track of some of them what happened <laughs> were there more kids than you expected well i feel like it's a it's a like i heard this story third hand mm-hmm. uh it was it was somewhere between 10 and 20 mm-hmm yeah, you know, I heard that like there was a big accident on the highway between like five and a hundred people died. <laughs> this is really the thing is is the original story started with one person got hurt, yeah. and uh, the next person telling it was like, was it? It can't cancel clubs over just one person. Yeah. It must have been more. Sakura has something she wants to ask Shiro before she goes. What's she got? Well, first off, she's hungry, so uh, she wants to eat a lot. But then... <laughs> That's a given with Sakura. She made him a bento, and she's like, hey, uh, could we eat lunch together? Yeah, she kind of really roundabout asks this, because apparently Shiro doesn't bring his lunch very often because people steal his food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she she jumps in on this and is like, hmm. There's a great, like two sprites of her like looking back and forth with shifty eyes uh-huh. like bouncing back and forth uh and she's like what if you ate at the archery range with me no one uses it for lunch except me so you would be able to eat in peace this oh. is a very cute sprite of sakura being excited yeah she, yeah she gets excited and like bounces around uh-huh that's really cute uh and he's like yeah sure that sounds good mm-hmm and they walk a lot of like oh, go ahead. Uh, uh, sorry, there's a lot of, like, animations of sprites between lines in Heaven's Feel. I feel uh-huh. like more than previously, there's a lot of, like, quick sw- changes between sprites that make it look like somebody's, like, looking around in different directions or, like, moving around or doing different kinds of things, which is kind of neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that stuff. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it is certainly, like, on a... I don't know that this is the case. It feels like this is the third route that was written and programmed and so they were comfortable at this point to be like okay let's like do some fun stuff i i I can't say that it had to be sequential but it has to be sequential right yeah it'd be wild if this was the first route done um let's see so they get to walk to school together for the first time in a while Mm -hmm. and shiro Shiro, who never does stuff like this, is like, Sakura, you should skip practice sometimes to walk with me. You don't got to go every time. 
Sakura not factored this into her uh, calculations, but she does She does end up saying that she can't because she's lazy at heart and has to push herself at training, mm-hmm. or she's going to be even worse. She, she has to force herself to improve, and Shiro's like, aren't you the best in your grade already? Unsaid mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is, ah, uh, I want to be as good as you. Yeah. There's also a lot of Sakura's self-denial here, where she's like, I want this thing, um, but... Mm-hmm. I, it's like bad for me to want it, so I have to like come up with a reason why I'm not good enough to do mm-hmm. it. Are you telling me that all three love interests in Fate State Night are Catholic? Rin is less Catholic. She has a cross on her shirt. Oh right, the Tosakas Rin are like, historically Catholic. I looked that Rin up. Is like, practi- Rin is like a like old school family practicing Catholic who is like growing up and doesn't actually care. I should clarify that her family is Christians. I don't know that she's Catholic. We know the Holy Church is Catholic. and I don't yeah. know if Nasu knows the difference between Christianity in general and Catholicism specifically. I think he must because he knows about the Pope. <laughs> so I think he knows that not all Christians have a Pope. Does he? Are you sure? Not 100% I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure that he knows that. He I cites he... Catholicism specifically in Tsukihime. Which makes me think he understands that there are two, that they're separate things. But I'm sure, I think you're right in that I don't know that he knows really what the difference is besides that Catholics have a Pope. He might think that other places have other Popes. Multiple Pope theory. (laughs) The Protestant Pope. Um, Okay, to be fair, hmm? I grew up Christian. Yeah. I don't know that I could tell, aside from there being a pope or there not being a pope, I don't know that I could tell you what the difference is. I could give it a whack, but it's probably not a good use of any of our time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we don't have to discourse about Catholicism here. Shinji and Issei are still missing. No, oh, Issei's, Issei's in, in the, the hospital. hospital. Issei's in the hospital. Shinji is who knows where. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of people are absent, actually. Uh-huh. And Shiro's like, must have been Caster. At least it's not going to get any worse now. Mm-hmm. We've got four masters left, although that's Rin really? and Ilya are two of them. Yeah, two unaccounted for. Yeah. Well, and we know that Kire is a third. Yeah, Shiro doesn't know that. No, but I just mean that there's one unaccounted for master. Uh-huh. Whose is that? Wait, is that Shinji? No, Shinji he knows Shinji's beaten. Oh, right, right, right. Who's oh, assassin. Assassin. He doesn't know that but, about original assassin. Oh, yeah, I guess. So there should be a master for assassin. Okay, so Shiro is thinking thoughts. He's on his way to eat with Sakura. He bumps into Rin, who, and bumping into Rin immediately deletes Sakura from his mind. She wants to talk about what happened at the temple. She thinks that Castor may not have been as defeated as she looked like she was. Uh, Shiro agrees to go to lunch with her. This, wait, is it here? Maybe it's the next day. This route generally has way more flirting with Rin. Yeah. Limited Blade Works. Yeah. This is the the Rin-Shiro stuff that I, I love. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I think it makes them a good couple, but I do think that they, they make a good pair. If that yes, makes sense. No, I, I agree with you. I think they are, they are like the heterosexual equivalent of like, Gals being pals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they're they're I besties for life. I say flirting. I really mean just like banter. Yeah. Or like, Chiro does like, ooh, she's hot and cool, but also yeah. she's too strong-willed. You know, his classic, classic uh, Shiro thoughts. Unfortunately, normal for Shiro. Apparently, the coma incidents have continued mm. despite Caster's defeat. And Rin and Archer said they saw something that looked a lot like Caster at the temple yesterday. Mm-hmm. Rin, uh, it. it, it Interestingly, Rin is like, I believe that you killed Caster, mm-hmm. but I also believe that she's still here. Mm-hmm. So something's fishing going, something fishy's going on, and Rin thinks that something that the Holy Grail War is compromised in some way. Mm-hmm. It's a, a bit an interesting leap that she makes there. So she's on. She's like, I'm not going to fight you. I want to. I want a truce until we figure this out because I'm not fighting a war where the rules have become unclear. That sounds fair. Mm-hmm. They shake hands. Shiro suffers a flash of sex dream Rin. And, uh... <laughs> right, this is the... <laughs> she, like, notices him getting, like, weirdly shy from the, the handshake. And I thought she was going to call him a virgin, but she says that he's the type that masturbates to the girl he likes, right? And he dies. Ben, I think you mean masturbates to the sword he likes. <laughs> Right, we t- we got uh, sword masturbation jokes in the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And then Shiro, this is this is the yes, this is the Shiro ring content I love. Uh-huh. Shiro is like, yeah, well, if I ever took you out to Yakiniku, you would eat a bunch of meat and uh, and then tell me this time I went easy on you. Uh huh. It would cost him like a month's savings, or uh-huh. something like that. And Rin is like, oh, I find it troubling i can't say anything back to that hers is much meaner <laughs> uh is it he deserves it he does he does deserve it they both deserve it uh-huh. i just i don't know that rin is particularly more mean than shiro uh ruthless maybe like of course yes, yeah. yes. okay so in a move that likely is going to seal both of their deaths, Shiro is, like, sharing his lunch with Rin. Where'd he get that lunch from again? Sakura. Rin does not know this. Rin suspected he would bring food and brought a pair of chop spare chopsticks it's to seal so his funny. food. He's like, I think you're being, I think you're, like, being conscientious of the wrong thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... Shiro deserves to die for this, I think. Um, I don't. Sakura easily. gave him food uh-huh. and said, "Eat it." Yes, and then said, "You should eat with me at the archery range." That was a general yeah. invitation. Yes, yes, he deserves to die. <laughs> De- death for Shiro, uh, team right here. There's a great moment where Rin is like, "Well, it starts." Rin's teasing him for how girly the lunchbox is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shiro's like, oh, Sakura made it. And Rin immediately freezes up and she's like, I did it. Fuck. <laughs> and she puts away her chopsticks and Shiro's like, oh, I figured it out. Rin's full. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't, she does not warn him about what's about to happen. Uh-huh. What do they do on their way back to class coming down? Real, real quick. This is the... Uh, Rin Sakura is so fun because it's entirely one-sided. Mm-hmm. Sakura's like, I hate Rin. And Rin is like, 
oh yeah I, i'm just gonna stay out of sakura's way as much yeah. as possible yeah. and, like she's like passively curious that sakura's doing okay uh-huh. but like doesn't get involved and sakura like hates her guts uh-huh i kind of read this as like rin being like i think sakura probably hates my guts and I feel bad about it. I don't even know if she knows that Sakura hates her, but she do- does know that she's going to hate her for this one. If she doesn't right. already. She she wants, she like feels that, I think she feels guilty about Sakura. Yes. Oh yeah, Rin. Rin loves to be guilty for things. They bump into Sakura on their way back together, of course. Uh, she has not eaten any of her food turns out mm-hmm. wait Rin, did she bring food yeah she had her own lunchbox too uh-huh oh and and she was going to eat half of shiro's <laughs> i don't know but i don't know if she said that but shiro so, said it was a lot of food uh-huh like more than one person could eat uh-huh. so i think sakura is fully intending to eat half of shiro's and then like in the in the like back room secret away and eat and an entire another lunchbox. Well, he mentions it, that he sees that she has her lunchbox and hasn't touched it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rin, to her credit, tries to do some damage control here. She's like, listen, I'm not dating him, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, Shiro just didn't get what you meant. It's not really his fault either. Uh, although she does say that he's a fool. <laughs> he is, to be fair. Uh-huh. She's like, Rin's like, she wanted to eat with you, man. And he's like, oh, let's go now. You haven't eaten lunch yet. We'll we'll go to the the range and eat in the next three minutes. And Sakura's like, no, it's fine. I'm satisfied just with that apology. I'm going to go now. Sakura's going to be so grumpy for afternoon classes. Uh-huh. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Knowing this was coming, I just was feeling like my heart dropped as soon as I heard as soon as I saw Sakura bring out the lunchbox, I was like, uh-huh. "Oh my god!" I was just like in I misery this entire time. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know where it was going. But as soon as like first Rin grabbing him, I was like, "Uh oh!" And then him pulling out the lunchbox on the roof, I was like, "Fuck! Oh, Shiro, this is the worst possible thing you could do." Sakura was being a horror talk writer to people. Mm-hmm. Tell them you want to eat lunch with them. I. <laughs> It's a pretty obvious signal, I know. But, like, doesn't he know that she doesn't like Rin? I don't know that Shiro has fully picked up on that. Okay. Rin leaves off saying, hey, meet me at, uh, uh, go to this Chinese restaurant after school Mm -hmm. and wait. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, weird. Cut to after school. What's going on? Uh, Shiro does not like this Chinese restaurant because the cook puts spicy red peppers in everything. Shiro is a wimp when it comes to spicy food. He's yeah. such a baby. Okay, he is a baby. Also, it does sound like uh, this this cook goes a little overboard. Okay, yes, yes. yes. He does say, imagine have, being stabbed in the tongue then having salt rubbed into it. Uh-huh. It's like, I am sure that Shiro is Shiro's also blowing this a little bit out of proportion, but like, I would, oh, I would love this restaurant. Yes, yes. I was thinking the same thing. You like a really spicy food. I don't know I if I could handle it. I love an extra spicy Mapo tofu. Oh, then Fen... Great news about where this scene is going. 
I am going to make Mapo Tofu this week, mm-hmm. probably. In celebration be- of this because scene. Because of this scene. I Ever since reading it, the first time, uh, I was like, maybe I should I should try making some Mapo Tofu. Mm-hmm. And every time I read it, I'm like, I should make some Mapo Tofu. <laughs> Apparently, the food is so spicy that it gave Shiro bad opinions about Chinese cooking in general. Mm-hmm. Which, hmm. He goes in to meet with Rin. That's not what he sees. What's what's waiting in there for him? Kotomine Kire is here. <laughs> Our boy is here. He's very sweaty. He's very sweaty. Uh, the voice acting is god tier this is the most incredible i laughed harder during this scene i think than i have at anything else in this game so far uh-huh. he's so funny just like huffing and puffing and slurping into the mic uh-huh. <laughs> but like clearly he is in pain uh-huh. eating this dish and he keeps going uh-huh um yeah, Hishiro's like, he's not even, like, t- pausing to drink water or anything. He's just going for it. This is terrifying. I've never seen anything this scary in my life. <laughs> um, Yeah, th- we get, like, dramatic zooms and pauses uh, and pans on this, like, CG of <laughs> Kotomine eating tofu. Uh-huh. And, th- and then he's like, Shiro, <laughs> would you like any? <laughs> Do you want some? And Shiro's like, no, I don't want any. <laughs> Oh, good, good, good comedic timing on this. Is Kotomine propositioning Shiro for food or sex? <laughs> Who could say? There is a bit where that I put in the chat where it is just a narration of our eyes meet with Kotomine sweating, <laughs> holding a big spoonful of Mapo Tofu. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's a great CG. Truly just incredible. Um, Okay. Now, uh, now we get on to the regular scene. There's another version of this CG without the tofu, and his hands, Kotomina's hands are just folded in front of him. Um, Kotomine is here to congratulate Shiro on defeating two servants so quickly. Sort of. He's actually here to talk about what happened with Caster. Mm-hmm. He says something about assassin being at the temple, uh, and talks about uh, how assassin servants work. They can hide their presence even from other servants. That's bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kotomine's point is something's going wrong with the Grail War, and he's trying to figure out what. He wants to know if Shiro's seen anything strange. We know that Kotomine is not the reason it's going wrong this time, but is part of the problem with the Grail War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very funny that he's like, yeah, I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> He's protective uh, of being the thing that's wrong with the Holy Grail War. Uh-huh. is like, how do you know Assassin was at the temple? It's not like you have a servant. And Kotomine is like, oh, I did. It was Lancer. He's dead now, unfortunately. <laughs> this lends a little bit of credence to the idea that Kotomine will just tell you the, the like, secrets if you ask him the right question. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He'll t- say anything. Mm-hmm. He does not bring up Gil and he does lie a little bit by saying he's not a master anymore and like he has no stake in the Grail War. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe he's not re- technically Gil's master. I wonder. Yeah. 
So he d- he admits that he had a that he had a Lancer and starts questioning Shiro about uh, what's been happening the last couple days. Shiro gives up everything. He's a lot more comfortable with uh, Kotamine this route. Yeah. Uh huh. Vibes answering a lot about whatever. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, Kotamine is especially interested to know that Matozokin is still alive and uh, interfering. He's a mm-hmm. prominent bug user. <laughs> uh, Zokin is from six generations ago, apparently. Hmm. That's a long time. How long is that? Hmm. I think at certain points they say like the Macaries have been at it for like 500 years or something, but hmm. I think Zokin... Six generations is like... What? 150? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He talks a little bit about the Mato family magic, uh, and, like, the insects and the way that they, their magic always returns to them, so they can't do curses, technically, or whatever. And Zokin's been extending his life for a few hundred years by draining lives from other people. Apparently, he was on his last legs ten years ago and can't walk around in broad daylight, even. Sounds like a vampire. He's not a vampire. He's a parasitic well, insect. In Tsukihime, they talk about, like, uh, like magi who become dead apostles. And yeah. when they, like, very briefly, like, it just never comes up again except for, like, the Roa thing. But, like, when I heard that, when I was playing Tsukihime, I was like, oh, this is just what Zoken is. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder if he would technically qualify if we were to talk to Arcuid or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not because of the bug thing. Well, we can... Archer will have things to say about this later. Interesting. Zokin never actually fought in the war directly. He's been an advisor. <laughs> um, uh, Kodamine is like, I don't know, maybe he's a master now. He might have had it in his back pocket. And uh, now they're worried that Castor has somehow survived this whole uh, ordeal and somehow contracted with Zokin. Kotamine is also worried because the fact that Zokin's out and about walking around means that Zokin believes he has certain victory at hand. Mm -hmm. That's bad. Yeah. And now Shiro's like, fuck. Uh, Shinji might have a servant again. I can't rule out uh, Shinji having another servant and threatening people. So Kotamine is like, okay, I'm going to try and balance the scales a little bit. Uh, he also says that he only got a servant because he wanted to spice things up and make sure that someone cool gets the grail. <laughs> Just <laughs> does sound like his fate root plan. He wasn't going for it himself. And now he's hoping that Shiro or Rin, Rin will win. Mm-hmm. Kotamine is a petty bitch. He's in it for the drama. Yes, yes, he is. Um, he says something about having a pointless goal of his own that he's not working towards or interested in which is interesting and he says we are the same you and I as we do not have clear wishes we cannot seek salvation it's interesting Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, this bothers Shiro eats at the back of his mind and then what happens something very important then what arrives at the table at the end of this conversation? 
two more bowls of extremely spicy mapo tofu. <laughs> There's like a zoom spin fade like effect as it goes from the Kotamine hands folded back to tofu. Uh-huh. And then he does the thing and goes, you want some? <laughs> sure, just... Shira has this, like, exhausted, like, angry Tounder's voice, like, I can't handle this anymore, and he pounds the table. Incredible. Uh, Shira. Cowardice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently after that, Kotamine just stopped talking to him, and he started eating curry, and so he left. His last warning is that Zokin is very dangerous, and all, uh, and also to be wary of Rin. Like, mm. don't trust Rin. Hmm. She's a master too. And uh, that's the end of that scene. Kotamine is so funny. What a great expression he has. It's so fucking inscrutable. All time villain, I think. I yeah. kind of feel it is like the Kotamine like content. Uh-huh. I like when I played this the first time, there is some stuff like later on that like I had to make my own little Kodamine, like, meme gif for myself when I <laughs> finished Heaven's Feel. This is why. Based I... on, like, late content that, like, I don't know. Ben might recognize, but uh-huh. I don't know how clear it is to someone who has sort of only experienced it vicariously. This is why Kodamine is very memeable. That's why we have so many me- of our uh, episodely memes that are Kodamine themed. He's just such a strong personality. Yeah. Uh-huh. The voice acting Great. really lends a lot to him. Oh, yeah. I I was watching Black Lagoon with a friend of mine a while ago, and, like, uh, like Joji um, Nakata mm-hmm. uh, was, like, the same, is also in that briefly, and I was like, oh, my God, it's just Gotamine, and he's just, like, doing the same voice, and <laughs> sadly, it's not as interesting a character, uh-huh. but, like, you know. Yeah, the performance does something, at least. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Interlude 7-1, Heaven's Feel. We are in the Mato Bug Room, and Shinji's dragging someone in behind him. Oh, boy. What do we find in the Mato Family Bug Room in the original lust version? Lust worms. They're what? They're lust worms. I think that this is true of both versions. Oh, oh, are they? do they just change the design? They changed the design. They still eat cum in, uh, in Real de Nua. But the wording there is identical. Jeez. It's only what uh, Shinji says that, that differs. That's so weird. What it's the heck? Just, it's really just a targeted Shinji cleanup in Real de Nua. I didn't, like, go line by line comparing these two, but that is, yeah. So the main difference here is the CG of these bugs. Yeah. In the original version, they are little flaccid penises with mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the uh, the the Rialta Nua version, they're like gross little piranha worms. Yeah, still gross, but they're not just penises. Yeah, on the ground. Um, they still suck though. There are uh, rapist worms, like uh, tentacle rape kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Which is something it's certainly a choice it is 2004 yeah yep it is incredibly 2004 arrow gay in here yeah they, they'll they'll eat what they eat boys they eat men and then they uh 
give women fantastic mind break orgasms and then eat the placenta? I'm not really clear. You, girls don't just have those lying around. Is, is this implying that the worms are impregnating them? I think Nasu probably just... Nasu or the translator might just have or be not quite as clear on the uh, anatomy <laughs> as they might think that they are. Yeah, yeah, because you got to grow those when you get pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Anyway, Shinji Shinji is threatening the person that he's dragged into this room. It's very coy about who this is, but there's not really that many people that it could be. Yeah. Uh, it is... Yeah, it is... Especially once it starts calling her her. Yeah. It, it, I, it avoids that at first. I will say... Yeah, I wonder if how much that is just the translation as well. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't go and look at, at the original. It is interesting that she doesn't have voice acting yeah mm-hmm. um anyway shinji is demanding that the person that he's thrown into this pit uh make him a new book since they still have two left sounds like command spells to mm-hmm. me uh i guess you make book the the his like command spell book out of command spells that would make sense mm-hmm. apparently the worms don't like whoever this girl is yes uh, they kind of shrink away from them. Either they're bored or scared, and it's hard to tell which. Shinji then says that the person can go back to what they were doing before if they do what he says. Um, and if not, he's gonna tell. He's gonna spill the beans. He's mm-hmm. gonna tell them everything. Apparently, Zokin would not approve of this, but uh, this person knows that Shinji is. Uh, wild enough like uncontrolled enough to do it anyway even if it would make zokin upset so the difference in real tenua is uh if you don't do this then you have to fight him yourself is what shinji says i think that comes up at some point during this but that's such a weird change to make what is oh no 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 i think i just read the real tenua scene right a woman appears in the room who is it that's Ryder. i thought she was fucking dead didn't she get cut in half? Uh, yeah. Well, she's still alive. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Saber still... Zero on kills? This route? Has Saber killed anyone ever? Has Saber killed anyone ever? She straight ever? up killed Caster. Caster, she right. Killed, like, this route or altogether? Altogether. This, this route, at least, Saber killed Caster. I mean, she chumps Ku every time. Yeah. Well, she beats Ku. She doesn't. She kills Gil in the first route, doesn't she? Uh, and Ryder. And Ryder. Okay. Right, yeah. She NPs okay. Ryder. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Berserker. In the first. She does get a lot of kills in the first route. Okay. She's ultimately yeah. what kills Berserker. No, wait. Shiro kills Berserker. Together. They, they're both there. They're both Shiro there. Shiro provides the ammunition. <laughs> Shiro provides the sword. Saber provides the arm. Uh huh. Okay, okay. When Ryder shows up, the worms get the fuck out of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do not like that Ryder is here. And she says something about she wants to confirm that Shinji wants her for protection. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> just protection. Nothing else fucked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I I think she could tell pretty cleanly that he's not being uh, on the ball. But, you know, what else can you do? 
Oh, apparently I didn't. Yeah. Apparently I didn't rewind far enough or something. Shinji is a master again. Yeah. That's bad. Yep. I was wrong. Ben has some notes. I do have some notes. I forgot I took notes on this. So, first of all, in the redone version for Rialta Nua, Shinji's not dragging anyone. He's rudely pushing them into the bug room. Mm. Yeah, he's he's push he's pushy is mm-hmm. how he's um, described. Uh, the list the lust worms are not described at all beyond being strange creatures that his grandfather raises, mm. which is interesting. Uh, yeah, right. We don't see that CG until later then, because I don't think there was any CG at all of the worms. How did you flip back and forth? Uh, I think I reloaded to the previous choice. And the- I mean, what did you select? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. The switch between uh, the the Shinji content before in the um, the basically night ultimate um, program, they're under like I think it's like patch. Mm-hmm. There's a like it's like by the sensor window mm-hmm. where you choose between not super worth content, etc. Uh, and the replacement scenes at the bottom. There's a little split, and I think there's something that says. Uh, censor mature content as opposed to like hmm. explicit or whatever and that's what was the um the toggle at least for the one in the previous set of days right yeah okay that so sounds right I th- am think, i missing something i think reading th- reading the again all of this is a little weird because it's um it's a fan translation yeah. that is at this point aiming to kind of be the best version. And so they, I believe that the sensor mature content, if that is selected or like if sensor mature content is turned on, then that will additionally remove scenes that were in Rialta Nua. Hmm. And so. It's like, yeah, trying to figure out exactly what the relative new experience is is really rough. Because, like, I reloaded and I got the CG here. And the worms were described the same way that they were. By selecting, I think it's like, yeah, there's two different toggles. That's interesting. This is messy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the program here is not, like, trying to give you access to the... uh, unfiltered Rialta Nui experience. I think it's mostly just like, we want to have all of the content in one program and mm-hmm. like are going to give you a couple toggles for that. It's interesting. I guess the thing that's, uh, the more important thing that I, uh, that we can tell is the, the Shinji cleanup. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that seems to be the thing that's mainly happening. Um, hard to, hard to miss that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's threatening that uh, this girl is going to have to fight Shiro if he doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, like, Shinji's anger is framed as, like, specifically anger at Shiro rather than... In the previous routes, it's felt very much like Shin, uh, Shiro's just kind of, like, angry at the world all the time and just wants to hurt people. And, like, Shiro getting in his way is what... Um, kind of sets him off this is much more targeted it feels like all he cares about is hurting shiro Mm -hmm. because he feels like he's justified in being mad at shiro instead of like whatever uh pure malice usually animates him Mm -hmm. 
Anyway. That's the end of that scene. It it ends with uh, Shinji getting Ryder back. Yes. Which seems bad. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Back to Shiro. Shiro's leaving the restaurant. He's not feeling too good. He's worried about all this stuff. That's fair. And uh, we get another one of these bits where someone's lost in thought as, as another person's trying to get their attention as Shiro walks pretty much the whole way home with Ilya behind him saying, Shiro, Shiro, Shiro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she finally jumps in his way and yells at him. She's mad. Mm-hmm. He forgot he was supposed to come meet her. Yeah. Promised. How could he? She wants it. She's like demanding that he make it up to her somehow. And we get a choice. Invite Ilya over. Do whatever she says or ask for forgiveness. Uh, apparently, no, my guy told me to end on do anything she says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i did let's do have her forgive me first yeah this is a bad one yeah i don't want to pick this one no shiro kind of gives a clipped apology and then says please forgive me Ilya's response is to immediately narrow her eyes and say something about how covering for himself with hollow words is what kiritsugu would do mm-hmm. she doesn't like this and then she basically says like no no i'm back on the fate route uh, it's it's to, it's toy time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, tells him to watch his back next time, sticks her tongue out and leaves. He tries to catch up to her to talk to her. And he's like, well, she seems a little, little miffed. I should probably apologize better next time. <laughs> he's dead. That sounds like he's fucking dead. Yep. Yeah, this is a bad. This is another one of those things we talked about mm-hmm. before. Cut. <laughs> Back to, he invites her over. She's going to come over for snacks and tea. Ilya loves this. Ilya's super excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, Saber will be there. She's not going to like this, but I will make sure she doesn't hurt you. It takes her a bit to warm up to the idea. She's like, I'm here to kill you and your father. Are you really okay with me in your house? It's <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah, totally. All the more so. There's a great bit where uh, he, like, tells her to wait outside the house and then rolls his sleeves up to go talk to Saber about it. Uh-huh. Um, Saber does not like this. Saber hated this. There's a He's, like, his text size as he's trying to justify this is so much smaller. And she's <laughs> like, just say it if you're going to say it. Uh, she finally does. He's just a little guy. He's... It's her birthday. Ilya is just a little guy. <laughs> Saber is like, fine, do whatever you want. I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to go to the detached building and lay down. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm not going to be able to stay calm if I see Ilya, and uh, Ilya is not going to be able to relax if I'm there. Mm-hmm. Ilya comes in nervously and does a lot of great expressions as she inspects the house. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I have a clip of it here, but her like, Oh, like looking at the ground, right? It's very good. Uh Uh-huh. She explores the house a little bit. He brews her some green tea. It's a little too bitter for her, but she insists on drinking it. She does like Japanese snacks. I apparently forgot to play the scene. This is all incredible. (laughs) These... These very well mannered sprites that Ben has posted in their notes are incredible. Yeah. 
he shows her around some more. She like uh, rags on the place for how small and indefensible it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, occasionally, she's a little racist about Japanese people in the process. I like the bit where she says, "Man, it would sure gets it would sure suck if somebody attacked you in this big room with all these windows." <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, I would show you the, the side building, but Saber's sleeping there, and I don't want you within a hundred feet of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, something interesting happens over the course of this scene. Ilya starts to get depressed. She starts to get sad. Uh, and then she starts crying as she kind of comes to terms with the fact that Kiritsugu is not here. Mm-hmm. I think she must have known this, right? I think that their, like, intel must have uncovered that he died. But I bet, I would, I'd be willing to bet that she knew that, but kind of hadn't accepted it. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, maybe he's still there somewhere. Maybe mm-hmm. he's hiding. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And now she's just like, oh, my dad's really dead. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a great sprite of her looking surprised at her own tears. Mm-hmm. And then the sun is starting to set, so she says that she has to go before they have to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Shiro's kind of figured out why she has such complicated feelings about Kiritsugu by this point. And wishes that he could get her away from the Einsburns. A lot of thinking about getting Ilya away from her family because she's like a mystical foreign girl and not like a Japanese girl down the street who's being abused by her family. Mm-hmm. So he walks her all the way back to Ilya Park and then goes home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't worry about Ilya right now. I, we have to deal with Castor and Assassin and all this stuff first. Uh... Right, doing this one gets us a Sakura CJ, right? You think you get that with either way? the other one, right? I thought it was one or the other. Because I didn't have any mature content filters set, and it was one or the other. You get an Ilya CG if you go the other way. The same scene happens. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, the, next scene, the next scene when he comes home... The same thing happens, but I think you only get one of the two CGs depending on the point, the choice you picked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. You get the Sakura CG if you have her forgive you. Oh, is that where it is? Yeah, yeah. You get it whether you have her forgive me or invite her to my house. I didn't go that far for the forgive. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay. So it's a consolation CG for not getting the Ilya CG. Mm-hmm. Sakura is asleep at the table, and he grabs a blanket for her. And, uh, how's Sakura doing? What happens? Uh, she's sleepy, and... Oh, right, no, she's horny. She's sleepy, and she's horny. It can be two things, man. Okay, she's both sleepy and horny. Uh, she senses Shiro, and just kinda wraps her arms around his neck and is uh-huh. like hey yeah 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 she's kind of murmuring she pulls him in Shiro, the 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 cg the thing i like about the cg is how shocked shiro looks he's like oh no uh-huh. what is happening i can't handle this um they're about to kiss when saber bursts into the room and shiro does a like wild backflip <laughs> And lands on the table, and Saber uh-huh. like applauds, and it's like eight out of ten. I think it landing on the table was a bit much. 
and Sakura has just gone back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Shiro asks Saber to beat the horny out of him uh, in the dojo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Final choice. I'll do anything to make it up to her. Yes. This is funny because Ilya is about to say the line. She's like talk, saying the line about turning him into a doll. Mm-hmm. When he's like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be your servant and give you one command spell. Uh-huh. Is, she likes this framing. This is cute framing yeah. for her. It's also a lot of trust to put in Ilya. I guess if, it's probably fine. Yeah. I guess if she tried to like use it for evil purposes, he probably could just be like, no. But uh, but still, treat, saying he'd treat it like a command spell is a lot. Yeah. Then Shiro swears on his non-existent crest. <laughs> right. I'm not sure what that's about. Because he's genuine. Yeah. And it's it's not... He doesn't think, ah ha ha, what a great, like, trick. Ilya doesn't call him out for not having a crest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. I assume it's just, like, a show of good faith. Uh-huh. Right? Like, she would accept this as meaningful, so I'm going to say this. Yeah. What does Ilya want? She wants a date. (laughs) She wants to go shopping. Okay. She wants a date in the shopping district. Ilya is not asking for a date here. This is not the Ilya route. This is innocent. This is the Ilya route. It's innocent. There's no Ilya sex scene, and I don't want to think about it. You can have a date with friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. So Shiro brings her over to the shopping district. They kind of go around. She's having fun, and Shiro kind of finally recognizes that her like prancing and running around and the fun time she's having is kind of a desperate like ch- attempt to convince herself that she's not miserable. She's running as if dancing, never ceasing her smile, but there's no happiness there. She's smiling desperately because she's sad and because she doesn't want this dream to end. I like that. That's good. Great. Perfect. She's having a rough time at all times, huh? Uh, Yeah. And Shiro thinks of it like they, they get through the shopping district and Shiro's like, that's a small shopping district. We like only spent an hour. Yeah, he wishes um, they could find more time, right? Uh-huh. Um, let's see. And then, yeah, and they get to the... the um, Ilya Park. Ilya Park. And she was like, oh, we can we could, like, do something. Uh, and Ilya's like, it's fine. This is the last stop, after all. It was fun, but the shopping ends here. The sun's going to set soon, so let's go back to our previous relationship. I'm a master who came to kill Shiro, and you're fighting me for your own good. Our relationship was set in stone before we met. This is a cute bit where uh, Ilya is, like, drinking a can of re- a sweet red bean soup, and mm-hmm. Shiro's like, oh, she that that's not, like, a thing where she comes from. I wonder why she, like, picked that specific thing. And, like, it must be Kiritsugu telling her about it, right? Because mm-hmm. he also likes the red bean pancakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ily, uh, the oh right, it does start snowing. Right, right, right. Um, as she's getting ready to leave, it starts to snow. 
we get uh like the fairy tale kind of music and uh, a CG of Ilya like with her arms outstretched in the snow. Mm-hmm. She talks about her mother and how she loves she hates cold but loves the snow because it reminds her of her and her mother's hair. Mm-hmm. And she dances for a bit and then leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she kind of threatens him at the end there. And then the snow dies as she leaves. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm. This is a good scene. Yeah. Depressed Ilya is good. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is why I like Ilya. It's because she's, she's like she well, less depressed, more tragic. Uh-huh. Cause it's like, okay. I came here because I was mad at my dad. And he's already dead. And my brother, who I've never met before, is destined, like, in a different world, the two of us could have sat down and grieved together. But we're enemies in this war, which means that we have to fight each other. And there's, like, no getting around that. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. So, Shiro goes back home and the same scene happens, Mm -hmm. uh, minus the CG. Now, you remember when I said that bit about uh, Shiro asking Saber to beat the horny out of him? Yes. She fucked his hand up real bad, apparently. She almost broke it. Mm. Sakura's mad. Mm-hmm. She's scolding him, scolding Saber. Saber says it's Shiro's fault for not paying attention while they're training. Uh, and Shiro, Shiro's feeling weird around sakura and it's because he's starting to worry that he's actually got feelings for sakura god forbid yeah he's like well before i thought i was just like you know teen boy horny but now i'm worried that i actually want to date sakura mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is complicated for a few reasons mostly shinji yes food report what'd they have for dinner they had pork meatloaf with eggs and vegetables. That sounds great. Okay, okay. Where's Taiga? Uh, somewhere. Checking on injured students. Huh. Taiga's uh, starting to fall off a little bit, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, Listen, Taiga has more important things to do. Yeah. And She's, like, actually being a teacher and a chaperone. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't... I don't think she... I, uh, we see sometimes Taiga, like, shaping up and actually doing the thing when it's important, but, like, uh, I would not have a lot of confidence in her mm-hmm. if I was in her care. So, they're having a conversation, and something's going on with Sakura. Mm. She's she's breathing painfully. Mm-hmm. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? She's panting and blushing uh, next to Sa- uh, Saber. Saber. Sh- next to Shiro for some reason. This is, Shiro. This is a real sleepy episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I feel like I'm drifting off. It's going to be such a long episode for how low energy I am. Well, it's a long episode because we're low energy. Uh huh. We're just like meandering our way through. We're doing our best. I'm sorry, Lauren, that you joined us for the sleepiest episode yet. Oh, no, it's chill time. Sakura's eyes have gone dead as she's doing this. Uh, Shiro's very worried that she's sick again, that she's been pushing herself. And she's like, oh, no, 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 I just uh, just dozed off. I'm going to go I'm gonna go take a break in, in Rin's room. 
In her room. It's her room, Ben. At around 11 o'clock, Shiro and Saber sneak out again to do some uh, some patrolling. They don't get very far before uh, Saber detects a servant. They just, they go for it. We're by that park, we're at the park by the bridge again. And uh, what do we find? Um, we're in an archer. Oh, and Zokan. We and- found a lot of stuff. We got a lot of bugs. We got Rin and Archer. We got Zokin. Rancid vibes. Rancid vibes. It's smelly. Zokin's so smelly. <laughs> Zokin's like, ah, Rin, you are much wiser than your father if you're willing to call for backup. And Rin's like, no, I'm not. I never called for backup. This sucks. I'm not smarter than my father. <laughs> uh, Zokin's like, okay, I can't fight two servants at once. And taps his cane on the ground and summons Caster. She has no face. She has no face. Also, I don't think that Zokin can fight one. No, I don't think servant. He can. It feels like Shiro and and Saber showed up like about ten seconds after mm-hmm. Rin and and Saber or Rin and, and Archer. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I know. Uh met Zokin. Mm-hmm. So Caster's like sprite face is shrouded in dark darkness. It's apparently just her corpse uh, mm-hmm. animated and imitating her powers. Mm-hmm. 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 No willpower, no mind of its own. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zokin continues to compliment Saber for how cool she is, which is funny. And he's like, "Okay, in fact, you're so cool that I also want to hollow you out and turn you into a puppet, mm-hmm. like I've done to Caster." He also says that using a command spell is no different than doing that. I don't. I think that using a command spell is kind of, uh, depending on how you use it, ethically fucked too. Sure, but it's a little bit different than desecrating a corpse to make a servant. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's a scale difference. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's notable that like Archer is in the background, being like looking horrified because he was the person who the entire rest of the visual novel has been like. Using being a servant is basically like not being, not having their own free mm-hmm, will. Mm-hmm. And he does, he's hearing Zokin say all this stuff and be like, oh, actually, this is bad. <laughs> is this what I sound like? <laughs> Am I the bad guy? Saber handles Caster easily again, and uh, Archer rushes Zokin and chops him in half. Sick. Uh, Zokin's upper half is dragging itself away like a zombie in a horror movie. Archer's like, no, 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 no. I've done this before. I've I've fought guys like you. I'm going to smash your skull in because I know you're going to get back up. And then... So, have you guys seen uh, the, the currently, I guess, not actually canon explanation of where Archer got his coat? No. No? It's it's just like it's from complete materials, so I don't know if you guys want to hear that now, but like it is what? relevant here. What do you think? Yeah, sure. uh, yeah. Okay, tell us, tell us the story. Uh, this is like one of the random like FAQ things where like, oh, where did Archer get his coat? And Nasu was basically saying, wouldn't it be cool if he got it from Shiel? <laughs> this is like back before they were there were like Fate and Tsukihime universes, uh-huh. and it was just these are the only two things, and he was and like that was basically what his CL just has a closet of only- cool coats. It's like a it's like a holy shroud of some kind uh, that he got from Shell. That's cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's a fun idea. 
Fuck it. So, like, you can imagine Archer and Shale going around hunting vampires in Europe or whatever. That's very funny. Oh god, if they if they could make this they could make this real if uh they did the Tsukihime crossover event Grand Order and had them hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. We already have Arcoid. That barrier have has been Arcoid. broken down. CL, give us the rest. The thing is that I want the rest, and I'm going to get at best uh Arcoid Nakiha. Or uh, CL and Akiha. Okay. All right. There's an interloper here. Uh, stuff's about to get weird. Who's here? It's that weird jellyfish, black and red, like cloth jellyfish. It's creature. a weird-looking thing. It's like it does look a little like it's shrouded, like a human figure shrouded. Mm-hmm. But it has those like papery tendrils. Mm-hmm. Also, it's too solid-looking to really be cloth. But it doesn't look like flesh. It looks almost like flexible metal to me. Or uh, I think of like nylon straps. Mm, mm-hmm. That's kind of the the vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's like a two tiered like shrouded thing mm-hmm. with ten tentacles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's simple, black and red, but like it's it's spooky. It's ominous. Yeah, and it reminds Shiro of the tower from the Dream About the Fire. Yeah, which like conjured question mm-hmm. mark that black song yeah he says uh, i like the way that shiro shiro describes it as if a, as insubstantial as if a shadow stood up off the ground uh mm-hmm. but somehow it's dominating the space mm. mm-hmm. scary mm-hmm. yeah that's that's creepy well i say scary zoken everyone else also terrified uh-huh yeah, Zokin starts fucking screaming uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, dragging himself faster. Everyone else is just frozen in place, but Zokin seems to know... If he doesn't know what this is, he knows it's bad news in a way that they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it finally makes a move for Rin, uh, who has not noticed. It's It seems to raise its tentacles in the air, but its shadow seems to move independently like of it or something. Mm-hmm. Or it's either that or it's just touching its shadow is bad right mm-hmm. so it's possible that rin doesn't notice that what it's doing is raising its tentacles to move its shadow towards her mm-hmm. not to actually whip at her creepy shiro does what he does best which is to jump in the way and push rin out of the way and get hit mm-hmm. this scene's cool yeah this is cool Shiro just getting sent to hell yeah to the bottom of the sea he said he describes it like we hear ocean sounds. Uh, he says it's like be, like drowning in an ocean of boiling coal tar. Ugh. Ugh. Um, and then we get like a bunch of like a greatest hits of fucked up CGs, like the flesh ball grail, the dark tower, the basement, and uh, the black sun. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff, and then it ends on this like inverted colored like black and white embryo black and purple or yeah something like that mm-hmm. it's weird it's it has the same like coloration as, as the black, black sun. sun yeah and then we get this bizarre sh- short horror like scp or like other side picnic vibe like 
nonsense story about Shiro having to eat rotting rabbits mm-hmm. that are all lining up to rot and be eaten. Yep. That's gross. Gross. Um, and then he comes back too as Rin snaps him out of it. Well, Ben. Alternatively, he doesn't. Oh, is this the bad end? That's yes. right. Which bad end is this? Uh, 25. So, either Shiro could get better, but if he's done something wrong and not gotten enough relationship points with someone, mm-hmm. then uh, he doesn't just brush this off. It's a very short. It's not. There's not really more to it. It's just when you get to the embryo, embryo thing, he just sinks and falls completely. Yeah. Doesn't wake up. Tiger Dojo 25. Tiger Dojo 25. What's the new intro to Tiger Dojo? Uh, It's almost like a nature documentary <laughs> of like, you know, or there's like, a nice waterfall. And... Like, you know, in like a Target or something like that, you see like by the CDs, you would see like a big machine of like... Rela- 25 relaxing tracks to sleep to. Yes. I like the selector that's for that. That's extremely that's, that's the, it's like that kind of stock photo energy. Uh, with like Tiger Dojo on the right side. Uh-huh. What'd we do wrong? Uh, lack of love. Tiger screams not screams enough love at us. Yep. Um, Tiger says basically, uh, hey, you don't have enough relationship points with someone, uh, and in particular, who it is. don't don't leave a sick girl alone. Go uh-huh. back to day six or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you can figure it out, but... Okay. We're gonna keep being coy. Now, if Shiro didn't fuck that up, he wakes up to Rin's, like, trying to snap him out of it. She slaps him. Mm-hmm. He's like, yep, that's Rin. <laughs> she sl- <laughs> would slap a sick person. Uh, apparently he stepped on the shadow of the tentacle and then just collapsed and then the shadow dis- the shade disappeared mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's like it's been like 10 se- seconds and he's like oh it was much longer for me uh-huh we got a really fun uh like washed out cg or not cg but uh, yeah i love this like washed out uh, uh saver and Rin. background yeah um and saber is mad she doesn't want shiro anywhere near rin uh-huh that's a common theme with girls in this route no one wants him near rin yeah saber at least saber's has good reason here. rin's an enemy master wait what What was saber's animation i forgot it's like she like gets like bigger like nudges rin rin gets sort of further up into the background oh like shoves her out of the way okay yeah that's yeah fine. exactly uh, Shiro is like, wait, 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 wait. I forgot to tell you this, but we're not enemies right now. We have a truce. And Saber agrees to back off a little bit. Archer is like, ooh, if you had touched the actual thing, it, you wouldn't just be feeling sick right now. You'd be, you'd be dead, presumably. So mm-hmm. that must be what happened in the bad end. Zokin escaped at some point. They stopped watching him. Archer... Come on. You even said, you even said, like, no, 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 I know where this is going. I'm not going to let you get away. Foolish. Archer has a lot to say here. Hmm? Archer has a lot to say here. Yeah, he does have a lot to say. First off, he says that the the dead caster puppet wasn't capable of draining all of the life force of people in the town, so he thinks it's probably the shade. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. 
There's a great lot. Yeah, he's like, it seems this is no time to pursue personal grudges. Isn't that right, Emi Ashiro? <laughs> he's like, this is a great, like, okay, fine. I'm really in truce mode now. Uh-huh. I'm not going to snipe looking, you. Looking directly at the camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's really t- taking this like a champ. He has like a once in a e- eternity chance here to do unlimited blade works to Shiro. And he's like, fuck, I- I'm too dutiful. Well, and he has fought something like this before. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the same kind of creature, but it seems like a a category almost. Because mm-hmm. uh, he says he's doing his job on his vacation, basically. Uh huh. So this is the kind of thing, apparently, that he would get, that a servant would get called in for uh, a heroic spirit. Interesting that one hasn't gotten called in for this, right? Is it because there's already like plenty here? This also like lends credence to the archer at the end of unlimited blade works being a counterforce guardian Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean he actually sort of says this at the end of this after he talks about like after like saber doesn't know what's going on and archer says like oh i guess you're not a guardian yet that's weird Mm -hmm. um he also says like he has the thing where he says i'm hopeful that he can it's just something like being hopeful that he can stop whatever it is before it goes bad and he has to clean up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like this is his chance instead of being having the chance to kill Shiro he has the chance to stop something before the cleaner yeah. like trigger gets pulled yeah, yeah yeah to like reinvigorate his like belief that he could actually save even one person yeah <laughs> instead of just come in afterwards and like kill the monster mm-hmm. 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 yeah it's it's interesting Really, that's all it took to, like, totally throw him off his... It doesn't take much. He really wasn't committed to the killing Shiro plan until, like, <laughs> Shiro was just a complete asshole with no mm-hmm. way, no nothing else getting in the way. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay. They head home. Or, uh, Saber carries Shiro home. He's not doing too good still. No. How's Sakura feeling when she greets them at the door? She has been sitting on the doorstep for approximately three hours. She's mad. This is... She gives Saber a cold look. Uh-huh. Uh, she tells Saber to drop Shiro. Uh, Saber refuses because she's like, he's he could be sick. You, I don't want you to catch it. Sakura is like, you haven't been fooling me with this going out late at night thing. Like, I know. I know you've been doing it. And I didn't ask... Mm-hmm. Because I knew you wouldn't be honest with me. But now, Shiro's injured, and I can't look past this anymore. Uh-huh. Um, she tells Saber to deal with her problems herself without getting Shiro involved. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Shiro kind of loses track of what's going on. Uh, he sort of gets a blurry image of someone putting him to bed and, like, apologizing profusely and blaming herself. Hmm. Could be either of them, honestly. Yeah. And then he thinks about the fire and falls asleep. Interlude. 7-2. Heaven's feel. We're following some random girl in Shinto. Uh, She just, like, you know, got off the train with her friends, and they have to go to the right, and she has to go to the left, and so she bid them goodbye, and she's going to go walk home. Mm -hmm. She does this all the time. She's a little buzzed. Yeah. But, you know, she, she does this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's bad vibes tonight. You know, I would call it Tsukihime vibes. 
this is yeah. exactly the kind of girl who would have gotten eaten by uh, uppercase cheeky in uh-huh. in Tsukihime. And to be fair, this is well. also like the only time we would see some random person in Tsukihime is uh-huh. oh they're about to get eaten. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. This whole thing is so. It also we get a lot of flavor for her as a person, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting. Uh, she's she feels like she's being followed every time she turns around. She only sees her shadow. Uh, let me. I'm gonna read this. Or do you want to read this bit? You can. But she can't stop shivering. The unpleasant presence gets stronger. This is just like the times she woke up at night as a child. She would wake up to go to the bathroom, but would sense someone crouching in the corner. Instead of moving, she would pretend to be asleep until morning came. This unease is how she felt then, as if the whole world had abandoned her. Yeah, there's some, like, little bits about her past in a way that I feel like OG Tsukihime just would never have done. Yes. But also, that's such an interesting thing to do, is, like, of course there wasn't anyone in the corner. No. Of course it was fine. Uh Uh-huh. So, like... And she knows that as an adult. Yeah. Now, in this moment, she's like, but what if there was... (laughs) That's how she feels. But also, that framing make is like, yeah, but this is irrational. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, like, maybe someone's f- following her home, but if they were, and she turned around, like, no one's that stealthy. Uh-huh. She would be able to find them. She starts sprinting, and uh-huh. she's like, it, she's not going in the right way to her house. She's, like, picking the most brightly lit paths on instinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like... There's not a serial killer. There's no serial killer. This is nothing. I'm just being. I'm just being crazy. I'm just running for no reason. Where does she end up? Ah, uh, the only place people ever end up in this city, which is the park where the fire started. Her like hysterical laughter as she realizes how fucked she is is really good. Mm-hmm. This whole scene is great. Um, yeah, and she's like, oh, there was no safe place. Like, I picked the safest paths and ended up here like I would have no matter what. Uh Uh-huh. And then worms rain down on her from somewhere. (laughs) Ugh, gross. Uh, They start eating her. Uh, One crawls into her eye socket. What a detail. Uh, And this this is possibly my favorite part of the scene. She starts to list all the things she has to do tonight before going to bed. Uh huh. While thinking that this can't be happening, and uh-huh. it kind of like goes between that and her begging it, begging for it to stop. Uh huh. That's that, that's good. I like that. And then Zokin gets up, cause he had his worms devour her body to, or like rearrange her body to remake his own, basically. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. So, how's Zokin doing? He's a vampire, Ben. That's not how vampires work. He's extremely a vampire. Like, I my note says vampire by another name. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's a parasite, not made for immortality, like, requires humans to continue existing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a vampire. Yeah. It's in the category of vampire, but he's not a vampire-ass vampire, is my thought, my thinking. One of the least sexy vampires imaginable. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, Tsukihime vampires tend to be pretty unsexy, generally. Or at least uh, dead apostles do. But uh, this, is, this, is, this is much worse. <sighs> mm-hmm. Assassin is here, watching. 
He can speak now. He speaks like a normal person instead of doing the like, like bird screaming, whatever that he yep. was doing before. Insect screaming, sorry. Uh, and Zoken talks about his, uh, his fake immortality that he's achieved. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, apparently Zoken summoned Assassin or is his master or something like that. It would make sense. I guess it would make sense because Assassin did the same thing that Zoken did. He ate uh, uh, Kojiro's body to make his own. Mm. Apparently, they both want eternal life, like real eternal life, mm-hmm. which is why they're buddies. Uh, Zoken is over 500 years old. That's more than six generations, ain't it? Mm-hmm. It's a long time. He's almost as old as Arcweed, practically. He's, or he's more than halfway there. Yeah, he was there at the beginning of the Makiri, mm-hmm. like, getting the grail process, sounds like. Oh. Uh, so, his old body gave out forever ago. He needs to jump between bodies constantly. Not constantly, mm-hmm. but pretty often. He used to be able to do it... Uh, he used to be able to go... Every 50 years it would take for the body to fail on him. Now it takes a, a couple months at a time. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people to be churning th- through. Yeah. Uh, Assassin asks why he chooses to look like a fucked up old man. And Zoken gives this speech about um, how he has to like trick his soul into staying put or something like I think that. It, it is that his soul, because... Because he doesn't have a body, yes, his soul is the blueprint for what his body should look like, and his bu- his soul is rotting yeah. from this process. Yes, uh huh, uh huh. And so, like, the worms don't. Yeah, the worms only know kind of what to create based on his soul, and that is this weird little little, uh, little goblin man, little goblin man. So, what if Yoda was even less attractive? Hot Yoda theory. <laughs> I said even less. <laughs> so, he wants the Grail so he can get real immortality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a lot of bitterness towards other people for being able to have a normal body, which normally I would be sympathetic to, or to towards. But he's 500 years old and done this to himself. Mm-hmm. So I can't be too, like, sympathetic, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, Assassin apparently agrees with you. Yeah, Assassin's like, yeah, he's kind of just like a bitter asshole, huh? Yeah. Uh, but Assassin is like, I w- have also been treated as other than human and also want eternal life. So oh, I guess we can get along. Assassin desires eternity, eternity. not That's eternal true. life. He, he desires eternity in the non-specific Utena sense of desiring eternity. I think, it will, I think that Assassin gets more explicit about what he means in the future. Yeah, but. yeah, but they, they kind of do in Utena, not sort of. Yeah. Show me something eternal. <laughs> we know what Utena got shown that was eternal. Assassin lays an egg. So, those two are buddies now. Uh, and that's the end of the day. Okay. Home stretch, folks. We can get through this quickly. Mm-hmm. We got this. We got this. 
February 7th, day 8, D-Light. With a colon between D and light. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I like this. I think it's fine. Shiro's kind of like little. It. I've warmed up to it. And he's feeling great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I probably had heartburn, which... I guess from the spicy food? Continues... Smelling it? Continues Nasu's uh, complete, like, wild uh, use of medical conditions to explain extremely non-medical things. Uh-huh. Sakura's made breakfast, and she's out the door already. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, she's she's out. Uh, he he kind of... It takes him a while to remember what happened last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he catches Sakura before she goes. Apparently, she's upset that she lashed out at Saber last night, and she wants to leave before she has to face her. She's not ready for it yet. Uh, Sakura, apparently, after her outburst, immediately started to apologize, but Saber really took it to heart. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, you're right. I did fuck up. And Shira was like, you both are wrong. Honestly, it was my fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Shira's like... And he's correct. He is correct. Uh-huh. He, yeah, and he's like, Saber wouldn't have apologized unless she thought you were right. She's not. She's a stubborn person. And he's like, Saber likes you. You should two can get along. Say Sakura gives this strange, this like sad smile, mm-hmm. and says she says that Saber didn't scold me, so I have to scold myself. <laughs> and so she's going to go scrub down the archery dojo on her own. I've been there. Yeah. Sometimes you just want someone to yell at you, uh-huh. so you don't have to do it. Then everyone yeah. around you is like, oh no, I'm just glad you're okay. <laughs> God uh-huh. damn it. A lot of self-denial with that in this girl. Mm-hmm. Saber is distressed to hear how upset Sakura was, because she kind of thought it was handled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Saber's also mad at herself for letting Shiro get hurt. Yeah. And it's like, she... So I, she needs to bring Shiro with her, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um... It's not totally clear why if he's useless in combat because it seems like he's a liability. But um, she will. I'm keep... just realizing that for Sakura, archery is also a way of destroying yourself. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So another thirty unconscious people. Uh, apparently, the new story is not gas leaks. It's 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 some kind of chemical spill, food poisoning. Is what they're thinking it is. That sounds awful. That sounds really bad. I've never eaten food that even had the possibility of making me unconscious. <laughs> I have gotten food poisoning before. It's a bad time. I have okay. also gotten food poisoning. I think I've also gotten food poisoning. It's a bad time. It's not like I'm in a coma now. <laughs> you just haven't eaten enough like leftover food from t- three weeks ago from your work. Yeah, you're right. I I think I've actually eaten plenty of it, which is to say zero. <laughs> uh, Shiro's like, wow, I guess we didn't know how good we had it with Caster because Caster was trying to keep people alive because she knew she could keep draining them. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the shade is just ha- just happens to have not killed anyone yet. Uh-huh. It's fascinating i guess that's why kotamine is here and i guess zoken must have just like must move around enough but like at some point 
the Mage's Association has got to realize that Zoken is just killing a bunch of people. Like, a person every two months is as or more prolific than, like, the most famous serial killers in the U.S. Yeah. I guess the thing is that they don't care unless you get caught, right? I guess? Uh-huh. Well, like, at some like the point... The church would be upset. The church would find him an abomination and probably send someone to exterminate him. Yeah. I guess it's... I guess, like, Kotamine. Kotamine is like, yeah, I heard about it. I'm not concerned. Yeah. Yes. It seems like he's keeping it under wrap because no one's like, oh, yes, there's the famous, like, ser- local serial killer. Yeah. It's like, Kotamine calls Ciel and Ciel's like, not a vampire? Cool. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. She's busy. She's busy dating Arkweed and Shiki at the same time. <laughs> and she hates it. Arkweed keeps her so busy. Uh-huh. Shiki has to go to school and Arkweed like dragging her out to the movies and like arcades and Right, right, because she graduated quote yeah. unquote graduated. Okay, okay, okay. Saber and Shiro's have a conversation about the shade. Saber's like, I have never seen nothing like that, and I've seen all sorts of magic shit out there. Saber does not want to get involved in this. She's like, it's not our problem. It's not our responsibility. It's not Grail War related. Mm-hmm. And Unfortunately, she's like, Saber has the dumbest master in the universe, and she is helplessly loyal. Mm-hmm. Saber is a golden Labrador. Um, mm-hmm. She was like, okay, I know, I know, I know. Well, everything you just said, correct. We're going to focus on it anyway. And Saber's like, I knew you were going to say that. She says that it's going to be the most dangerous path they could possibly take. Uh huh. Mm hmm. It's a little meta. The other reason. The real Heaven's Deal starts here. Uh huh. Mm. So, school time. If it was Dark Souls, I would just simply get good. Shiro does need to just get good. That's how he won Unlimited Blade Works. Uh huh. More people are absent than ever. This thing is really hitting hard, huh? Yeah. Does it just, like, teleport every time it whaps someone? Must. Um, yeah, it's 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 a similar effect to what happens in other routes when the blood fort activates, right? Uh-huh. Because um, a, a bunch of people are out now. Except and, like, that... like, the energy is wrong. Yeah, except that the other routes, it's like, oh, the people who were closer to the start point of the blood fort those people are like all out and then they're yeah. like maybe a scattering from other classes yeah yeah, yeah. but it's mostly people right there and, and this like, is like oh just every day it's like oh yeah and like three more people from my class are not here today it's like this painful slow bleeding of life from the school yeah and from presumably the whole town yeah their hospital must be overflowed which is also 30 people is that's not enough to like cause that many like cause a noticeable number of absences mm-hmm. in addition in i guess if it's like oh my family members in the hospital mm-hmm. maybe like oh yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the numbers are a little funky but yeah. is but all it, i'm saying it's possible that it's like hitting some g- gatherings and then going around hitting a lot of random people you know what i mean that's yeah so that's how we end up with, oh, these 30 people are down. And, like, they haven't even really picked up how many other people there are. It would be interesting if it was, like, we are 30 people are down and 20 of them were high school students at this one high school. Yeah, right. Oh, and uh, Kuzuki's still out sick. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think he's dead. Yeah, I think he's. I think I also think he's dead. But there was no body because the shade ate it. Oh. So no one knows what happened to him. Yeah, I guess this is the Zoken thing. Is it's hard to track down a serial killer if bodies never show up. Mm, mm-hmm. Either the shade or assassin, because I don't think the shadow ate caster. Because Zokin had the caster, and he's not a... Fl- this is something that confused me a lot the first time I went through this. I think it's the Worms 8 caster. Okay, because... Right, we, I see. During that scene, the Shade was speaking. Uh, con- and it ate the soul of caster. Or the soul of caster was eaten as the Shade kept saying, not enough, not enough, not enough. I guess maybe the Shade ate the soul, and uh, Zokin ate the body? Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, that is confusing. That with, that's what happened with the coup, too, is um, mm-hmm. uh, Assassin ate the heart and uh, the shadow ate the soul or something. Something like that. Yeah, The okay, real quick. Servants are already just magical energy. Uh-huh. Like, they're Made not flesh. physical things. The, yeah, so th- it feels like there wouldn't be a body to eat aside from the soul, but like yeah. clearly there was. There was something going on. Yeah. Well, there's a body until it fades away, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can pump it with magical energy, I guess you can keep it in the world. Seems inefficient, though. Yeah. Uh, we do know that the Makiri made the command spell, so Zokin might have like weird shit up his sleeve. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, another interesting thing is that uh, we got an. I saw a couple people commenting that uh, they figured out from the voice who the shade is immediately. I didn't figure it out. I have a I really knew. hard time processing audio, and so I think the the bad end mm-hmm. is like that's a kind of a dead giveaway. I mean, there's really. What else could be happening, I guess, is the thing. There are so... It is so unclear at this point. Till we get to the end of this day. <laughs> yes. Then it starts to unfold a little bit. It, it's not that much longer before we get the reveal. So Taiga tells the class to do study hall and pulls Shiro aside because she's worried about him. She says that she has the feeling... Okay, okay, this is, a, this is actually a great line. Unusually good line for Taiga. She says... It feels like there's a train we have to get on together, but you're still at the platform and I'm waving goodbye. Great. That's a good line. She's gone yeah, for the rare, rest. Uh, what, what was it? I was just saying, like, rare, like, like heartfelt Taiga moment. Yeah, right? She's not going to be around the rest of the route is part of the problem. Uh, apparently, she has a lot of overtime work to do, presumably related to the illnesses. Mm-hmm. And Shiro's like, oh... This is a symbol that things are completely different than how they should be normally to him. Mm-hmm. Not having Tiger around is like the last scrap of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess Sakura is supposed to be normal. But they, it's not but... normal with Sakura. Like, he needs Taiga to, like, make things feel normal. Yeah. Or else the, like, tension between Sakura and Saber becomes something else. Mm-hmm. It feels like. I also think that, like, later on, when we talk about, like, spend more time with Sakura, they're, like, saying it is only because things are so weird that we have this time alone. Mm-hmm. So. There's a, oh, no. there's a fun bit here where Taiga basically tell, explains that Shiro is bad at school, which I appreciate. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's good at, he's good at some things. He's not, 
he's not very good at school it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. well, he wants to be a superhero there's no major for that this isn't my hero academia oh okay lunchtime shiro meets with rin she's like okay we have to keep doing this truce until we defeat the shade at least and defeat the shade and whoever made it she mm-hmm. says Shiro, he, she wants Shiro to continue doing his patrols while she tries to hunt down Zoken. Uh, yeah, she says that she she feels like Zoken was more afraid of the shade than any of them, and she's like, he might know something then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She also says, Shiro, don't fight it on your own if you bump into it. Absolutely do not. Uh, oh, Rin's plan is to kick down the door of the Matto house and attack Zoken directly, which is fun. Hell yeah. I think Shiro's like, wait wait a sec, isn't that our enemy's base? Mm-hmm. And Rin is like, Zoken, a chump. Shinji, no servant. No problem. Uh-huh. Caster is, Caster is dead dead yeah. this time. There, there was a bit before where they like watched her body to make sure it dematerialized fully. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, Sakura's at the, at the Emiya house. She's fine. No issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we get uh, another bit of Rin going, hey, it's really cute that you like Sakura, and I'm going to keep teasing you about huh. this. Um, Let's see. We got an interlude? Oh, he walks home first. Oh, right. Right. Um, oh, right. He walks home and brings Sakura to Ilya Park to see if Ilya's around because she wanted to go shopping with him. Oh. No Ilya. No kids. Sakura comments that the park feels especially lonely. Oh. And then they head home. Now we get an interlude. Okay. Rin time. It's Rin time. I like when Rin just goes off like uh, half cocked and does some cowboy shit. Pride comes before a big win. Pride comes before a big win. <laughs> Listen, she's all wins. She hasn't died even once in this game. Okay. Rin is pretty good. Yeah. Rin is pretty good. Very good tank. I'm making a Xenoblade joke. There's a Rhine. It's uh-huh. Rhine time. <laughs> um, okay. I can't with Xenoblade jokes. I'm so sorry. Rin is here. She's at the Mato household, and, uh, oh, whoops, they, uh, the Tosakas and the, and the Mato had a truce. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know how this truce stood. I guess, it, I guess it was don't go into each other's houses, not don't kill each other if you're a master. Yeah. Like, Rin they use is, like, don't associate. Uh-huh. So presumably, and, like, don't get in each other's way. Yeah, presumably they could still clash if they were if they both had servants. Mm-hmm. But I guess the thing is, don't attack our house and like destroy, like kill the whole family. Mm-hmm. Like pres- presumably, if the Einsburns were here too, it would be a similar kind of vibe. Well, it's sort of weird because what she says is like, if there was a pact for the families never to associate, it was broken eleven years ago. Which is yeah, it feels like she knows bef- something. Right before the last war. Yeah. Yeah weird so there's something that happened right before the last war that rin knows about but then also presumably her dad said okay it was broken once but but don't do don't do it it. yeah she says that she's disobeying her father for the first time ever here yeah i think that's 
I think that's cumulative across the roots, it feels yes. like. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's like, I wish I had done something earlier if I was going to end up breaking the fucking pact anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think she knows too much about what's going on with Sakura, but she probably knows enough to be upset about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archer's like, bad vibes yeah he's like in this place the house with his with uh shiro's uh de- like detection power that he uses to well, like scan i think swords. it's it's even more basic than that they just walk the entire house and and archer creates uh like a floor plan in his head mm-hmm. and he's like oh there is nothing here and here uh-huh um which is like yeah is very funny of like okay yeah i guess <laughs> She says it's not a useful skill for an archer to have, but I feel like knowing how a space is put together is very good, useful for any soul-like fighter, especially someone who is a distance fighter. I feel like if you're a distance fighter, you just stay far enough away from people so that you don't go into buildings if you're an archer. Hmm. You stand on top of them, Okay, I think is the thing that she's saying um but it's it's worm time it's time to go to the worm room it smells bad in there did you know that Uh uh-huh uh rin recognizes this as the mato training room and gets pissed off at what that implies Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh she's like i went through a lot of shit but this is like this is just like this is torture this is this isn't training there's no like thing to be overcome you're just tortured forever yep uh, she throws up, yep. uh, and they leave. Mm-hmm. Zokin is not here. On her way out, she's like, Shinji, you little fucking freak, I know you're here. <laughs> I want to talk to you. He was curled up in a hallway, trying to not get caught. Uh-huh. Uh, she, he is apparently hiding the fact that Ryder is back, because mm-hmm. he knows he's at a disadvantage. He's, he's still coherent enough to do that. Mm-hmm. He says that she's a burglar, and she's like, oh, well, you know what happens when you catch a burglar in the act? They get fucking violent. Uh, she asks him some questions about Zoken. He's like, I don't know what he's doing. I didn't know shit about fuck. And uh, Yeah, she asks, hey, why'd you become a master? And he's like, N- n- no reason. And Rinda's like, Oh, it's because you wanted to taste power for once in your miserable little life, uh-huh. wasn't it? Uh, Shinji, the only person that Shinji hates more than Shiro is probably Rin at this point. Well, the thing that sets him off, the thing that sets him off more than anything is when she says Shiro is a better mage than you. Yes. You could yeah. never even be a mage and Shiro w- will make a great one. Uh-huh. And this is when he like really like sees Rad. Because he's like, that... He has no, like, he has no talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what she says is, well, like, well, yes, but he does have the mentality for being a mage, uh-huh. which is not, like, feeling inferior and just kind of, like, being miserable all the time and hating the world. Rin's, like, takedown of Shinji here is fantastic. Shinji. Very satisfying. Shinji. You're a good example of someone who nurtures a needless inferiority complex by despising others. You love yourself so much that you believe everyone else is below you, even when they are superior in every way. You're empty inside. Oh, Rin rules. takes him apart. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there is is no reason for Shinji to be as much of a shithead as he is. He doesn't need to be. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. If there's anything... 
that I can say for Rialta Nua, it's that like this lands whether or not Shinji is mm-hmm. taking it out on his sister. Yeah. Of like, oh yeah, even if even if he is just like miserable and sad and mm-hmm. small, that still works. Yeah. Like he's still miserable. And yeah, at the end he's like, oh, okay. So then what I need to do is kill Shiro. Yes. Got it. What a fucking miserable it's like it's like an unlimited blade works when his arm gets cut off and his solution is to cut off two arms of every person yeah you know what i mean Uh it's just the most horrible like mean-spirited like possible response you could get from that Mm -hmm. and now he's gonna try and kill shiro just in time for day nine Uh uh-huh i figured he was as usual trying gonna try and do it anyway but sakura and shiro are playing rock paper scissors and sakura won because Shiro is extremely predictable. He only does rock? Every time? Well, at least, uh... You would think it would be scissors, at least, because, you know, swords. Scissors... If Killick scissors. me anything, it's that scissors are two swords stapled together. And that's it. Nothing else. Scissors are a poor man's sword. Uh-huh. I think Shiro looks at Scissors and is like, oh, you could be so much better. Shiro thinks he's working class in his mansion. <laughs> uh, this was all over who got to cook, and so Sakura gets to cook all by herself. She um, always wants to cook out everything all by herself, yeah. but he never lets her. So they get into fights about it. Mm-hmm. I think that Shiro and Sakura should cook together. It's yeah, a fun right? activity. If you both like cooking... Yeah. I guess the thing is that Shiro insists that he doesn't like cooking. So she's like, I'm going to cook for you then. Um, Saber's napping. Taiga's taking care of students or grading papers or something. I don't know. Doing motorcycle tricks. I would bet that half the reason that Taiga's so busy now is that she doesn't have anyone to, like, shove grading off onto. Mm. Um, Do you think she got Kuzuki to do it? I bet Kuzuki He's the kind of guy who you could be like, hey, will you do all of my work for me? And he's like, okay. Yeah. I bet there were also some, like, upperclassmen Mm -hmm. who were like, I'm not going to college. I don't (laughs) need to study. Listen, sure. I'll help out. I'm friends with your grandpa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm part of the Yakuza. Sure, I'll help. (laughs) Yakuza, like, lackeys. I do. When got to the end there, it almost described Shiro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do like the idea of Taiga just walking into school with, like, a bunch of beefy men behind her. <laughs> and then they, like, sit down at teacher's desks and they're like, oh. <laughs> red pens. You remember that uh, Spike's family uh, dodgeball bit where there's a kid who's, like, six years old with the rest of him and he's, yes. like, a fucking mountain? <laughs> That's the kind of kids that uh, are the Yakuza kids in the school. Uh-huh. Um... Shiro watches soccer for a bit and thinks about uh uh and is like damn there's a lot more that i actually have to lose than i thought i did Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i sure like that girl anyway not gonna say anything about it uh uh i'm gonna protect her though and i'm gonna sip tea later on it's around 10 o'clock uh the saber is like okay what are we doing we have two two choices. Go to the temple or go to the park. The park where people get, keep getting attacked. My Mato family, specifically. Uh-huh. Um, I went to the temple. I didn't go to the park. If you go to the park, Saber's like, what are we going to find in the park? Let's go to the temple. And Shira's like, 
Yeah, that's a good call. Let's go to the temple. I'm getting better at sussing out which of these are are mm-hmm. like dead ends or not dead ends, but like fake fake other things. Mm-hmm. Fake choices. Yeah. The illusion of choice for today's youth, you know. Mm. Uh, let's see. You don't get any points or anything. It's yeah. just Saber is like, yes, yes, you chose wisely. Yeah. Um, Saber talks about Sakura being worried about Sakura and how she needs to stop. Like, if Sakura has a problem with herself, she needs to work to fix it, not just like punish herself for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get. Uh, I think there's another line here where, uh, like, once again, Shiro tries to tie Saber to the heroine or like the main character because Saber and Archer are tied together in in on the Mobile Blade Works, but like that I kind of works but is like again saber saber knows what the issue is and has actually tried to solve the problem in ways that is like oh sakura just is like oh i'll just bully myself for doing this thing mm-hmm. and not change anything and i'll still do th- i'll do the thing next time and i'll do it the time after that yeah i will hate myself every time yeah i do like that saber cur- like completely identifies that how dependent sakura is on shiro and it's like this is a bad thing yes like, she needs to be able to be a human being on her own, not just, like, be human in your presence. Yeah. And, like, being with you may be the first step to her being someone, mm-hmm. uh, like, a human even when you're not around. But you can't, you cannot just say, oh, well, she's fine around me mm-hmm. and yeah. be satisfied with that. This is, just going back to the maids, this is he sweet. Go, leaving the house to hang mm-hmm. out with other people for once and mm-hmm. kohaku leaving the mansion and getting a job somewhere else you know what i mean there's an interesting thing here that i think uh this is sort of more general thing where we have sakura like having a lot of like basically like like quote-unquote negative self-talk or like self-denial mm-hmm. and like the way that uh so like saber has you know, her ideal of, like, being a good king or whatever, and um, for Shiro being like, I want to save people, and, like, we're getting close to this idea that Sakura may also have some kind of ideal that she's aspiring to, mm-hmm. but it is actually not, like, straightforwardly positive in the same way that those are, Yeah, and is going, is sort of interesting to see how the friction of her, Sakura's, like, aspirations not being, like, even remotely healthy mm-hmm. or positive is going to relate to like how those other things have been addressed previously yeah it's interesting because like shiro's uh response to saber saying that like soccer being dependent on thing is like oh i need to if i have some power over her i need to push her to like do other things than just be with me and my first response when i read that was oh Sakura's gonna hate that and then i was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah because uh, sakura wants something unhealthy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting to mm-hmm. see, like, especially with like how the rest of the day goes. Wait, what? We forgot about the bad end. Oh, did we skip a bad end? Yes. Damn. Fuck. These bad ends not being placed right by the oh. the spot that they are is throwing me. Yeah. Uh, this is when uh, Shiro walks home with Saber to go to Ilya Park. Yeah. Uh, but or with Saber with uh, Sakura. Uh-huh. names except uh sakura doesn't show and he goes to the park alone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well he goes home alone i thought he stopped by the park but maybe i'm wrong oh maybe he stopped by the park but he gets home and illy is here yeah 
uh, Ilya has killed Saber. Yep. And, uh, let's see. Oh, oh, this, this, this is an interesting thing because it's going to, like, show... It's going to imply something about the future. Yeah. Because Ilya says that she couldn't let any more servants join their side. Huh. Which is interesting. Uh, and she sa- also says that the Grail is flawed in some way. Hmm. And she's going to destroy Shiro's body and put his mind into a puppet, as usual. But she also says she's going to hold him hostage against that person. Hmm. Come on. We know who that person is. <laughs> No, we don't, Ben. Tiger Dojo, 26. Not enough love. Continuation, not enough love. This time we didn't get enough points with Ilya. It says yep. it outright that it's Ilya, yep. and it's pretty obvious that it's Ilya in every way. Um, she gives us like a more specific breakdown of where we could get Ilya points from. Mm-hmm. And she says something about, like, hope you're enjoying Heaven's Fields very different than the last. Yep, it <laughs> sure is. Yeah, it is. So many bad ends left, though. Okay. Okay. Now we're going back to where we were. Um. Yeah. We just wrapped up Saber and Shiro talking about Sakura. Yeah. The temple is all fenced off. Uh. Apparently, it's being investigated because the chemical spill might have something to do with the temple. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh. It is very funny that we like see we we are, have implied the existence of cops uh-huh. like on the margins, but like they can't do anything. They're completely ineffectual, yep. and they barely exist. Yep, just like in Hard real life. <laughs> oh, I wish. So, um, the vibes are atrocious here. Just awful. They wander through the temple, there's no one around, and they decide to go check out the lake in the back. They head out the back door, and then Saber pushes Shiro back into the temple as the door slams shut. And it seems to be much more solid than it should be. Mm-hmm. It's like just a like sliding door. Uh, Assassin is here, fighting in the place that Saber has gotten to, and she wants to keep him as far away from Shiro as possible because Shiro cannot defend himself from Assassin. Yes. Assassin is... I think has been said before, literally uh, the best at killing masters and the worst at killing servants. Yes. So. Shiro has a feeling that this is the worst possible situation for them to be set, uh, split up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he strengthens a stick that he found in an attempt to break down the door. And then there's a really good bit. Uh, it's like there. It's like, what would you call this? Like a veranda? Like, the, the room opens up to a veranda where you can see, like, the courtyard, you yeah. know, uh, in the front of the temple. Like a covered porch. Like a covered porch, yeah. And, um, like... Gazebo? No, gazebo is no, a freestanding structure. Yeah. A darkness just falls like a curtain over the outside, and you can just see the hallway now. Yeah. This is very, very good. And we hear cricket noises. Uh-huh. Zokin's like, man, fuck, this was such a trap, I didn't think you were going to fall for it. And then interlude, 8-2. Are you ready, folks, for Saber to lose another fight <laughs> to a man <laughs> who just got introduced? Yeah. We got... Well, we got, I, uh, I'll put an asterisk on that. Oh, yeah? We'll see. I, at the end. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, at the very least, we get, we get some fun stuff around, like, Assassin still chucking daggers. Um, and we get, oh... Both Saber and Lancer are good at 
uh, deflecting ranged weapons. Lancer, it's because he has good eyes. Saber, it's because of her like preternatural, uh, like premonition, uh-huh, basically. Uh-huh. Clairvoyance? clairvoyance yeah she's a low rank of clairvoyance yeah it's so fun it must be so frustrating to be primarily ranged weapons uh-huh <laughs> um she's cautious to approach because she doesn't know his capabilities uh oh wait she chases her, him around for a little bit and he's like standing in a shadow and he's like come closer come on and she's like okay okay i might have to just shoot him with uh with invisible air the wind starts to pick up. The wind howling is good. Uh, Saber says that assassin reminds her of Lancer. And then I was, that was what triggered me to remember, oh, that's why he can talk and co- be a coherent person is because he stole humanness from a white guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah. White doesn't exist where it, when Koof is from, but still. Mm-hmm. European. Assassin uh, talks about how assassins can't fight servants. And he's like, uh, I, this was all just a trick to lure you out so that Zokin could kill Shiro. And then uh, this is when Assassin realizes that Saber's about to use a projectile attack to kill him in one hit. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> Whoops. And then what happens? Uh, Many... Three things happen at once. Uh-huh. Austin Walker voice. <laughs> uh, first, that weird black grail goo starts devouring her. Mm-hmm. Second, she lets off her attack as Assassin jumps over her. I guess it's really only two things. Mm-hmm. Um, and Assassin is fine because he's from the desert, so he has protection from wind. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, grail goo not fine <laughs> yeah um technically it's that saber stepped into the into the goo that defeats her but assassin expertly outsmarted her and led her into a trap is is what i'm why i'm counting this as a win for assassin that I, i'm not gonna argue with you mm-hmm. too much but. i just want saber to not lose to every single man who's introduced <laughs> Um, we'll get there. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, the saber is being eaten by the by the shadow, and assassin's like, ah, but I still need to eat more hearts for some reason. And <laughs> this is a very funny reveal to me. He assassin this whole time. He's like he's like a gray skinned, like b- mostly naked, like muscular dude, right? He has, like, a wrapping on one arm that makes it look like he it doesn't have a hand and the whole mm-hmm. arm is just wrapped, right? He's wearing a skull mask. We didn't ever describe him. I think he's bald. I think he has a robe, right? Mm-hmm. The arm is actually folded uh, at the elbow. It's one really long arm. <laughs> this is kind of goofy. He has one really long cursed arm. Yes, it's a cursed arm. Uh... It's so long. It's so big. It's red, too. It's a different color than the rest of them. He reaches out, and she chops his arm off. Uh, Apparently, instead of trying to get away from the shade, she used the last of her strength to make sure that she chopped his arm off. Mm -hmm. uh, So that her heart wouldn't get eaten. 
And then uh, she sinks into the mud, letting out a small, sad apology to Shiro for losing, and is gone. Damn. Wait, is Saber dead? Rest in peace. Rip my wife. <laughs> Rip. But I'm different. Ben's wife. That's rough. And we're back. What day are we on? Uh, eight. That's early to lose Saber. We did. Uh, you can feel free to cut this, Ben. We did forget. Uh, one of the sickest things that um that Rin says to to Shinji mm -hmm. speaking of the last interlude ah uh, from here on this world has no connection to you is <laughs> just mm. a great parting line of like yeah you're less important than a bug <laughs> bugs okay Shiro is surprised to see Zokin uh he got chopped in half last time Shiro yeah. saw him <laughs> and Zokin's like well, your move. Look at all these worms. <laughs> it's got a lot of worms. Uh, we had a choice to wait for Saber to come save us, to attack Zokin, or to use a command spell. Attack. 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 That's going to work out for us fine. Just like Archer. Tiger Dojo 27. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Shiro attacks with his stick. Uh, but immediately the bugs devour it, uh, which means that he has no more weapon. Mm -hmm. Sure, tries to run away, uh, as Zokin just goes, uh, youth. Uh-huh. Uh, and sure, makes it out to the lake, uh, but realizes that, whoops, his feet are gone. His feet are gone. They went feet first. Um, and Zokin's like, well... You had a chance, but you're kind of, uh, you don't have very much practice. So, uh, and also I've obtained Saber. So no need for you anymore. Uh, and then Shiro gets eaten. Mm -hmm. Obtained Saber is an interesting way to say killed Saber. Yeah. Tiger Dojo 27. Ilya's back. Uh, why is Ilya back? Well, she's here to tell us to go back and pick something else, because clearly this was the wrong way. Uh-huh. Taiga shows up to Wapper with the Shinaid uh, for trespassing. Mm -hmm. Ilya has come creeping back in because uh, she's been upset with being on the losing end of the route. Uh-huh. And she begs Taiga to take her back and is thrown out. <laughs> and she threatens to return to take over the dojo. Tiger Dojo's getting punchy. <laughs> Tiger Dojo is... I don't know, last route was pretty punchy, too. <laughs> That's fair. Doesn't Ilya see something about, like the power balance is off this route or something? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh -huh. That sounds right. It does feel like Zoken is a little bit OP. Mm. But, you know. Uh, let's Okay. See. Let's wait for Saber. What does that do? I didn't do that one. Um, Shiro, I think the same thing. Uh, Shiro is like, "Okay. I trust Saber." Uh-huh. And Zoken's like, well, fine. He puts away his his little stick, and it's like, okay, we'll wait. And uh, and they wait, and or and Zokin commends Shiro for trusting his servant. So mm. uh, <laughs> relationship points with Zokin go up, <laughs> and eventually, uh, we get to basically the, the same, same as use use a command spell. I like the use the command spell because it's like this good amount of. Oh, maybe there is some hope. Maybe something is about to happen. 
uh-huh. the whole time. It is. Oh, right, right, right. It's. I think it's Shiro's commence balls start fading. And he's like, oh, now I have to, like, maybe if I call her now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's basically, the, yeah. yeah. So he's, Shiro's like, okay, Saber can definitely beat Assassin. But uh, my situation is bad. So he uses all of his command spells, apparently, in one go to super call her. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, he says that he's willing to use all three if necessary to call her. Okay, then... Oh, wait, when? Then it must be, it must have been on a bad end, or it's, it's, if you do wait, there's an incredible bit about, like, he's watching his command spells disappear, and he's like, oh, command spells didn't disappear because I lost Saber, they disappeared because I no longer have the right to be a master. He says that later on. Okay. He, this is the thing, he keeps saying, my command spells fade, and then later he's like, wow, my command spells are fading. Oh, no, my command spells fade. You know what I mean? It happens a lot here. Mm. There's some granularity that's not being communicated. Anyway, Zoken is after hearing him call for Saber's like, waits a second, is like, oh, you almost gave me a heart attack. I thought that might work. <laughs> Shiro insists that he still feels something. His pants spells are hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Zoken is like, no, Saber already lost. Shiro rushes in to attack him and bounces off of Assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zoken's like, okay, Assassin, kill, kill Shiro. There's no reason to keep him alive. And then Assassin throws some daggers and they are deflected by... Ryder! She's here! Uh-oh. Is Ryder here to kill Shinji? Or Shiro? No. Punch Ryder's here, uh, with one command, and that is keep Shiro alive. Uh, it must be, uh, Shinji wants to, uh, kill him person, like, see yeah. it. He wants uh-huh. to be there for it, and he's too f- much of a fucking coward to face Zoken. Uh-huh. Zoken is mad that Ryder and her master are interfering with him, and so tells Assassin to kill Ryder. Now, mm-hmm. he does have class advantage over her. Mm-hmm. But she is a one-star rating higher than him, so. Is, it, is Cursed Arm really two stars? What? Is Cursed Arm two stars? Spoilers. I don't know the talking about the rarity of So, uh the fight music kicks up, the two are clashing at high speeds. This is the third assassin that or the third enemy that assassin's weapons are useless against, which uh-huh. it seems like it's pissing him off this time. It is this time it is fun cuz Shiro's like, "Wait a sec. The rider that I've fought before never would have had a chance." Uh-huh. And this one does. That's weird. There's, like, a CG of her, like, on the ground in, like, this low, like, uh, pose, like a bristling dog or something. Mm-hmm. Like, she's about to pounce. That's fun. Mm-hmm. She, she has so much hair. You'd think that would get in the way while she's fighting. No, apparently not. Uh. Oh, is she supposed to be, like, a snake coiled to pounce? Yeah, but she's got arms and legs. Yeah. So it makes it hard to evoke snake- snakeness besides with the hair, I feel mm-hmm. like. It does seem like an awkward kind of pose. Yeah, I don't know how she's holding it. I think it's weird in a fun way, but yeah, it's it's a very silly, kind of a silly looking pose. Uh-huh. But I, I, it is very dramatic here, uh-huh. and Ryder pulls it off of it. Yeah, yeah. If you if you focus on it for too long, then it becomes more silly. You know what I mean? She's yeah. got her butt. She's got her little tiny like go go dress on. You know, there's like a hint of like shoulder muscle, which mm-hmm. is like. 
Uh, Ryder runs in again. They clash in midair. Uh, Assassin gets bopped with the, gets like run through with one of the, her nails, and she whips him around like a kid who doesn't understand how to use a yo yo. He's smashed against every wall in the temple, and then she just hammer throws him out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something that I noted here was that they specifically say that he, Assassin can't pull it out, so I guess Ryder's nails are just sticky somehow. Maybe they're like. Maybe that came up barring unlimited blade works. Maybe they don't like, look barbed. They don't look barbed. Yeah, they don't look maybe they have like, like anything in particular. Very small just, barbs. Yeah. They stay in you, I guess, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Magical energy? Well, let's just go with that. Always magical energy. Zokin curses at Ryder and then vanishes. Shiro's not doing uh too good. He's he's okay, but he's in a he's in pain. He got kicked a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and the the command spells are gone. He he's not feeling the pain of the command spells anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, oh, Saber's dead. Ryder comes over to check on him. And she says that her master wanted her uh, her to keep him safe. Uh, Shiro rushes to where Saber was fighting before and finds only a small blood stain where she was. Mm. He's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, especially since she was like, "No, we shouldn't chase down the shade. Let's not go near it, and let's not fight it." Mm-hmm. And he didn't listen, and now Saber is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it takes until he acknowledges Saber's loss that he loses his right to be a master and the command spells disappear. The distinction here, I'm not totally clear on. Does this mean he can't get another servant? I think so. Okay. So, but he's not given up the fight, so I don't know why they're gone. Other people get more command, com- like servants and even I, more command spells. I, my guess is because he hasn't given up the fight against the shade. That's his yeah, goal. Yeah, I don't think he cares about the Grail War. He doesn't care he about, cares about this thing. I guess. Okay, that makes sense. Seems a little. Uh... There's. Listen, Ben. If you want to nitpick this, Saber has clairvoyance and like preternatural battle sense, and yet no, walked doesn't. into a mud puddle. Uh, Saber has lost. Has walked into so many traps and like, f- like, gotten shot in the back from so many different things that she just didn't notice, even though she's supposed to have future vision that prevents it. We could go all day on things that Saber probably should have noticed, but just completely didn't. Uh huh. This is way ahead of like, uh, like rules based shonen writing. Uh huh. That, like, um, Let's see. Right, so Shiro is pretty, pretty not in good shape, and he's planning to go home. Ryder's like, "I want to walk you home." Uh, on, this is a personal whim of hers, not that she was ordered to. And he's like, "We're still enemies." Uh, and she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're gonna keep fighting?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, fuck! Weird. Okay." And then she leaves. He, he says thank you under his breath as he leaves and she whips around and is like what the fuck did you just say to me <laughs> he's like I said thank you and she's like I'll kill you if I if my master said kill you I'd kill you ten times uh-huh. it doesn't matter to me don't thank me and then she walks away Shira returns home uh, c- coughing up blood a little bit and trying not to think about Saber too much 
his healing factor is gone because Saber is not in the world anymore. He never really understood what it was, but... Uh, he... Yeah, I think we also learned last route that it's less Saber being in the world and more him channeling magical energy. Proximity to Saber helps, though. Yeah. So it is partly Saber being yeah. around. It's weird. Uh-huh. It also might just change a little bit from root to root. Mm-hmm. Sakura greets him at the door again. She's worried. He's like, she's been waiting for me this whole time, huh? Uh, he offers her, she offers him some tea and then nurses him a little bit. Uh, she's very rough. She's a rough nurse. Mm-hmm. Apparently he drank, oh, right. He drank some of the tea and then he threw up. And then she found out that he was mm. pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to stare at his abs for about 20 minutes before she was able to touch him, which, uh, Shiro, if you didn't know that she has a thing for you by now, I feel like, I feel like getting oogled like a piece of meat for 20 minutes (laughs) is a pretty good sign that she's into you. Uh Uh-huh. Sakura is just doing the same, like, has the same sort of reaction of becoming so horny she can't think. I know! (laughs) They really are They're perfect the for person. one another, yeah. <laughs> like, so you think he should be able to recognize the signs in someone else. But what's He's, like, sitting there like, wow, she's so uncomfortable with this situation as she sits there panting and blushing. Shira's sitting there, oh my gosh, she must think I'm so unattractive. <laughs> I'm not chill Sakura. enough. Huff, <laughs> <laughs> Um... So she treats him, and then she asks what happened to Saber, and he's like, yeah, she uh, she went home, and she's not coming back. Mm. Uh-huh. He tries to convey some of Saber's, like, concern, that, uh, like, the, the things that Saber was saying, but I don't think he really gets the point across very well. Saber could have done it better, probably. Sakura wishes she could have said goodbye. And then Saber, Shiro is having, like, a moment of silence about Sakura, or about Shiro, uh, Saber, and then Sakura is like, well, these things can go back to normal now. Uh-huh. Like, she just moved on. She says that she knew that he was going out to help Saber with something, and now he can stay home and safe. And Shiro's like, Shiro's never had to have this conversation. Shiki had to have this conversation every route of mm-hmm. like, I am going to keep going out. And this is what Shiro has to do now. He's like, I was getting Saber to help me with my problem, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep going out. And also, don't wait up for me. I don't know when I'll be back every night. Yep. I'm not going to be around much. <sighs> Sakura hated that. Sakura's miserable. Shiro goes to lay down in his room. He thinks about what happened to Saber. He knows that Assassin couldn't have done it on his own, so the Shade must be to blame. And uh, Shiro is in the worst possible position he could be in, it feels like. I, mm-hmm. I, I, um, the only thing he has going for him is that Rin isn't going to kill him on sight. Yep. Because, <laughs> like, Assassin is the worst possible servant. Yes. Like, for him to be without a servant. He didn't was... know how good he had it when Assassin was trapped at the top of those stairs. No, he really didn't. Uh, but he's not going to give up. He wants to be a superhero. Interlude 8 3. Three interludes in one day. That's so many. Who's who's this interlude about? Sakura's going back to her room and she's upset that Shiro isn't giving up. 
Um, she doesn't know exactly what happened, but uh, she knows that things are not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she also doesn't care that Saber's gone. She just is happy that Shiro is safe, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, and then she's kind of feverish. Uh, so she turns off the lights and lies in bed, lays in bed. Um, I was like, it must be a cult. And, and also Shiro's in worse shape than me, which somehow makes it okay that I feel bad. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's very Sakura. Um, There's yeah. a line where it's like, the girl pretends not to notice that it stems from the hatred she feels. Yeah, great. Um, Sakura is mad at who, whoever hurt Shiro and uh, very horny for Shiro's back. Uh-huh. Yeah. She starts, like, fantasizing about Shiro's body and, like, reaching out with one hand to, like, touch her imagination of it. And then she starts to touch herself and then, like, jolts and Mm -hmm. starts insulting herself and apologizing to the Shiro who's not here. It takes her, she, like, has this moment of recoiling and then she kind of, like, goes into a horny trance and starts to masturbate again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sakura is having some dark thoughts. Aww. This is an interesting cocktail of uh, guilt and uh, pleasure and violence that's uh-huh. going on in this girl's head. It feels like this is this is uh, the good. This is a cursed sentence. This is the good version of Flowers of Thanatos. <laughs> of yeah. Sakura just sitting there going, "This is awful," but also I can't get out. Mm-hmm um yeah 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 it's also yeah so the more she hates herself the better it feels in yes. this moment is uh uh yeah she's like okay i was trying to be normal i was trying to follow all of those uh those role models and all the yuri that i read where it's like oh no i'm fine just being friends mm-hmm. and she has realized she is not fine just being friends mm-hmm. uh she wants more but also, she doesn't want to, like, inconvenience Shiro. Uh-huh. She, she, I guess the actual thing is, like, oh, I am not good enough for Shiro. Mm-hmm. Shiro deserves something better. Um, I think it's even less, like, uh, personalized in Shiro like that. It's very, it's like a very strong guilt that she feels about feeling good about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true, too. Um, There are so many, like, horny, panting voice lines that are in both versions of this scene. Uh-huh. So, Sakura finishes, and what is the conclusion that she comes to at the end of this? Ah, I see. I just have to keep him from going outside. She reaches a simple answer with a calm voice. Delighted by her sudden insight, she smiles and... Right, you can't get into any more danger if you're hurt so badly that you can't walk. Whispers to herself with a sigh of relief. It's a hell of a leap that she just made. I like that the CG here, like it does the oversaturating thing yeah. right when she starts doing this. Uh-huh. The, thi- the thing is that we don't know that this is a leap at all because this is like the first soccer interiority we've ever gotten, right? Yeah, it might be. Uh-huh. It's like it's not in first person, but we are getting a picture into her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a poor decision for Sakura, but she doesn't seem to realize that. Seems 
fine, honestly. You think it's fine? That's She's normal. It's normal Shiro. for girls. She's gonna have Stephen King's misery to Shiro, <laughs> and it's gonna be fine. It's probably. I don't think they fall in love at the end of that book, man. So, uh, rip to the nurse from that, but Shiro's different. Well, Sakura Sakura's also different. Uh, yeah. So. It's interesting how this scene is reframed. It's still very, it still feels horny, but like the uh, the outright references to Sakura masturbating is kind of cut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Again, she's doing a lot of like very sexual panting the mm-hmm. whole time. Uh, and it feels to me, my read on the scene, the main difference that I took away was that it feels a lot more like Sakura is being assaulted from outside dark thoughts, right? It felt like she's being corrupted by something instead of um, something within her, if that makes sense. Mm. She, like, curls up as if to protect herself from something. Um, That's a pretty big difference for, for what we have here. Yeah. And, like, she's not fantasizing about Shiro's body. She's, like, very chastely thinking about his how pretty his lips are and stuff like that. Um, it's interesting. It's It's... Yeah, there's so many of these that I just don't know how to how to put them all together, right. I guess. The like mm-hmm. differences. It's funny that somebody's rift back is too horny that yeah, right? uh, you have to remove that. Um Yeah. The thing is that part of what I like about um Kohaku and Sakura in that other scene is that like the 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 evil, the the problem, the darkness is coming from inside that person. It's not just outside forces that are pushing them to act that way like it's it's internalized you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it com- it's, it's complicated and messy and interesting in a way that i really appreciate it's internalized but like i i'm it's going to be interesting to see like going forward how that has been produced mm-hmm. i think that's something that's going to be useful to, yeah. to keep in mind for the rest of the route and like it does feel a little bit like in the OG scene that Sakura is resisting something and then is overtaken by it a little bit. But it's way more played up in the, the Rialto version for me. Mm. And then she does – she ends in the same way. She's like, oh, I'm just going to break Shiro's legs pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So Sakura is – wait, I thought Sakura was just a normal girl fan. <laughs> Seems like she's maybe not that normal. But first, interlude eight four. Yeah, what's going four on? Four interludes in one day, Ben. That's a lot of interludes. We are in the church's wine room, and Kotomine is doing paperwork. It's a sitting room. It's the sitting room where Kotomine drinks the sacramental wine. Okay. Kotomine's boudoir. Yes. Uh anyway. Either way. Kotomine has a bunch of paperwork to do. There's a grail war on. He's got to file reports. Mm -hmm. He's got to do other important things, presumably. Yeah. He's he's preparing a report for the Mages Association. Yeah. Apparently. And Gil is also there proofreading his reports. Mm -hmm. Uh, And says kind of if the incidents continue to escalate, uh, there could be no more town soon. Mm Mm-hmm. The shade is getting hungrier every day. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's bad. Uh Kodamina's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> uh something something uh that powerful could not be produced by an amateur. 
And, uh, you know, only an amateur would go so far as to wipe out this town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, it's hey, like Gil, leak. why do you care? Uh, and Gil is like, ha, ha, ha. I want to be the one to kill people. <laughs> um, and Katamina's like, okay, well, anyway, Grail is yours unless anyone can beat me to it slash mm-hmm. you to it. Mm-hmm. And you're very powerful, so, you know. Um, and then uh, Gil wanders off and Katamina, sitting there, reading over his report right before filing it, is like, ah, oh, Gil just sucks so much. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Uh he sucks so much that the Grail Mud failed entirely to change him <laughs> in any way. Uh-huh. Um, even though, well, well, e- yeah, even still, uh, this is uh, maybe even more than the King of Heroes can take care of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. End of day. When you say Gil sucks so much, do you mean Gil sucks so much uh, affectionate or derogatory? Both. Uh, generally, my feelings for towards Gil are positive. This game has not been a great showing for him, but yes. generally, I like Gil. But he is in this game, especially, just a big asshole. Yeah, yes. And it is how much of an asshole he is that seems to be protecting him from Grail Mud. <laughs> That's the end of the day. Yeah, we did it. Soccer's yeah. a little weird. Uh, Kotamina is having a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. I still want Mapo Tofu. Same. Mm. Yeah, I'm hungry. Um. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much for like bringing me back on to talk about Koku Nikki. I had a lot of fun. Um, and I'm very sorry for dragging it on again. Oh, no, no, no. We complain a lot about how long we go, but really it's our own fault. We're part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Yeah. Yeah, we are. It's only been a week since our last recording, and it has been an extremely busy week for me. Uh-huh. So I... Yeah. Um, I don't have anything to plug here. Uh, new Gundam seems good. If you're excited about Gundam, like go watch 0079. That show also rules. It's, or I say rules. It's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it has its problems, but oh my god, it's so much better than where we're currently at. Like ten episodes into Double Zeta, which mm-hmm. is awful. Um. What else do we say? Uh, Lauren, people can't find you on the internet, right? I have no public face in social media, um, but hang out. I hang out in the Admiral Mapping uh, Discord, mm-hmm, usually mm-hmm. in the Visual Novels channel, if people want to say hi. Fen, where can people find you on the internet? Um... <laughs> Fennec.moe. Took you a while. Yeah, my brain just completely shut down Uh uh-huh um you can where can people find you oh you can find the show at moonarchive.art or crying rolls on twitter Mm -hmm. you can send questions or feedback or really anything that you'd like uh don't be weirdly horny but like no one no one has yet but I you just, just realized you were writing a check that you didn't want to cash. Yeah, I did. I had 
I think about the um the uh whatchamacallit? The uh a more there's, a, there's age. a more civilized age bit where I think it's Allie is like, don't send weird horny fanfiction to the to our email. And same. Uh you can send almost anything. If you're no- be normal, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. rolls actually at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um next time we'll be covering what? What days? Is it just two? I Are we just coming nine and ten? Nine and ten, at least looking at the flowchart, look like very long days. Yeah. So we if we if we get through nine and ten and we're like, oh, that actually wasn't nearly as long, we'll do eleven as well. Yeah. But probably probably just nine and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think sets us up nicely to do three days for the each for the rest of the route. Um, yeah, that's good. I think between nine and ten, you have like seven or eight tiger dojos at least. <laughs> okay, I think it is seven. It's six or seven, but there are a bunch. All right, all right, I'm ready. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do we say? You can find me on the internet at Ben Ends. Yeah. You can find me occasionally tweeting about the visual novel I'm developing at Doom Gender. I'm going to take a nap, though. Um, I got the rest of the night off. I ain't doing shit. What else? Yeah, I think you already did everything. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. I feel like I always mess up digital. Yeah, you say it like a, in a weird tone. Yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister sometimes. Digital. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.
savings time. It's so funny that they had to um they had to swap the eye catches for like a reco. Uh <laughs> for episode eleven, the one where uh-huh. they're smoking Smoking uh, spider lilies. Spider lilies. I'm excited to understand what you mean by that. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there, all, all of the eye catches. I think there was one episode where uh, the artist was given actual direction, and for the rest of them, it was just go hard. <laughs> uh, and all of the eye catches go hard. Um, and it looks like, uh after it aired or today yesterday uh-huh um they swapped it so that it's just like chisato holding takina's hair which is still like is cute but like it's just so funny that it was like these are poisonous do not do this don't put this in your mouth <laughs> oh dear did anyone actually do that you think i don't or know it might have been a cosplay thing i feel yeah. like i can't call cosplayers doing it that would be so funny is the thing. Is it like a weed thing? Oh no, no, spider lilies are super poisonous. Well, I mean, so I I have seen anime talk about marijuana before. Uh-huh. And it is often t- talked about as a like poisonous drug. Um I I don't think it's that. I think I it's see. I think it's just like the the like don't do this even as a cosplay thing kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the show doesn't have a big weed vibe to it. You no, know, and like like Horus or Red Spider Lilies are a like reoccurring yeah motif. It's the name because they the mean the death and rebirth. Mm-hmm. Like I see, which is at the that is one of the themes that the show is interested in. I don't know that it delivers, no. but this is this is post pod that is I'm gonna put in there and then Ben's gonna cut. Because it's not good, I guess. Oh, I don't know why you're so sensitive about parts of the post. The parts of the post pod that I cut is when we're like sitting here for 30 minutes going, yeah, there's like a little clicking because of the audio cable, maybe. Like, uh, have we tried? You know what I mean? (laughs) That stuff's boring. Yeah. And yeah, I just mean, even when I do cut it down to like little chunks that I'm like, oh, this is great. Ben's just like, nope, gone. That's not always true. It's sometimes true. It's true enough of the time that it hurts my feelings. Ben is complaining. Uh, the only times I really just like hack the post pod out is when we're getting to like, when we're over five hours <laughs> and we don't need it. People can skip it if they don't like it. Didn't you see you're like, but we're not like sitting people before? down and forcing we them the to Squarespace listen. We got the Squarespace file size limit. <laughs> Yeah, and like about six is where we start running into it. Before six. We've hit that line before. Yeah, because I didn't know how to make them small enough. Fen's ready to throw down today. Fen had pancakes and has pancake energy. Ooh, yum.